Let's see old sound going. Nice. Patrick Valentine. Let me get this a little closer. Yeah, come on in, buddy. Hey, sweet. Thanks for being on the podcast, hey, man. Hey, man. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming, dude. I'm only a little bit late. Mm. I should have taken your advice a little bit. No, man. It's all about the ex- the, uh, the journey, right? You know, it's not about the destination. Yeah. It's like that. It's that stubborn fire thing, you know. It's yeah. Like, hey, here's my address, but it might be kind of tough to get to. Like, and generally, when normal people tell me that, I'm like, it's probably not that complicated. Yeah, it's probably like, bad. Well, it's another fire person slash ex jumper telling me this, so it's like. I should probably take his word for it. Well, but I didn't even think about it, and then we drove by your house. I was like, it's right there. We nailed it. Yeah. And then we missed it by a mile. That's the tricky so, part, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. You come right right on it. I mean, just the fence between you and us, you know, you and me, and then. I know. I almost just, oh, we could park in the driveway and just walk across. Oh, yeah. And the road, have but... an angry neighbor at you. Yeah. You'd be yeah. banging on the outside. He had some good no trespassing signs. Yeah. So I've lived in Montana long enough to know not to. You know, yeah. Your whole life, aren't chase you? Those. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. From Libby? Uh, yeah. Libby Troy area. Libby Troy area. Um, yeah. The Yak. Yeah. Oh, really? You're a yak, yak guy, huh? I'm a yak guy. You might yep. be the first one I've ever met, I think. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I met your sisters, but yep. I didn't know. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I was born in the yak. Um, yeah, my folks moved there in early, mid-90s. I'm too um, close to that mic yep. as well. Sorry. Yeah, you can suck it back to your face if you want. Okay. Like, feel free to play with it. There we go. Yeah. I think that sounds a little better. Wait, your folks moved there in the 90s? Yep. Nice. Yep. yep. My dad was a um, self-employed logger most of his life. And like Bro. moved his way from uh, Washington to Idaho, and then finally settled in the Yak, oh, and dude. was like having kids along the way. Yeah, and I was the last one. Uh, oh, you're the last. Youngest of seven. Oh, yeah. Really? Youngest of seven kids. Yep. Oh no way, yep. man. So I'm the baby. So you know, like my couple of my middle, yeah, middle siblings. Yeah, uh, Sarah and Mary Beth. Yep. Yeah. Sarah and Mary Beth. I just found it today that you bought a car for Mary Beth at one. Point. That's the first time I met her. Yep. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah, her WRX. Yeah. Was that in? Washington, you bought because she was living in Washington then, wasn't she? No, she was still here. Um, oh, okay. In the flathead. Uh, well, she was actually in Missoula, like oh, somewhere okay. like not far off reserve. Okay. And I remember it was like this kind of little back road, and I didn't. It was like, I think I think Sarah. Yeah, I think I was working with Sarah, and she's like, my sister's selling a car. You should go check it out. Okay. And I was like, okay, because we were working together on the Great Northern at that point. Okay. Yeah. So that's just How long did you work on the Northern for? Uh, really, I think. Probably not even really a complete season. Okay. Like, it was like half a season the first time because their squad boss left for school. Sure. So I came in to fill in for that. And I think that's when I met Sarah. Okay. Was that a detail from jumping to do that? No, no. I was I was just uh, on a district at that point. I was in, okay. in Whitehall in the Butte Jeff there. And then um, right. and then I went. and then But that helped me, like, kind of get my foot in the door because it showed, like, some crew time and, like, running around the Great Northern. And that's sure. when, like, King and uh, Margarita were running the Great Northern. So. That was the Margarita's day. Yeah, that was oh, Margarita's okay. day. Yeah. Those are the, yeah. Those are the epic days. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, King, I think King was like filling in as a soup mm-hmm. at that point for it, so he, he restructured it more strict, like the like a hot shocker. Sure. And he was, you know, he was on the bitter shots at that point. Okay. And uh, so that was kind of cool, man, to see like that kind of organization. What year was that? That was in 2012. Okay. Yeah. Because Carrie took it over. Did she you was, know Carrie? Yeah, she was there too, and okay. so she was. I think she was kind of like the assistant at the point. Yep. Or I can't remember how the old org chart was working because like Margarita was really like the person in charge. Sure. Uh, like it's on like paper, maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not exactly how the org chart worked, but I don't know if she had the quals maybe to be. Okay. Maybe that's why they brought King in, because yeah, you know, Queen, so. I think King had the quals, you know, to do it. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm okay. not sure like what the quals are for a Type Two A soup. I don't know for sure. Um, okay, because I was there in 15, yeah. 15, 16, 17 with Carrie to start it off, and then she left, and then. I had another guy come in. Do we just uh, miss each other? Because I went back yeah. to Crew Boss, uh, the Great Northern 14, for really? the, the half of that season. Yeah. yeah. So that's when you worked with Sarah, probably. Because I, oh, I think that was her Sarah. first summer there. Oh, maybe. She kind of talked me into 
coming to the crew. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, listen, I yeah, worked with yep. a, a, a few other Libby Troy folks the first time. Okay. Um, like uh, Liz Straley was there. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So I worked with her, and okay. then there's some other. I think his name was like Tim. He was a logging family. That dude was oh, really like one of the baddest dudes I've seen on a saw. Like, yeah, yeah. He got in this like willow alder stuff, man. Like at the bottom of this like like uh, drainage, you know. Sure. And I'm like. Oh no, we're gonna lose this fire because like we're over here just like, you know, mopping up and not really like going through the willows because well, there was no reason to. There wasn't even really any black mm-hmm. around there, but some somehow like an ember got in the middle of that and like oh it started to go. And so we come off like our little spot where we're cold trailing closer to the tra- closer to the dozer line. Yeah, and we come in and like I'm like, oh man, uh, you know, I'm talking to I think Rebo's crew Boston at the time, and I was like. Oh yeah, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Troy as well, right? Yep, yeah, totally. yeah. Old Tony Rebo Jr. So yep, like, yeah. I'm like, dude, we're gonna need a saw. And all of a sudden, he's like, uh, and Rebo's up on the hill, and I think you can see Tim. He's like, one's coming. I was like, all right, man. And like, I'm, I'm just like trying to get in there, and Tim comes from their side, dude, and he just puts on a clinic, oh, man. Like he just funny. cleared it out in no time. It was so yeah, fast. Yeah. And I'm just like sitting back and watching, like, bro, that was awesome. And, like we didn't have to do much after he did that. No. You know? And was he on the crew, or is he like another guy? On he was another like Phil. Like oh, okay. they brought him in, and so I think he was trying to do like a logging thing. Sure. And um, his dad was kind of his way out. I think he was kind of beat up and stuff. Okay. And like so, he was trying to take over the business from his dad and help out a little I bit. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. That's funny. Do you, know, do you know Tim Phil? I don't know. I can't. Think. That's his last name. I think his first name's Tim, but I can't remember. Man, oh, dude, there's some I, last names that I would venture to guess that are like are in fire on there, but you never know. Yeah, and I think he might have been this like a blip in fire, you know, like the because okay. I mean it seemed like for a while there were folks like that like ranchers and loggers were sure. just like something to do and yep. then they usually go back to like their family biz you know totally. i think you might have been one of those okay but i'm not sure what is 14 14 yeah yeah just, yeah just missed you just, oh man it's nuts dude and well and so i always heard about like you and anna because like people were like working with you guys and not like man you see how it got better yeah yep. close enough yep that was totally it yeah there we go we'll just um so i was like working with anna or no i was working with sarah and then I can't remember. Someone was telling me about Anna, and then yep. I heard about you through uh, Garrett. Yep. Oh, by the way, we got Garrett Stearman here on the on the side, so you can't really see him, but he might he might venture in for a few. He'll make a guest appearance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Helping okay. out. Okay. Um, yeah, but so what was your, your fire career? Did you, right out of high school? How how did it start? Yeah, right out of high school, pretty much. Um, job. Yeah, youngest of seven, um, and then most of my siblings did fire. In high school, in the Kootenai, uh, Troy Libera, it was just one of those jobs that a lot of kids took right out of high school, like a good first summer job, you know. Yeah, yeah. Either on trails or weeds or whatever. A lot of guys did fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I hadn't really thought about it, honestly. I was just like playing sports and hanging out, and not really like thinking about anything like Career that. Career life and all that. Yeah, yeah, not at all. And yeah. then um, all my siblings were doing it. I was like, well, maybe I'll. Uh, Maybe I'll start doing that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and my sister Anna was working on a helitat crew at the time. And this was before I knew anything about quals or, like, what it took. Yeah. Um, I actually got hired as a GS2. Oh, man. Um, which I've told people that. And they're like, that doesn't even exist anymore. No, like, dude. That's like, a crime. It is. That is that's I, horrible that you had to work for it. It shouldn't exist when they hired you, I don't no, think, dude. No. <laughs> and know? I was um, – my birthday's in the spring in may so at the time that was like kind of during like the hiring process they yeah. weren't hiring as early oh um so i remember i officially got hired my first year when i was 17 technically oh dude. but i turned 18 and then started oh, yeah. um and i was a little old for my grade too so i like worked my first season of fire um going into my senior year of high school oh yeah so i was like working on the district i went on a couple uh off forest assignments that year which was like 2012 um 
Yeah. And was like, oh, this is, yeah, this is fun. I, I got Ooh. really into it, you know, but it was student season. And then I remember I quit uh, working for the Forest Service. And then next day I was in like two a day high school football practice, you know, Dude. and then I like worked my senior year of high school um, or went to school. Yeah. And that was my, my first year, first year in fire. Um, loved it. Really wanted to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, I had committed to play um, football at Western, actually, oh, really? um, right out of high school. So I went there for two years. And since I had to leave so early, um, I couldn't get hired back for fire oh. um, just because the season was so short. Yeah, so yeah. I did a summer of actually I worked on like a civil culture crew, oh, cool. uh, which was kind of fun on yeah. the district. Uh, and then I did a summer in timber, um, which was cool. So got some different experience. That's really good, man. But I didn't know anything about fire, about the Forest Service, really. Yeah. And all I knew was that I was like, man, I had a lot of fun doing fire. I want to get back to this. Yeah. So I remember being on the district on these other crews, just being, you know, 18 and being like, God, can I go on a fire? Like, how do I get off force? How do I do this? How do I do this? Um, so I left, went to Dillon for those two years. And then that's when Sarah started on the Northern. Oh, and I was like phasing out of, of Dillon. I couldn't quite kind of went there to play sports and mm -hmm didn't know what i wanted to study yeah. you know so after two years of doing that you kind of song and dance mm -hmm. i uh it was getting kind of a crunch time didn't you know maybe know what i should uh, be studying yeah and i had no idea so then about that time sarah um you know she was get she had been on the northern and she was like hey you should come apply here uh come to the northern yeah like, all right so i applied i remember when yeah carrie called me offered me the job and i was super stoked okay. i had no idea you know yeah, anything yeah. Yeah. uh i was in really bad uh, I'd never ran before, before oh, then. Like yeah. I played soccer a lot, yeah. so I'd ran like that, but never for fun. Um, I was like, man, I better start running. And I'd been doing like football style workouts for a couple of years, you know, playing like yeah. in Dylan Small, but like we were doing those kind of workouts. So I was like, man, I should start running. So I like cut my teeth, starting to learn how to run in Dylan, and I was so horrible at it, you Dude. know. And I came to the crew. You're not really built for it, bro. Like you're, you're pretty square. Shape, yeah. Like bad running shape. Yeah. Bad hike kind of like pt hiking shape too i'd never really you know done like pt hikes before like that yeah, you know yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd hunted and all that stuff but i was like man this is kind of a different speed and then obviously i kind of fell in love with it for there yeah um, man i got a question about like when you were in high school though yeah yeah definitely so i, I had a friend well shank a guy that was mm -hmm. like our supervisor and mentor greg. for a while yeah greg yeah, yeah. yeah so i think he had the same deal where he was able to get in the in the fire before senior year because yep. he's older yep and uh i remember him being like a man and like the rest of us little boys were like, what's it like out there? Who's that you know? guy? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, you know, like he he went out and like was in the real world with like a, like a bunch of men fighting fire. Oh you yeah. Know? And like he came back like a man, and I was like, wow, you know, like. I don't know if anyone thought that about me when I came back. I'm not sure. Really? That's what Ma I was wondering. Maybe Did you the, know. I thought the mustache I came in like, like over the summer. The mustache didn't. Uh, <laughs> I remember when I first thought that I was starting to grow facial hair. I was like, yeah. I don't know, I was 14 or something like yeah. that. Looked like I, mine. And I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you probably shaved an hour ago, you know. <laughs> no, uh, like a month ago, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I was like, oh, man, I'm growing a beard. I remember running back to the house and telling my mom. I was like, Mom, I'm growing a beard. And she you know said something nice and probably you know yeah let me have that yeah, uh, yeah. but this wouldn't fill in for a long time so when i first met garrett actually was in dylan and i couldn't this wouldn't fill in at all so i just had this horrible chin strap that i thought was like this great beard you know yeah it looked so, amazing yeah it didn't but uh yeah but that's then, how that's how uh, then after rookie training then then it came in then it came in yeah that's what it took yeah, <laughs> I knew it, yeah. It, it took a shock to the system yeah exactly um a little boost of testosterone yeah yeah and yeah the body breaking down mm -hmm. uh yeah oh, yeah reset but what yeah, year were you what year did you go to western i was there let me see i graduated 13 from libby and then i went to dylan that summer so i was there 14 
I guess 13, 14, I left in the spring of 15. Oh, and that's okay. when I started on the on the Great Northern. Oh, oh gotcha. I took some time off school. Yeah, yeah. Kind of had to figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. Worked full seasons, like figured out what it was like to work a full season of fire. Um, and I felt like I hadn't really learned anything about fire until that experience on a crew, experience under Carrie. Yeah, um, absolutely, and dude. And also, like, getting to watch, like, my sister and her role. Yeah. Um, and all these people that really knew what they were doing. And getting this cool experience, seeing, you know, real fire. And lots of fire. And lots of fire. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is what it's like. Like in high school, when I first started, I remember um, there's a couple guys that were first years on the district um, who went on to like hot track crews and went on a jump. A couple of them did. Um, and I remember them talking about it. And I just had no concept of what yeah. it was. You know, I small, small world, small brain system. Like, yep. I was in high school still. I wasn't really thinking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I had no concept. I didn't even know if I'd ever heard of really smoke jumping or hot shotting or anything like this, you know. Yeah. Um, until I got, like, on the Northern. And then it was super fun. And I remember Carrie from early on, who was an ex-jumper. Yeah. was like, you guys should all go jump and it felt like another world man it was so yeah. out of, even hot shotting did yeah it felt so out of like out of reach almost yeah. a little bit and then just natural like progression happens um so yeah i was on the northern for three years worked with sarah there for a couple years That's, were you on her squad um, or no nope. no they, uh, they would always separate us yeah yep. it was funny i went to um the northern the first year I was there, it was Sarah's first year as a squad leader. Nice. And I, she was a squad leader on um, Bravo. I became a saw on Alpha. So that was like how it was when we were there. And yeah. then I ended up following her again to Lewis and Clark Hot Shots. Yeah. And the same exact thing happened. The first year I got there, she became a squad leader on their Bravo squad. And then I became a saw on Alpha. So it was like, I kind of just followed Sarah around that, for a couple that's years. That's super cool, man. Um, yeah, it was, it was uh, a fun experience. Too, yeah, right? dude. I was nosing through your uh, uh, Instagram a little bit to get some get some more background yeah, yeah. on you. And I saw a photo, and I think it was, was it you and Mary Beth and Sarah on yes. the fire somewhere? And I was yep. like, damn, dude, that's cool. Like, that, that's that, going to be super rare. That was one. Um, that summer, actually, um, Anna came and filled with us, my other sister. Oh, really? From the Hell Attack crew. I don't know if they were repelling at the time. Um, she worked on Hell Attack and the Kootenai for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And she was there for the whole time that they, when they transitioned to a full repel program. Oh, so she got um, to repel? So she got to repel. Oh, yep, cool. so she repelled for quite a while, too. Um, did you repel? I didn't. Uh, I never did. I thought about it. Um, so when I was early, actually, this was a, I went on a tangent. When what? I was early on in fire, not knowing anything, I, like, knew a bunch of these uh, Hell Attack guys yeah. um, from the crew because Anna was working there. Um, and Mary Beth, uh, was dating one of the guys on the crew. So I was like, Oh, hell attack seems so cool. I'm going to apply. I had yeah. no idea about quals or anything like that. So I was just like shooting my app, yeah. you know, super unqualified for it. And those guys were obviously super nice. They're like, yeah, man, he's not quite qualified. Like maybe in a couple years, you know, yeah. and I just had no concept of it. And then looking back, I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, I know, dude. I had nothing, you know? Yeah. But at um, first you're like, man, I'm a hard worker, you know, like I can go. Yeah, what, what else to take? What are yeah, quals? Like, yeah, exactly. What are all these S1 number classes? Like, yeah. Fighting fire, right? But yeah. yeah. Funny small world thing. Um, yeah, totally. Like even like me, my first year, I think I, one of the guys were like teased me about like being a firefighter type one. He's like, you'll never be type one. Like I'm type one right now. Yeah, what does it? Even, what does that mean? Yeah. It's all yeah, it's semantics. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and I found out it's actually a qual. I'm like, yeah, it's actually yeah, it's real things. Um, mm. yeah. So that season, Anna came and did a role with us, filled. So there was a Valentine in every squad on the crew. Really? Uh, I was on Alpha, Sarah was on Bravo, and then Anna was on like the saw truck. Um, on Lucy Clark? Like, no, this was on the Great Northern. Oh, the Great Northern. Oh, that's um, cool. But either either way, that's awesome. Yeah, for a couple couple roles, um, we did that. 
And then I think she left, went back to her crew. And then that picture you saw with Mary Beth, we were on a local fire in the Swans. Oh. Um, and then she came up from the Flathead. Yeah. So there's been multiple fires where there was like a handful. That's cool, um, man. Of did Valentine's. You, did you guys get any pictures of you guys all on, on fire with the Great Northern? Yeah. Yeah, Sarah and I have a few together. Yeah, I saw um, those ones. And Anna and Sarah and I yeah. have a couple, and then me you and Ray. Topper? Yeah, I'd take the topper. Oh, yeah. um, I don't want to force you to force coffee down here. No, no, it's, it's good. Um, and then at one point in 2015, it was one of the only fires I've ever been on in the Kootenai, actually. Um, yeah. It was like five miles from my parents' house. Um, oh, wow. And I was on the Great Northern with Sarah. Anna flew it on the crew or on the ship excuse yeah, me yeah. my brother works on the district in the Kootenai oh really um he's worked there for a long time um he's like a timber sales administrator now oh wow. um he's worked his way up through timber yeah but there's fires local you know so he was doing fire stuff yeah. he was on the fire and i think for one day my dad does a little bit of volunteer fire stuff he was driving like a water tender dude so i think there was five like at one point i think there was like five valentines on the same p code one day or something like that That's which is pretty cool. which is pretty cool yeah. like you know, it wouldn't have worked out to get a picture or anything that day but yeah, yeah i think that was the most i think uh-huh. it was the biggest grouping of uh of valentines under the same uh Man, it'd be cool if you get like the timesheet, like the CTR for the day, and had like all the Valentines on. Yeah, that'd be super cool. That man. would be pretty fun. But yeah, yeah. man, it's fun. It's it was super fun to work with work with all of them. It was fun being on the same like hot track crew with Sarah. Yeah, and watching man. her, you know, from afar, kind of because she was a squad leader in in the front of the buggy, and I was just a yeah you man. Know? And ever since I'd known her, Sarah, she'd been always like super dialed. Like yep. she was the lead, I think, when I was there. Then yep. I, for some yep. reason, I thought she was squad boss, but. You know, you know, all the time just kind of blends. Yeah, yeah, know? totally. And, uh, I mean, I can't even. Sounds bad, but I can't even remember who the squad bosses were when I was when I'm I was a sure uh, crew boss was, in the northern. Who it was then too? It's kind of yeah. a you know revolving door a little bit. There. It is. Like, yeah, there's people, been a bunch of changes and yeah. changing hands, changing like who they're um, overseen by too. You know, they yeah. were overseen by the AFD for a long time, and now they're actually overseen by the Flathead National Forest. That's, that's what I heard. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Are they but, still out of Condon? Oh, Still cool. out of Condon. Some people don't yeah, like Condon. I really like Condon, dude. It's so awesome. Yeah. Um, it gets so dark there at night. I love it. gets it. so dark there at night. I felt when I first stepped on the bunks uh, or at the base at NCSB that yeah. I was like stepping back on a Condon a little bit. Yeah, similar, so, right? Uh, the yeah. airstrip right there and yep. everything, man. Everything. Like the dorms were, you know, same, same, but different. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Similar old, feel, but old as hell, kind of falling yeah. apart a little bit. Probably a little bit of hauntavirus, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna but, say that, uh, that was probably the smell. You yeah, know, that yeah old I, smell. I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, I, yeah, I'm gonna get yeah. sick yeah. from this. Yep. Yeah, it smells like some viruses in here, maybe. <laughs> totally. It smells like a you know reclamation or a mm-hmm. uh, forest service building. Yeah, it smells but, like this thing probably needs to be decommissioned. But yes. Oh man, so yeah, kind of super cool because I remember they were talking about getting rid of it, and I was I always thought it was cool, and then. um I was going to ask you about Condon. Oh, do you know that there used to be like a outpost for jumping too? I've heard about that. Yeah, it was like would, part of rookie training. Was it? Would they staff? Would they like staff a plane at the at the airstrip there? Do you know? Maybe way back, but I think okay. there for a while it was just like part of the rookie training. It was okay. like um, they'd always like take the rookie class out away from everybody. Yeah, yeah. And so like nine miles typically for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then for some reason they go to uh, Condon. Okay. Because uh, did you ever walk in like the main office there, Condon? Yeah, there was like um, there's some old jumper photos there. Is there? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I ever noticed it. There was a whole um, I forget the agency it was now. Um, there was a bunch of folks that uh, 
some science folks. We call them. Yeah. Um, we call them the bird nerds. Um, bird nerds yeah. But they were doing somologists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, they were somologists there, and they were also they were great people. I just forget yeah. their official titles. But yeah. they kind of worked in that main building. Yeah, um, totally. So we would like poke our heads in there, but we just you know felt like they always kind of didn't like us because we lived there all the time. We were mm-hmm. always like causing a ruckus. They're you dirty know? fire. Like summer camp. You yeah, know? exactly. Dirty fire folks. Yeah. Loud and yeah. And wish we were. And yeah, kind of. If I wasn't the crew boss, I wouldn't have had any reason to go in there. And I just like happened to step in there and I, I was okay. faxing or doing something, and I was like. Whoa, so I just started, it's like, you know, it's kind of like a museum, like most ranger stations oh, yeah. are, you know, and uh, yeah, there's like a couple foes, and I think, it didn't really look like Sealy, but one of the lakes around there, like Holland Lake or something, sure. maybe, they are doing the water jump back in the day, and cool. yeah, and, yeah. and now they don't do it, you know, because the uh, AEDs, AEDs, yeah, right? that's a cutter, yep. yeah, yep, oh yep. man, yep. um, I don't, I don't want to jump into jumping right now, because I want to cover you before you get no, there, no, dude, man, I want to, yeah, I'm so I excited to talk about talk jumping, talk about everything, I want to get yeah. some of your, I want to get some of your background, too, oh, um, it's not much to me, man, I'm pretty, what you see is what you get oh, here, Pat. I don't believe that. Man. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm an open book, man. <laughs> so but you rookied in 13? 13, yep. Okay. So at, at NCSB. At NCSB, yep. Cool. Um, and so you rookied just this last year, but yep. you spent Northern, Lewis and Clark, and then straight to jumping then? No, I did. Uh, it's kind of a weird. I did three years on the Great Northern, so 15, 16, 17, and yeah. then I was back in school at that time chipping away oh cool where do, doing like uh university of montana over oh, in missoula yeah um i kind of like figured out something i wanted to study mm-hmm. i was like too stubborn to quit it you know yeah. i wanted to have the degree even though i'm not doing anything with it i don't yeah. know if i will but uh, i wanted to finish it so i was doing um full seasons of fire and just doing spring semesters paying yeah. it off as i go trying to avoid loans that whole deal smart um and then after my last season on the northern I actually tried to walk on uh, to play football in Missoula. Oh, really? Um, and because of that that process, and there was so much that was unknown about like if I made it and my, what my summer was gonna be like. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was kind of, no one really wanted to hire me for fire, oh. just because I was it was gonna be like shorter than even student season, so it wasn't really yeah. worth it to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, the Northern wasn't super keen on it, just if I made it, just because like. I am. It'd be kind of be worthless, you know. I'd bring me on and then I'd leave. Yeah. Um, but Lincoln, really? uh, yeah, the the, the district there. I talked to those guys and they were like, "Yeah, man, we don't care. Yeah, yeah come work for us. We'll let you go whenever." Um, yeah. so that's what I ended up doing. Uh, the walk-on thing didn't quite work out. I ended up uh, going through winter conditioning with them, and then the last day made it through everything. And the last day, they were like, "Hey, man, we really liked having you. We'd love to bring you on." But you're actually um, out of eligibility, so we. Can't. I was gonna ask. We about got that. nothing for you. Yeah, yeah can't do it. I had something similar because uh, you know I went to MSUB, but I I kind of oh, cool. okay. jumped around a little bit before then. Yeah. And then I ended up I was gonna play football for Rocky because they were the only ones oh, really yeah. interested in me and we battle battling bears. Battling bears, yeah. yeah. Yep. Dude, we were we were pretty bad as a football team, and I was an undersized fellow, so I wasn't really on anyone's radar. You sure. know, like I was just kind of quick. So um, I talked to the battling bears a little bit and oh, kind of okay. did my own like recruiting for for me yeah. for myself and. Um, and I had grown a little bit at this point. Mm-hmm. So when I went to talk to him, I took a year off. So I went to talk to him and yep. was doing, like you said, like the winter and spring camp and stuff yeah, yeah. with him. And, uh, I, I didn't do it as long as you did though. I was only there for like a week. Okay. And then, uh, but I, I was digging it. And then, uh, after the, the end of that week, they're like, all right, man, this is what we can give you. You know, like we'll give you a scholarship. Yep. We'll give you a grant and then, um, a book waiver or something like that. So like, yeah, yeah. and, but being private, I think it was back then, oh, I, forgot I think it was like 18,000 a semester. And I was like, Woo, 
ooh. And I'm like, how much is this scholarship? And they're like, oh, we'll give you, because I think it was like $2,000 scholarship okay. or something, like, which at any school at that time would have been really good. Yeah, you know? yeah and definitely. I was like, dang, dude, that's awesome. You know, and then oh, uh, I did the math on it. I'm like, ooh, I'm not going to be able to afford that. That's and actually not. That yeah, that's not, that's not a good deal for me. <laughs> no, no. So, so I went to, uh, which I was bummed out because I really like Rocky's campus. You know, mm-hmm. it's like old and small. Spent too much time there. I didn't know they were private. Yeah, actually. I think it's a Christian university. I oh, would say. Okay, I and got you. I I guess I was aware of it, but not really when I showed up. And I was like, man, these are the only people that are really talking to me. So I'm like, I'm gonna go play football here. Totally. And that's then, what that's what happened to me. Yeah, basically. yeah. It's hard when coming from a small school unless you're like really dominant, man. Like I know, and even in Montana in general, it's kind of hard to get like at least back, you know, when I was in high school. Maybe yeah. maybe when you, you know, it was just hard to get like that recognition. Get your you know highlights out or whatever it's yeah. kind of a weird process unless you're like an absolute stud you know what i mean yeah um would yep. you would you play i played running back in okay. uh corner and the safety like, cool. i okay. like safety better you know like free safety and yeah, then, yeah uh i didn't have any any uh interest in running back and then one of our good buddies who was just a, a beast and he got recruited pretty good and then he cool he blew his acl out and then i was like next up and i i didn't uh, know the plays dude i wasn't paying attention <laughs> yeah, practice yeah, i didn't yeah. care about it and i was like Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> I gotta figure this it's, out. Real uh, quick. It's time. Yeah, exactly, man. So that is funny. Yeah, but by the time like senior year ended, um, it was just a few more games. Like it was halfway through the season, sure. he blew his knee out, and um, he actually came back for the last game with a knee brace. And that's impressive. Yeah, he did Dang. pretty good still. Even like he had a bum wheel, you know. I think he couldn't turn okay. to the right or something because the there wasn't a tendon left, you know. It's gnarly. Yeah, man, and uh, or ligament ACL. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. man. I, I got, I got the degree. I should know these things. Is but that what you're? Health and human performance. Yeah. Oh, so cool. I take okay. human, and then I took uh, all the pre courses for uh, physical therapy and. Sweet. Basically, all I had to do was uh, get my um, my observation hours in. And okay. I, I had to retake the GRE because I needed like one of the scores. I was fine. I was above what they needed, and the other score was just below. So I had okay. to retake it for one of them. Verbal or no, not the verbal. Math. The math part of the GRE was killing me. I'm not good at math. I don't math well. <laughs> me neither, man. That would that would kick me out right away. Yeah. Uh, nice. The, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And but the MSUB at the time was getting their track program back. I think they lost their track program like the uh, '70s or '80s. Mm-hmm. And then, like due to like Title IX, they wanted to bring yep. another sport in. Yep. And track is perfect because it's it's boy and girl. Yep. You know. Totally. And uh, so that was great. And so I went and talked to them. And they're like, we can give you a tuition waiver. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? Yeah, I didn't know. And they, yeah, yeah. They're like, well, basically, you don't have to pay for tuition. You know, you just have to cover your, your cost of living in, sure. in books. And I was like, oh, awesome. So that was that's way better deal. deal than playing football. So that's what you ended up doing. So nice, I'm, yeah, I'm okay. Going to, yeah, MCB for track. And, cool. But, like, all that time I was trying to figure out what I was doing, the clock starts ticking as soon as you get into school. I didn't know that, man. Like, you hear these stories of these guys being, like, didn't in their that. 30s and going back to school yep. to play sports. Yep. and. Yeah, so I did. I only had three years of eligibility. I didn't know it. Okay. And then there was like some weird rule with the NEI I heard, which I don't think became true because I went to because I went to U of M Western to Dillon to finish up. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And, go uh, dogs. Yeah, man. All of us. Yeah, go dogs. Yeah. And then, uh, man, I went. Uh, so I went to go talk to the football coach there, just throwing a feeler. I was like, oh, man, I'd be kind of cool to mm-hmm. come play with these guys. And uh, yeah, I had no eligibility left, so <sighs> yeah, yeah. I ended up playing rugby then. Really? Okay. Yeah. Was the rugby program still there when you were there? Not really. Not that I remember. Yeah, I think once the um, Hawaiians left, it kind of left with them. Yeah. We, there was a few years where they had um, a lot of poly guys coming up, and they were a lot of them were playing football. Yeah. Um, but then when I was there, that 
It was like in between. Um, there wasn't as many of them then. Yeah, they're on their way um, out even when I was there, like in 2010. Like, yeah. There wasn't that many of them left, so. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. But it was super cool That's because, cool. like, they, you know, the Dillon community is so small and the Poly Club was a big part of it. Yep. So we do, like, we, I was just kind of part of it because the rugby club, like, yeah, do yeah. luau's and stuff. And cool. Yeah, make donations for the rugby team and That's bought jerseys sweet. and paid for our travel and stuff. Rugby is one of those sports, too. Like, we were talking about hockey a little bit ago. It's one yeah. of those things I've always, like, been curious about. I've got a lot of buddies that have played it, like, in Missoula here. Oh, yeah, you'd be um, good, dude. And guys are like, oh, man, you should have played. You should have played. Um, I remember I was walking out of – I had some running with the with the coach from the um, – Maggots? Yeah, from the Maggots. And yeah. he, like, walked by me, and we had – our P vehicles were parked next to each other. And he was like, you play, uh, you play rugby? Just locked eyes for a long no. moment. Yeah, for long. And he gave me his card, and he was like, "Well, if you ever want to, give me a call." Yeah, and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. I never ended up doing it. Yeah, but, it's fun, man. Um, it would have been fun. Yeah, it's one of those one of those games. At least for me, like I really had to play it to understand it. Cause we went through practices and stuff, and we do like our line out, and I was like, "Man, I really don't understand what I'm supposed to be, sure. what I'm supposed to be doing." And then once we got in the game, and you figure out like where the offsides are, yeah, and yeah. all this stuff, you're like, uh, "All right, yeah. yeah, like this is how it rolls." That's what. It, yeah, it would have been fun and learning new sports you know it's fun in general yeah that's good. how i was with football honestly yeah because uh, i didn't play it growing up at all oh We're, really i'm a big soccer family yeah yeah uh my dad developed or uh figured out he loved soccer kind of later in life yeah yeah and instilled that in all of his kids so we were a huge soccer family mm. um so when i played football i just kicked i oh, was really? like that was my deal i started that's doing awesome. that like my sophomore year of high school so that's what i did yeah um pretty much all the way through my senior year i ended up playing a little bit more but i had no idea what i was doing man i was like there's like, yeah lions on the pay i don't know what that is like, I, I can kick the ball yeah. but uh so that, that's yeah that's uh, what it was oh you're a kicker yep dude that's awesome that's, man. What it did. that's where the money is too dude like yeah. you, you hear about these good scholarships and stuff and oh yeah man you, you almost if, if it would have worked out if you would have went to the grizz if you had eligibility left there's there's a chance you could have went to another level because there was like a whole do you remember that gap there for a while where there like were. the grizz didn't have very good kickers yep. and like all the college seemed like they were struggling even yep. the nfl were having some some issues finding good kickers that was like right when i was that's what yeah. i figured dude because i remember that time yeah it was the is the time thing and it was like the yeah that clock you yeah. know um which the naia like didn't have at the time so i think as i understood i could have gone back and still played in dylan it was like an ncaa yeah. thing oh gotcha. um they they called it like this five-year clock thing that uh once you start that's what as i had. a full-time student mm -hmm. you're this the, you know this this hourglass gets flipped over and it doesn't stop even if you take time off you yeah. know so i did two years and then i took almost two off and I didn't know it was going this whole time. Whereas, as I understood it, when it was told later, uh, for the NAI that stops. You know, if you have a lapse in school, but for the NCAA it doesn't. No, you know, so sure. by the time I made it through, they were like, "Hey, you would only be eligible for like the spring." Oh. You could come like help out at practices or something. You could run track. Like, ah man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's never, yeah. So yeah. that was it. But it was Dang one of those dude. deals. There's a couple things kind of like that. It was like that and jumping was another thing that was that and trying to walk on was these two things that I was like, man, if I never try this, I'm going to be pretty mad at myself for yeah. not seeing, you know, what could have happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. I ended up trying them both. That's awesome. But dude. yeah. yeah so then you always wonder if you don't give something a try. Yeah. I mean, even like this, dude, like at first I was like, so many snacks. I had no tech background. Like sure. we were talking just before this, like, I didn't know what kind of microphone. I didn't know it was different microphones. Totally, like, microphone's yeah. microphone. And then I figured out what these ones were. And like, it looks like you know what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, all, it's all about it, man. It's, yeah. You know? It's, uh, it's fun learning something like that, too. Yeah. And, like, learning something out of necessity is, like, the best way to learn it. When you have no other option than to kind of figure it out, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, like, driving a stick or something like that. Yeah. Uh, my first vehicle I ever bought was a stick shift, and I didn't know how to drive it at the time. And it was super good inspiration to learn how to drive it. Dude. And I was like, man. 
freedom is on the other side of learning how to drive this thing so i better figure it out and we lived way out of town too oh yeah so i was like it's okay this is my goal now learn how to drive this thing and then i can smart opens doors yeah but absolutely man then you know learning and having to drive it every day man that's how you get good at driving stick yeah i remember uh learning with my dad bless his heart and he was he's he's a real patient guy uh but in that like one-on-one situation and i was just you know a dumb 15 year old or whatever like not doing a very good job i think he was probably pulling his hair out teaching me how to drive and then i remember one of my buddies from high school came out to my house he like hung out he spent the night over and he took me out on some back roads we actually drove up uh, up into the act a little ways oh cool like you're gonna learn how to drive this thing tonight and we spent you know we drove around most of the night and he was like have me park on hills and do all this stuff and then i remember like it clicked that night and i think just because you know when you learn something with your buddies and you're like oh i kind of want you know i gotta learn this better now like my buddy's here it's cool you know totally Uh, and then i never had a problem with it again and i think it my dad was probably stuck because he'd never had to teach me again yeah never man. Had to pull his hair out again but yeah, yeah it's funny little stories that, you know, no that, well. that yeah and that's interesting too man and i'm always like interested on the brain works you know like when you're totally. talking about learning a new thing it's like neuroplasticity it's supposed yeah, to be really yeah. good you know makes new pathways in your brain and yep. keeps your brain healthy and young and like same with a little stick you know but yeah i had the same issue man like my dad this old 57 chevy and nice. he's like you know, I think he's doing the same thing. You know, he's like tired of getting like beat around in that old steel cab. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, whatever, you'll figure it out sometime. And like, you know, kind of not really gave up on me, but was like done for the day at least. Sure. And then I didn't, I didn't want to bother him again about it. And then, um, one of my buddies got this little like Honda Escort or some kind of little yep. like Honda thing. And yep. it's, it seemed fast and sporty because I hadn't driven anything but old trucks at the sure. time. And, uh, I remember like kind of hot rodding and figure out like, you know, drive the RPMs up a little bit before yeah. you like pull the clutch out on it. And huge. man, yeah. And, and that, that was a big difference maker. Cause I kept killing that old truck, you yep. know, cause I couldn't, I couldn't just figure out like, I think there was a long travel in the clutch to where it engaged. Yeah. So I'd be like revving it way too high and then like Dropping. letting off it and like letting the clutch out as I'm letting the, off yep. the gas. Cause I, you know, I don't want to like blow the motor and sure. yeah. So getting my head That's too much. Fair. And you can't really explain that mm-hmm. to someone, you know. I've yeah, really got to feel it. Try to practice with other people and teach them how, and that's the one thing that's like, you can do this all day and explain it, but it's hard to, yeah, to get the feel. But yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, dirt bikes kind of help me out, but still, like, mm. you know, it's a hands versus, you know, because you got a throttle and a clutch. Sure. Versus, uh, you know, your feet, getting your feet to work yep. together. That's my. That's one of my next uh, purchases, actually. Dirt bike. I, I assume I figured I was like, well, I made, you know, I made it through jumping, so the next yeah. natural thing would be to buy a motorcycle and really just see how much I can freak my mom out, you know? Yeah, so, there you go, So man. I think I'm, I'm, I'm trying to buy one. Yeah, uh, man, it'd be good, eventually. dude. Then come over in our neck of the woods. Pipestone's yeah. a great spot to go rip around. Yep, that is what I've heard and seen from being on some fires up there. Yeah, well, we're, and we're in the same uh, shoes because, I, I don't know, have you ever been up there ripping around Pipestone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to mountain bike up there a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, your daddy's mountain bike. Yeah, because... That's about the only time is when uh, Zach stole your dad's mountain bike and yeah. then <laughs> t- took me up there <laughs> that one time. Nice. Took him right out of his garage without really? telling him. Yeah, oh, it was his awesome. neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but it's got cool trails, but it's one of those things that's in our backyard. I never really got a chance to mess with it because I was up there most for fire and then sure. the one-time mountain bike, and then, man, it's it's super sweet. Yeah, and I've only been up there the one time on, on a fire, but there were people ripping around yeah. like crazy up there. I have to make that. a trip. You got a mountain bike? Seemed like, uh, no, not yet. Oh. I haven't gotten into that hobby yet. Mm-hmm. I'm like... It hasn't like it hasn't piqued my interest that much. I wish it did, yeah. but there's like a handful of hobbies that I just could kind of like 
I, and then, yeah, they haven't sparked it for me. Yeah. I think I'd probably like it. I, you know, some of my siblings have mountain biked and whatnot, but yeah, yeah I haven't I, I haven't launched into that one yet. I bet there's different jumpers at NCSB than when I was there because I was kind of like the first. Like I was already kind of into it from like the time with Zach and stuff. Sure. And then, um, man, a bunch of the guys at NCSB were really into it. Okay. Who's the base manager at NCSB when you were there? Uh, Darren Bellsby. Oh, he was just retired. Did he really this year? Oh um, man, congratulations, the Darren! The era. Yeah. I uh, had the sweet opportunity and pleasure to be on his last fire with him. No way! Um, I've got a cool picture. I'll show you after yeah. this. Uh, yep. Um, felt like the end of an era in multiple ways because yeah. it was uh, yeah. first of all because it was his last jump. He's had a sweet. He's had a rad career there. Yeah. Uh, done a lot of cool things, and it was cool for a rookie. Um, for one, to be on a jump with rounds, uh, oh, which was yeah. super sweet. And there was actually two. Uh, Michael Noe. Yeah, yeah. Um, is he still law foreman? He is more ops now. Oh, we'll get you. Um, Charlie McCarthy yeah. um, was law foreman, and he actually just got the base manager job. Charlie McCarthy did? Yep. So oh, McCarthy's I got to call him, dude. Now. Yeah. Yeah, because he's been on like my list as like, one of the like, top folks yeah, that yeah. I want to get on this podcast. Oh, you he, should. He's, yeah, me and him are, used to be, I mean, we still are pretty good boys. We just mm-hmm. don't talk. You know, he's my lead trainer and stuff. You okay. Know? So, like, yeah, we got cool. pretty close because, yeah, you got to see me cry a lot. You know, oh, one of those yeah, things. Oh, yeah. you know? He was one of the first guys I met um, at the NCSB, like one of the first days we were there yeah. uh, when they suited, when they like sized us for our suits and whatnot. Uh, we were there a week before rookie training actually started. Dude, how cool is and that? We had no idea. Yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah. Um, I talked to one of my lead rookie trainers way after the fact that I was on a on a few fires with, and he was like, "To me, that was your guys's hell week because yeah. mentally, you guys had no idea what was going on, and they we didn't know. You know, every day they kind of told us they were like, oh, we're gonna do this first week. Um, it's gonna be a quarantine week. Like, oh, we're not yeah. gonna do anything.'" But we didn't know, you know. Yeah. yeah. They could anytime. So we were always on edge. Waiting for the trap. Showed up like in PT gear, like well, yeah. okay, whatever, you know. Um, and it was the first day of that week when they sized us for our suits and everything. Oh yeah. Um, Charlie was one of the first guys I met, and um, Eric Thorpe. Yeah, Thorpe. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh cool. And I've got some a little bit of background with him just because he was from the Flathead a little bit. Oh Worked yeah. Worked over there, knew my siblings a little bit. Um, Which so it was like a friendly face, kind of right off the bat that I knew, you know couldn't have any friends there you're like no one's gonna be nice but i was like hey, these guys are kind of friendly and it was before rookie training actually started but yeah so him and charlie oh, um cool. so i'll always kind of remember that like first initial meeting with them but yeah, yeah. so charlie is uh base manager now dude yeah congrats um, to charlie man cool. that's awesome dude. yeah, yeah I, gotta, I hope i gotta you can call get him, him on here. yeah because uh, I, I really want to because that was like the thing and i want to talk to you about this too man i'm all right i'm I'm gonna try to loop back. My brain yeah, yeah. doesn't work too good, but I'm bouncing around too. Yeah, no, it's and that's what these podcasts are for, man. Just yeah. like get it all in. Um, so I, like when I first got this airstream, especially this, you know, it, I've told the story a ton, but it's been my family. My great grandpa, my great grandfather oh, cool. bought a brand new in, in Missoula in '65. So that's what really? this is. Yeah, Sweet. okay. I got passed down. I'm nice. the four, fourth person in my family to have it. Nice. So, that's awesome. Yeah, like I knew I wanted a mobile podcast. So originally, like I had the gear, um, mm-hmm. minus these boom mics. I had a okay. different little mic stand, but. Um, so I was like, man, I just gotta get out to NCSB because you know the the construction that's supposed to be going on every yep. there for a while. Like every year, I kept hearing like, oh man, yeah, this is the year they're gonna tear down the loft, they're gonna tear down the office. Really, they were just saying that. Back, like every like yeah back then yeah even, really yeah okay. like they were talking like because it you know it's not FAA approved yeah, so um and I just like learned it's like area oh geez I actually got a picture of it I'll have to look up real quick yeah, it's yeah. like area of something and uh so I was gonna show you the picture before but I forgot. Oh. Man, if this thing showed up at NCSB, that would be well, that'd be kind of cool. Especially because it's an old, old uh, 
space, you know? Yeah. Well, they, they're still... Um, object they were talking about that object free area is what it's called. So there's a, there's a really? kind of photo of it, like where like the, the proposition of like where they're going to rezone and stuff. Okay. I took it off computer, so it's kind of blurry. Yeah, yeah. But Man, this is funny because I haven't even seen... I haven't really seen this yet. Uh, guys were pointing. They were like, yeah, it's going to be kind of over there, and then that's going to be gone, which is really hard to imagine. Yeah. Um, and and I, it is going to be a sad day if they... It is, man. That loft is historic. It's a hope that yeah. they... Um, you know, there's a little bit of talk about it, but I don't know if it's realistic that they would try to save, like, save the loft, turn it into kind of a museum thing. Yeah. But, like, based on this map, it's right in the line of, you know, where they yeah. have to destroy it. Um, and it costs probably so much to move stuff. But that loft has so much history to it. Yeah, you know, man. after being, like, built by the hands of jumpers. Yeah, and Francis a- Lovekin. After they moved. Yeah, yeah, there's so much history in that. Yeah. It's a fun, it's fun giving tours in there. It um, is, dude. Oh, that's what, like, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Was that a thing when you guys were yep. rookies giving tour? Or yeah. the youngest guy in the, yeah. Yeah, yeah the rookies do it. Yeah, yep. and I'm, the reason why, like, I'm glad you said that, because when I was, like, checking up stuff on the base and kind of doing my homework today, I mm. saw, like, the top review is, Pat V, you know, you like, yeah, nice. like, gives an amazing tour and like that's something else awesome. is like, like, that's my boy. It was so, it was so fun. I, that's uh, awesome. during rookie training, you know, we'd be, we'd be in the loft, like doing suit ups or doing whatever, you know, getting, yep. you know, rookie training stuff, uh, suffering yep. and a tour would come in like during this stuff. And we would just be having like the worst day ever doing suit ups and sweating and being, you know, hurting and then looking up and there'd be these tour like walking around and an older jumper would be like, well, these are the candidates, you know, don't talk to them, don't feed them, you know, yeah, stuff yeah, exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah. But they were just totally walking through. Like, it was like a normal day for them, you know, and it was such a funny like dynamic to be a part of seeing that. But yeah, so cool, still man. very much a thing. Yeah. Um, and that was one of those moments like in it, you know, being on the other side, I was like, man, I can't wait to give tours. Yeah. Cause that, First, I like talking to people. So, I like showing people stuff, and also, if I ever got to the point I was making a tour, giving a tour, it would mean that I'd made it through rookie training. So I was like, I can't wait to give tours. Uh, so I, I loved it. It was super fun. Same, um, bro. They ended up making a uh, a joke like um, award at the end of the year uh, for like longest base tour, yeah. kind of to roast me, because um, like I couldn't I couldn't neck anything down like i would start a tour and i would have the same system every time and i would show people all this stuff and just talk and talk and talk and guys would be like looking at their watch like when i got done yeah it's a long one yeah it's a really long one you're gonna come help us check shoots now i'm like i was giving it, i sold t-shirts man yeah exactly but it yeah. Was and like you said that's part of the operation too, yeah, yeah. Like selling some gear you know that helps pay for like the crew the oh, party yeah. and stuff at the end of the year right yep yeah um, yeah the bro the, fund the, yeah the welfare fund yeah uh which was always kind of funny to explain to people too yeah. it was like your pitch at the end of the tour you're like god we have this cabinet and you'd open it and there'd be all these shirts you mm-hmm. know if you want to buy one, it like yeah. support, supports of. this and this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they're fun. That, I'm glad really that's cool. always been a thing there. Because yeah. I know there's some uh, traditions uh, that I've heard about that I want to pick your brain about yeah, that talking about aren't it. a thing anymore that I've heard about um, just because some of the infrastructure is not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, the walkways. Mm. Wooden oh, walkways. Yeah. No, that was a thing when you were there, right? No, but their sidewalk rules were. Did you okay. have the sidewalk rules? No. Oh. And I think... Well, what, yeah. What was the what so, was the sidewalk? So the the walkway bridge, I think, is because there was used to be like a little like water thing that went through, right? So the, and that's still there. Still there, but yeah. they kind of moved stuff around a little bit. Yeah. So there's like I'm trying to remember because is it kind of like from the bunks? Yep. To the to mess the, hall. Yeah. Yep. And so like there was a, there's a koi pond, right? Yep. And then it splits. So uh, okay, that's maybe what's different. Oh, maybe it didn't split. Yeah, I think it used to split. 
I'm trying to remember exactly how it went. But um, so I find out you're not allowed to walk on the sidewalk as a rookie. Yep. So and the and the sprinklers are always running because it's got sandy soil. Yep. So nonstop. So I get like soaked just walking to the mess hall. Oh yeah. Every morning and back. You yep. know? And then um, funny story about that too is you're not allowed to walk on the sidewalks. And we got furloughed in 2013. So I found okay. out before like anyone knew and so i go like screaming down the sidewalk i was like man season over is over boys they're yeah. like were you on the sidewalk and i was like oh, God. Yeah, i was yeah it was but i mean that's not important right yeah, now we like, don't we have just, jobs yeah anymore. we just got furloughed man what do we do now you oh know? that's like, funny but they're just like we don't care why were you on the sidewalk yep. you know? like, there's bigger problems here. yeah exactly like no i was expecting that to be a thing mm-hmm. and i was like um, I was probably glad that it wasn't, but yeah. I was like super down for it. Yeah. I like the traditions, man. Same, dude. W- while they're happening to you and you're paying, you know, you're either the one they're made about. It's kind of like, man, that sucks, but it's fun. Yeah. Like, being a rookie is fun. Yeah, you know, dude. There's all these things that, um, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's going to happen once, you know? So, uh, but yeah, that one, that sidewalk one wasn't. Oh, good, man. It wasn't when we were there. It's kind of um, nice, though, because otherwise, like, you just get soaked. You know, yeah. like, your feet oh, get that's, soaked. That's and... still very much a thing. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah, you kind of feel like you're on a golf course a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really nice. Like credited, credited Darren Bells, but he, uh, I was like his pride and joy. Yeah, he you kept, know, he, kept alive. He know, yeah, he knew what he liked and he knew how to make it look good. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of groundskeeping. A lot yeah. of times, um, I would tell sometimes tours I was given to. I was like, yeah, we're like, you know, part time smoke jumpers, part time um, groundskeepers a little yeah. bit. You know, there'd be a guy on the you know big riding lawnmower cruising around and every once or you know a couple of times every uh few weeks we'd have to go out and like trim the mound uh oh, where the yeah. big poor service in, in csb sign is yeah forget about the so mound. we'd be out there with weed whackers you know doing that whole thing oh man i'm um, just like waiting to be like oh is that the side no okay keep going keep oh going. man that part that part would kill me some days dude like yeah you know i'd be on edge and the other days like i just like yeah whatever they'll yell at me if, it, if it's i was fun. so on yeah. edge all the time yeah. that was probably one of the biggest reliefs of like Sad to see the plane go at the end of the year. Super yeah. sad. But at the end of like my rookie year, kind of being just after being on edge for so long, it was a relief to get that break of being like, there's no siren that's going to go off for a little while. Yeah. I can relax a little bit, you know, just to get it's just get spun up, you mm-hmm. know, off it, always kind of expecting it, hoping for it, yeah. but also being like super antsy. And we have, you know, small base. I don't know how many guys were, were there when you were. If you were like full full house, I no, was there. No, we were yeah, we were like super short. Twenty five, thirty guys, you think? Or? I don't even know if we had that. Like really, okay. Yeah, it was. You're pretty much on the on the jump load all year yep, round. Yeah, that's know? what it was. Yeah, yeah, because like. there was a bunch of people on the roster, um, but they were off doing either detail or something. Sure. And actually, there wasn't even that many because like the budget was so low because it was tied okay. with the forest. Is the budget still tied with the forest there? Like, I honestly don't know for sure. I think I should w- probably know that, but yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, unless you're really asking, it's not something that would come up. But like for me, I started asking because I was like, "So, what's the possibility of me getting a perm here?" You oh, know? Okay, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, "Well, it's not good." I was like, yeah, yeah. "Oh, it's good. I'm bad at this. Is that why?" They're like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, Is it me? You're like, "Well, it's it's definitely partly you." But like, yeah, yeah. Well, so, you know, but there's just wasn't the budget for it. So there's a bunch sure. of open perms when I was there, and they okay. weren't able to fill them. Dang. Yeah, so it's kind of sad deal. Thankfully, yeah. org chart. There's kind of been a lot of org chart overhauls. Um, That's what I heard. Yeah, because like Eric shot world and in the, you know, kind of the jump world too. Yeah, because I heard like Thorpe came was able to come back and get a perm. Yep. Because he was out of Missoula before that, right? He rookied in West. On West, um, oh, yeah. actually. Yep, and then transferred to NCSB a couple years later. Yeah. Um. So he's been there for a little while now. Nice. Um, I get him and his brother yeah. mixed up, so I can't remember. You know. Yeah. And Aaron. Right? Aaron. And he jumps out of Missoula. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good yep. dudes, man. Those guys are awesome. Eric yeah. actually kind of saved my ass inadvertently. 
Really? And I wonder if I said it on this podcast. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But um, So nice. it was super hot during our rookie training. Uh-huh. What day did you guys start your rookie training? We started. We showed up May 9th. Um, and that was like our quarantine week. Oh, and right. then so we had a full five, you know, five days of that, had a weekend yeah. there. And then May 16th, oh, we nice. actually started and we were blessed with some great weather of 20, um, 22, right? Yep. No, yep. Yes. And we were, we had awesome weather, uh, like super awesome weather. And the guys would let us know. They were like, you guys are lucky, uh, like units, you know, when we yeah. were doing, doing tower stuff, they were like, it could be so much worse. Um, and the class before us had gone to Reading. Oh, yeah, for yeah. it, uh, super small class. There was actually only one guy um, that was a technically a snooky who had like been hired by NCSB, gone to Reading, rookie, and came back. Oh, yeah, um, nice. super small class. Yeah. Um, I think there were two like original mm. guys, but he was the only one that had came back. And oh, the horror stories from like Reading and the heat and everything. It's like a desert. And I was you know. waiting for it because it gets yeah. hot, you know, in the, in the in the valley there, but. Man, we had great weather. And yeah. Was, yeah, that's all, and that's huge, man. Because like, especially for like, you know, I'd say Ram Air versus uh, Round, like, sure, um, more jumps, more stuff to it. You know, like Round is, it's kind of technical, but it's not like a pattern to fly during for the sure. round. You just kind of like hover. You know, you try to keep yourself close to the, to the, yeah, the yeah. jump spot. You know, and work your way in and just be aware of like your airspace. And you're really close to your jump. That's the crazy thing about the round. You're like so close to your jump partner a lot of times. You know, and you can just talk. I to I didn't them. know anything about that at first, and when I heard that, like stories of guys talking conversational yeah. almost with their with their jps oh, totally. in the air you can hear each and other like, really you, well it's so wild talking, talking. Yeah. and they're like yeah, we were touching shoots yeah. at times and that was wild to me because ram air training it's like that's bad that's yeah. a real bad deal you know what we, i mean yeah we had the sucker hole and i went out first and just the the up air would bother you a lot more in a round too sure. like so I, I got a little bit of up air because it's a hot day mm-hmm. we were jumping the sucker hole i wish you remember the name because you probably know it oh, but yeah. uh pretty tall timber okay and me and uh the, the fellow's name was tim lum and uh heard that name yeah he i think he just retired i think i met that guy maybe um, maybe he came in for like a, for a base visit and I yeah with I, him a little bit yeah because his house i think is still in the meadow mm-hmm. there and but like he he, I had a little bit less air. He had a little more air than me. But there was no way to like stack it up to go in. Like you know, you're doing a ram. Sure. So like we're both on kind of opposite sides of the jump <laughs> oh, spot no. at this point. So we just like cross. We're coming in like pretty much slap hands. Yeah, and yeah. Come in like we're that close. It was gnarly, dude. Like <gasps> it was during a base visit, you know, base uh-huh. tour. So all these people were like, oh man, what is going on? Yeah. I'm like, I'm fired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I felt like I was crowded. So there were but, like pe- people that were watching it. Yeah. So that was part of why we jumped this like sucker oh, hole. So like. Okay kind of improved the performance of the round and that sure. was that was the time when um the debate was still up between ram air and round yeah you know and before they made the made the switch yeah and i remember someone telling me that year though like you know like i and this whoever was telling me i think was uh involved in the loft and was like a fan of the round but like man we've tried to do everything we could do the round and there's just no way to get more performance out of it sure and the technology's going away and so like it you know even to get new ones made no one's doing it sure. so uh, Ram Air is just kind of the no-brainer choice because it's yeah. whatever's flying, sports shoots and everything, you know. Yep, definitely. And just man, yeah, the round world is uh, kind of wish, you know. I would, I would could have gotten some experience on. Yeah, it, I think like, you loved it, or man. something like that. It seems, it seems, yeah, it seems so cool. Like there's guys um, that yep. are at the base. I've been jumping for only a few years, you know, yeah. um, third or fourth years that rookie on the round, and then immediately the next year had to had to do rat training yeah. and transition over it. And that I'm kind of jealous of them a little bit to get that experience. Yeah. Uh, but also I could see that learning curve being kind of crazy too, right? Yeah, it throws you, you off a little bit. You know, beat into your head this system, and then you got to learn it. So yeah. I also feel lucky that I kind of just yeah, totally. the new system right away. 
Yeah, because I went through Ramrate training and it, you know, it, it was messing me up. Like, I, I was having, like, reboot issues and stuff, so I started okay. to try to you fly around. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. In in Alaska. I didn't make it all the way through. I only got 19 jumps, and then... Did you detail up there? Or? No, they were they were splitting the uh, RAT, the Ramrate training classes. RAT. Okay. Oh, I think it stands for something else, but... Sure. Ramrate transition training. Ramrate yep, transition yep, training, yep. so... Because uh, I knew there were two T's. So there, there, yeah. The, there were so many rounds then. So, like, they were trying to get everybody on, on the Rammer that wanted to go. Oh, okay. And I'd never been to Alaska. So I was like, sure, I'll go to Alaska. And uh, they just have a little different uh, training style. Sure. And um, one of my uh, buddies who was up there with me was calling it, like, uh, rookie training light or something like that. You uh, know? Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were treated as kind of like rookies. And, and it was kind of But they got to induce stress, right? So that you. Totally. So that you you know like they know that you're gonna perform under stress yep, you absolutely. know so that was that was the issue there that's why they're doing the stressing but okay. also you're kind you know like I was in my third year or something so I was like you know like yeah I don't, I don't want to do this again but really. uh, you know still going through the motions and stuff but the, the the issue that I was having though is that um, I was trying to talk like round language sure. with the Ram Air guys and the BLM hasn't jumped the the that's, round yeah. since like the 80s or 70s totally. I think so they were like I don't know what you're talking about and I was yeah, like well. I'm, Trying to like wrap my brain around this whole Ram Air system yep. and like use round terms and yeah, it didn't work out so well. So some of them just don't don't quite correlate. Yeah, that yeah. would be tough. It was tough, man. It'd and then be tough. yeah, I just started like kind of you know going back and relapsing in my training. You know, mm-hmm. I was doing all right, and then all of a sudden I started like making some mistakes. Yeah, yeah, just it happens. You know, I meant to go back in the Ram and sure. I was so close to 100 jumps, so yeah. I meant to go back. What are what are you at? Uh, I think I'm at like 90 something. Oh man. Yeah. Man. So, so I was like, man, if I do. One like one detail. I was thinking, you know, it'd be cool. Oh, God, I'm so old now, though. Do a rock star detail <laughs> back. That'd be cool. I don't. Yeah, I'd have to go to probably like NCSB or somewhere. There's more rounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Like, not many. Not many anymore. I don't think so. I don't I think, think anyone really uh, has them, huh? Two. I think we had two guys. Um, I think one guy was um, detailed out last year that I never even met. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you know Ryan Tay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I never met him, but oh, he yeah. was. I don't. I don't believe. Um, Trying to be careful what I say. Uh, yeah. I don't believe he had transitioned yet, um, and I never met him. I heard awesome things about him. I think yeah. he, he was on a detail or doing something else last summer. Um, oh, gotcha. And then uh, Belsby, yeah, and um, Noe yeah. uh, hadn't transitioned. Oh, um, gotcha. So those are like our two, our two round guys. Um, go, go back there, so I get JP for Noe. Yeah, it'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah. uh, but being able to man be on that jump with them was so special. That was so it was cool, like. Man. It was not lost on me how you know it was a sweet jump too. Like everything yeah. was cool about it, and watching those guys get kicked first, and say, like knowing that that's like my base manager who's retiring, yeah. uh, it was cool. And he, um, yeah, he made a cool comment. We ended up we were on this fire for a few days, um, jumped it, and ended up hiking into it um, on the Pacific Crest Trail, oh, which dude. was so cool. Uh, just one of those experiences that was like didn't feel real, really, you know. Uh, which is how a lot of jumping feels all the time um but it seemed like the in the cascades it's such a dramatic kind of environment and really anywhere it feels like you're jumping is you know it's a cool spot yeah Every, you know no one jump is like it's not not a boring one you know yeah. um so that's how this one was and we, we we hiked in along the pct and we're like talking to through hikers and all this stuff um and then we were there for a few days ended up getting flown out like total rock star dmo like flown from this fire back to the base and we were just like coming in low to land at the base and Bellsby turns to all of us and he was like thanks for being here guys this is probably my last fire jump and it was like Whoa. It, was spe- it was special you know yeah. we were all like and me is just a, you know just a dumb rookie yeah. like, oh, this is so such a cool experience but yeah, yeah definitely wasn't yeah wasn't lost on how special that Man. was but yeah that's really so. cool and like you said to your point about like uh, you know like a, a lot of aerial deployed fires you, you know like it's 
it's really cool. But like jumping, I think because the plane can cover so much ground so fast, yeah. you're going from like kind of one fuel type sometimes to a completely different fuel type, you know, in a short a short amount of time, you know. And you, and you have no idea what, yeah, what you're going to get. Yeah, or where uh, you're going sometimes. You're yeah. Like, just, especially as a rookie, you just kind of like load up and do what you're told. So you're like, I don't know where I'm going, but we'll see. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know who's going to yell at me when I get there. Or like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know? yeah. Uh, I had the another unique, yeah, maybe it's not super unique, but like the way it, was, it shook out this year um, – on all my fire jumps, I didn't end up jumping another fire with any other with another rookie the whole oh, year. Really? Uh, it just Sweet. just had the Yorkshire like shook out. You know, yeah. we all, uh, me and all my my RBs, uh, my whole class went up to Alaska. Um, we graduated on a Friday, and then Monday morning, bright and early, we were on a plane to AK. Uh, landed Monday and Tuesday, I jumped my first fire, um, and I lucked out. Uh, name out of the hat pull. Um, got pulled first so i was like yeah. top of that list you know mm-hmm. um and then just how it broke out you know how how everything kind of gets lost with different loads and whatnot yeah. um i was never on the load then in my rbs um, so the whole time in alaska and then it kept going like that so i never jumped a file fire excuse me with a single rb or with a single other 22 rookie the whole Dang, year dude. which was like at first it sucked because i was like man i'm doing i gotta do all the I do everything stuff. Yeah. i can do all these rookie chores for everyone yeah. and then towards the end i was like i kind of want to finish the year like you know finishing this out uh yeah finish your run out would have been nice to have some you know yeah have some you gotta get help. up and make the coffee and get the fire up, going get the coffee. there's yeah. no one else to hide behind really yeah uh, but get in charge of did you get in charge of cooking any spam we i had to cook a little bit of spam i was able to avoid it for a while yeah uh but i, I had to do a little bit um yeah it which is good big too. in the ncsb world is like uh in region one it seemed like a little bit more of it, that's what it seemed like thing. too yeah. um i jumped uh i was on this fire in alaska my last one um and it ended up being reinforced a couple of times so at the end of it there was 20 it was 20 dudes on this fire there's 20 jumpers on this fire um i was the only rook uh and it was pouring rain you know for like four days of the fire so oh, not a lot was not a lot of work was happening uh, yeah. just operationally you know um so a lot of fires and a lot of coffee being made yeah yeah um and at that point you know a few days in they were like okay this this dude can get up and make fire he can, he can make coffee so they were like help me out a little bit with oh, stuff cool. yeah. otherwise it would have been a ton you know but you gotta like prove that you can yeah. kind of do it a little bit first and then someone will take pity on you yeah um sometimes absolutely but, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah it was cool and Looking, then yeah wouldn't change that at all come back now but yeah and then uh did you ever jump a fire where you had like the old guy who's like i'm gonna be up at like four in the morning so don't worry about it You're like this is a trick and i'm not falling for this <laughs> no but yes uh one is actually one of my um trainers oh guy, guy oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. um he was one of our lead rookie trainers and then i ended up kind of getting attached to the hip with him um just org chart stuff as soon as we got to alaska so I jumped every fire in AK with him for oh, really? a month. Yeah, um, awesome. And then we got back, and then I jumped, I think, one more fire with him. My first fire ever uh, in NCSB. So I was with him oh, like, cool. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at the end, towards the end of one of the fires in Alaska, um, I'd woken up, started fires, you know, started coffee and everything, and he was right behind me a few minutes. And he was like, I almost got you, Valentine. Oh, really? Tomorrow, I'm getting up earlier. You better be careful. Yeah. Like, All right. So I got up even earlier. Mm-hmm. And then he got up like an hour later yeah. and came out and was just laughing at me, which oh, is a good, you know. Yeah, he's good at those mind he games. He can do that. Yeah, it was yeah. a good joke. I, the, I appreciated it. He's part of my cadre, too. He's okay. like the same way, man. Yep. And, uh, yeah, like, he, and he was so helpful for me, too, because yeah. I was having a little trouble with suit-ups. You know, yep. that's like one of the first things. So totally. it's like. He's like, man, you're like, I remember the, I think it was Charlie's like, dude, if you can't get this, man, you're not going to be able to get the rest of it. Totally. So like getting your head right away, like day one. Yep. It's like, oh man. 
So then, like, uh, I think it was Guy. Yeah, I'm positive. Guy came in the loft with me and, like, cool. ran me through some stuff, gave me some tips, yep. and man, I was good to go after that. He's a, yeah, he's a good teacher. He is, you know? man. He, yeah. He, he knows his stuff. He's nice. Um, he can be very scary. He can he be, be, yeah. He can be the scariest guy in the room. Yeah, too, absolutely. But he can kind of turn it off a little bit. He can. Um, and, and he, yeah, uh, he helped me out with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, super friendly. Yeah. Yes. Super helpful, man. Um, where were you at in, in uh, did you go to Fairbanks and then get out? I went to Fairbanks and I ended up, I didn't make it to a single outstation. No. I was hoping. Man. And I was hoping to get up to Galena. Uh, and I, yeah, I heard the stories. I didn't make Galena. being anymore. up there and all the, you know, the great food over here and all this stuff, you know. But um, no, we were just man. how it timed out. Um, I would pretty much jump a fire, go on it, come back, either jump one, one at one point, jumped another one that day when we got back. Or like spend a day in Fairbanks and then jump another one. So I was either in Fairbanks or on a fire, um, oh, gotcha. which is what you want, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I did want to see, you know, it would have been cool to see some of those outstations. Um, yeah. So really, I uh, only was ever on the NCSB base or the AK base. Oh really? Um, that's that's cool. I ended up doing any boosts anywhere else? Man, um, that's cool first year though, especially like was awesome. fresh out of the gate, go to Alaska and like a little bit more forgiving country, you know? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Uh, it was so cool. Get that, some more jumps on the, on the Ram Air in, in that country. Yeah, yeah, which is not. It's kind of it's forgiving, you know. It's forgiving mm-hmm. country. More and I air. think they try to do that a little bit. If if the year you know is shaping up like an AK season, I think they try to. It seems like they try to throw the rookies a bone a little bit and um, give them that, you know, because it's forgiving country. It's right away after you finish rookie training. Yeah. How it worked for us, at least, I guess they'd kind of gotten the order, um, you know, a day or so in advance, and they were trying to fill it, and they're like. Yeah. I think these guys are probably going to graduate tomorrow and we'll you know so within like an hour of graduating they were like all right you guys are all going to alaska on monday dude we were like what this is insane are you serious yeah. Like, yeah and then it the switch was flipped just like that and they're like all right this is what you need to know about alaska we're not like your rookie trainers anymore yeah it's like Here, team here's what you need boom, yeah. boom, boom and it was so cool it was That's so cool. super cool to see um yeah and i remember um we didn't do, you know, a lot of our practice jumps around the area. You know, there's, you know, beautiful lakes and everything around that valley. Um, but we weren't, like, jumping directly over any of them, obviously. Uh, but my first jump in Alaska, I remember uh, exiting, opening up, and just nothing but water below me over Whoa. this giant lake. It was just insane. That's it was, cool. like, this the coolest, like, visual, you know, and you could look out. You know, you can see you can see forever in Alaska, obviously, and there's mm-hmm. just like this wall of, of fire. You know, it felt like it was in a movie, like way over there, and it was just a structure pro thing that we did. So like, we never really got close to the fire on yeah. that one, but uh, That's yeah, so cool. that was uh, the uh, base manager from Alaska was on that jump too. Oh, yeah. He was the jack on the jump, um, or at least one of the one of the first two guys at the door. Um, so I got to yeah jump a fire with Bill Kramer too, Bill Kramer, which was really yeah. cool. Was it was a, like I was trying to reach for his yeah. name. Yeah, yep. I met him and the base manager for uh, Canada at like the same time. So I was oh, like really? kind of missing okay. names. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's a great guy too. Yeah, and Bill Kramer's awesome, man. Like when I watched out a rat, he came up and like sat down. And he didn't really know me, but he sure. like you know the, the trainers, everybody talking. Yeah, he yeah. Over, and he's like, man, he's like don't don't get your head down, man. Like I heard you're doing the good stuff. I'm like yeah, yeah I just kind of frustrated because you know I was like, man, I, I know I could do better. You know, yeah, like, totally. with anything and. He's like, man, but if you ever want to come back up, come on up. And then nice. I end up like two weeks later, I end up coming back up on a boost on the round. Oh, you did? Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. So yeah, I was like, oh, I'm back. He's like, man, so glad. And he like was one of the first guys to come up and shake my hand. Nice. Like, really glad to have you back, man. He's good with names like that. I like yeah. never, you know, being a small, being a rookie and, you know, being in, in Alaska too. And this year it was kind of a madhouse up there, you know. I think at one point there was like 160 jumpers up there, you know, Jeez, all around, you know, a bunch of guys in the woods. So the base was popping all the yeah. time, basically. 
Um, and I never expected him to like remember me really. And there was a little bit of that recognition, you know, at least on the fire that we were on, which is even surprising to me. That's so cool. No one knows who I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was cool. Yeah. I mean, man, yeah. What a, must be a heck of a bringing on him. Cause like, same, you know, like I, yeah. I mean, I was just a forester, just round jumper. And then totally. yeah, I come back and he's like, Hey, it's like, yeah. Oh dude. And like calling by name, it wasn't just like, Hey, you, see, that's, you know, it's amazing. It's like, Bill, good to see you. And of course I'm going to remember as the base manager. Totally. Know? He's kind of like a, yeah, like kind of like a legend a little mm. bit. Uh, I yeah. felt like that a lot. There was a lot of guys that I would see that I was like, oh my God, I've heard stories about these guys, you know? Like, yeah, can't man. We're in the same room. We're in the same plane as these guys, you know? Um, yeah. That's, a lot to learn quick. Dude, that's that fun. you can't, you know, pretend to, like, expect, you know? It's yeah. just like stuff comes at you and you're like, all right. Did you see, this is how we do it now. Did you see a tusk in there, a yeah. mammoth tusk in the uh, packing part of the loft I there? didn't notice it. Um, it was kind of like head down eyes down like yeah. trying to make we hadn't um actually done we got lucky uh they threw us another bone and since we left so soon after rookie training in and we hadn't done any of our practice packs yet oh good you. Yeah, yeah. um and there was you know there was some time in alaska to maybe try to weasel it in but like i didn't want to bug someone and be like hey can you teach so i was like in the back in the in the in the shoot well like yeah. checking cargo sheets and stuff like that so i was trying to like i knew some buddies that were up there so i watched a couple guys kind of pack some shoots but i was trying to be like you know, seen but not heard. That's kinda, smart. Kind of hide out. So yeah, uh, I didn't spend a ton of time in that loft because I felt like I was like, I don't belong here yeah. yet. Well, uh, and, yeah, and the old school rules in some bases are don't like rookies aren't allowed in the loft. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, so. I would believe that. It's kind of unavoidable in the AK loft a little bit. Yeah, cause uh, it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. And like it's on the way to other places you want to be to do things that you can do, you mm -hmm. know, and you want to be helpful, you yeah. know, and that's where they told us going up there. They were like, don't be a pain. Don't get in anyone's way, but like find a job, you know, yep. sweep something, do, do like, yeah, try to yep. make yourself Man in the room. So it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, which is fun. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so you probably walked right under the tusk, but you probably didn't even see, or maybe it's not there anymore. It might have been was it, moved. So it was in their main, in the main loft where yeah. they packed the mains? Yeah, you know, okay. like, you, yeah, we walked through to get to the parachute well, yep. you know, that used to be the tower, yep. like, um, I'm pretty sure if my memory's right, it'd be like behind you as you're walking, like up on okay. that wall there. Okay. Um, kind of near some sewing machines i think I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. All around. it's been so long it's been there but the, the only reason why that's the tusk is even relevant is that um i remember i was like checking it out when i was going through uh rat and sure and uh i was just looking at it and one guy like told me a story and, and i'm you know who knows the story's true but uh, to me it was and he's like yeah that was in missoula for a while i was like what really yeah so that made it somehow in a food box to missoula no way <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's and then cool. someone found out about it. I think maybe they're in the Missoula loft or something. Uh -huh. And like, where we got back, and the state of Alaska actually like re repoed it and brought no it back. No way. Yeah. And, and I think it was supposed to stay where they found it. And there were like talks of like returning it back to where it was found. Okay. And then it just ended up just like being in their loft instead of our loft. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's yeah. cool that it made its way back. Yeah. Man. It'd be cooler if it was in Missoula still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so did you? Did you transfer to Missoula then after jumping at NCSB for a little bit? Uh, yeah, well, eventually, yeah, I went to West and then and then Missoula. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, kind of roundabout way. So I was chasing a perm the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, one of these days. It's like a dream of mine being uh, someone who's grown up in Montana, lived in Montana their whole life, only ever done fire based out of Montana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a dream of mine to hopefully jump a fire in Montana one of these days, like out of NCSB. And I was going to ask if you'd ever made it this like do you ever jump a fire in ncsb mm. or boost up into montana from there close like i was pocatello okay i'm trying to think yeah i think mccall actually yeah, i jumped really? a, i jumped a fire to mccall my rookie year was cool. pretty good i mean i don't know like maybe it's just the magic of ncsb but it seems like you get just like sent out and you get to go to all these cool places because yeah. um my first year like 
<laughs> this is kind of funny. Plane was gone. So the plane and all the jump base parents left us to go to Alaska. Yep. So actually, the same thing happened to us. Oh, really? This year. Yeah. Uh, so they had to bring Greenville's yeah. plane to finish out our jumps. That's what happened to us too. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. The twin otter came up. Yep. We yep. jumped out of the twin, um, and we also had a Sherpa come up too. Oh, cool. Um, so you get both. Yeah, and they were trying to get us experience on all these different planes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we started on our Casa. Oh. Um, it flew up to Alaska with a couple of our jumpers, and was flying up there. So we were just like, wait a minute, I'm yeah. not even done yet. I, I just like, learned it. Yeah, where's I, this I going? It. So yeah. then we got, uh, what did we get? I think we got a Sherpa for a minute, and everyone was like feeling pretty good. And then we got the Twin Otter, and it's like you in that, slam, really? it's like in that middle stage where everyone's like working on their exits and nervous. Yeah. And then the Twin Otter came up, and everyone felt like heroes because they were like, oh man, my exits are great out of the Twin. Because it's we so got slow. The, yeah, it's super slow. And then we got the uh, Sherpa back, and that was our graduation plane. Oh nice. Um, and that's a little so, slower too. Yeah. Yeah, the Casa moves. Casa moves a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's fun to learn. And it was like, we got up to Alaska and actually ended up getting one of my fire jumps in Alaska out of our Casa. Oh, really? And it was super cool. That is cool. Like, ah, this is my plane. Yeah, I like, I like the Casa a lot, man. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they're jumping out of the Dash 8 up, up in Alaska, too. Oh, did you jump out? That was a wild, yeah. Whoa. Man, we got up there. Got up, thrown in. It was like just a big group of us, and they're like, "All right, uh, put your name on a list if you want to. If you want to practice jump out of the uh, dash eight, and yeah. everyone was like, "Yeah, totally." And we went out in the tarmac, and it was going to be like the next day. Yeah. And we went out in the tarmac and did a bunch of mock-ups, and it was like bizarre, you know, big door plane. Everything's different. Your hands are different, and you know, we ran through a bunch of things for it. Um, and then I was like, "I hope I get a practice jump out of it." And sure enough, the next day, just going a fire, and my first jump out of it is like on a fire, you know. Uh, and I've never, I never got to see my exit footage from that, but I've got a buddy who jumps in Alaska and I'm going to try to get it from him. Cause I want to really see it. Cause cool, it's like, man. so different, you know, it's a, it's a cool plane. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. I, yeah. I got some, and because NCSB, like at least when I was there, they had cameras all over the Casa. So cool. Got, okay. Like, a couple different angles of, of, uh, practice jumps of me. Okay. And I was going to pull it on Instagram, but I just I didn't s- have a chance. I've seen some of the ones you posted, like from the wing angle, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. We have our main, um, I think it might be the only camera we, we, do is just right like right in the door oh. um just for like watching your exits a little bit better yeah um, it makes like, it more up sense close the, a little bit yeah especially for the ram because yeah. it's a different exit like for us you want to have vigor and be able to get up for the round you know you stand up See, yep, I, yep. yeah more vigor. Yeah, i mean that, you got a bigger that dude, word but, is yeah it's oh, on my brain hammered. yeah like, <laughs> yeah i was trying to think how to like get vigor into the podcast yeah, yeah. like that no, you know that's it more vigor uh, yeah and, okay uh so with us it, it was more like the exit was important to have like a lot of vigor to get out of the plane, and then it was uh, you know getting the cannonball and getting it really tight. Yep. You know, like grab your leg pockets. Yeah, yeah. So we, they needed more of that angle, I think. I mean, okay. they had, I think they had two angles, so they had like a side profile somehow, and then one that's kind of more on the wing. Sure. And then so they could kind of like that's cool beat oh, you apart on, on two different cameras. Oh yeah, why not? Yeah, you know? have all have <laughs> like all the angles. Plus yeah. the guy on the ground filming you, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's, that's the worst cool. with a ram. They're like, hmm. Was that long on your, you know, yeah, a, a new drug release? You or? see it all, yeah. yeah and exactly. they time it, you know, oh, exactly. Like, okay, you were here was your time, you uh, yeah. early reach, Valentine, don't do that, you yep. know, stuff like that. Or your landings are, uh, those are always pretty fun to watch. Um, towards yep. the end of the year, I was doing a, with a couple of the guys, I was making like an end of the year kind of video. Um, and so I was able to get all this footage from over the year. And I was able to watch a bunch of our jumps from rookie training. Dude. We found our very first ones. That's cool. Uh, exits and landings. And it was like, oh, my 
God. At the time, you feel like you're doing everything right, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, it worked. I jumped out of the plane. I did a parachute open. I landed. And then you watch it after a few months of learning things, and you're like, that was really bad. Yeah. And it's cool to be able to, like, analyze that. And yeah. Then, oh, yeah. I kind of know what I did wrong. Oh, uh, dude. But that is cool. That reminds me, man. Uh, well, two things. I, I just want to make sure that we talk about the Dash 8, because yeah. uh, folks who don't know, and in the private sector probably don't know, or maybe even a lot of people don't know, Dash 8's like the Alaska Airlines style yep. plane, right? So yeah. anyone who's familiar, familiar with airlines, it's a, pr- it's a prop plane, but it's pretty big. It's a passenger, almost jet-sized yeah. plane. So two props, eat, one on each wing. Yeah. How many jumpers were you guys loading up in that thing? We do 12. Um, oh, nice. The cool thing was is I had uh, I was realized that after that was maxed, I think, would be would be 12. You could send a lot of – you yeah. get a lot of – a lot of guys in the air, a lot of jumpers in the air on that thing. I was just kind of uh, surprised because I think we get like 18 in the DC-3, and I think okay, I thought the dash yeah. was bigger, but maybe it's not. No, I think at least when we, that's what they were telling us is like, yeah, 12 is a full load on there. Huh. Um, and it was wild, like flying doors closed in that sometimes. Oh. Like we'd go to fire. didn't happen all the time, but there was a couple that we would go to, and they would fly up to like, I don't know what exactly the elevation was, but not, you know, 3,000 feet, and we'd be flying, doors shut, everyone's sitting you know, not in real seats, but like door shut, pressurized kind of cabin sort of thing, cruising Whoa. it, you know, 20, 30, whatever they were flying. Yeah. I don't know for sure. Um, and then all of a sudden you drop down, door would come open, big door would come open, and then you'd be circling this fire. And it was like a wild, Whoa. you know, change because all of a sudden you got used to flying low and slow, kind of with door open, seeing everything. And then it was like, oh, I'm on a real plane. It's pressurized. It's quiet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden door comes open. It's loud. And you're, but it was cool. It was a super cool. Um, plane there was a that's awesome a joke that uh, bill uh is it probably more overhead kind of kind of jokes but he was talking yeah. about like ncsb was like direct direct shot the closest base that they could poach fires from oh. so it's like apparently it's it's a dream of bill avies now to uh to ia a fire from from fairbanks on, on our on, on our turf apparently that would so, be so awesome wouldn't it would be yeah it would uh yeah it Gonna put us out of work a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's like you guys were like busy jumping on their fire and like yeah. calling no, more we, jumpers. And no, we got it. Yeah, we, exactly. We reinforced you, but yeah, that'd be so cool. Dude. And I actually had a fire um, where that would have been like actually a real world scenario where it might have really? worked because it was in northern Idaho um, okay. near Avery, Idaho. Yeah, right. Yeah, yep. that's northern Idaho, right? Yep. And uh, jumped middle of nowhere, eight manner. Yep. And you know we did the full load, and it was still growing. And really? I, it was like August, like gnarly. I was, I was at IC, and I was ordering everything, oh, and man. nothing was coming. Really? Like, like we have a seat, and it's like in the timber. I'm like, I don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and actually, I might even call it. And then it got turned away from me. And I had a full load of jumpers oh, from Boise, and it was such a big awesome. lightning bus. They're jumping fires as they're coming to me, and then they had no one left. Really? So I was like, oh no. But by that time, it was in the evening, and sure. luckily it caught a north-facing ridge, and there was a big enough game trail where it helped us slow down, and so we were able to catch it on the game cool. trail. Yeah, it was cl- it was close, Not man. Hilarious. Yeah, it was a super cool fire, man, and, and it was uh, an old 1910 burn scar. Oh, really? Okay. So the DO was super cool, man. He's calling me a bunch. I wish I could remember that guy's name. He kind of had a different name, but uh, super nice guy. Sure. And uh, so he, he called me up, and he's like... Man, how's it, how's it going out there? Yeah. Like, and it, we were talking the radio, but there's oh, yeah. no radio traffic, especially on that repeater. So sure. it's just us out there in the middle of nowhere. And uh, so we, you know, have a little longer conversation about stuff. And yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, pretty pretty heinous, man. There's quite a bit of fuel <laughs> yeah. out here. He's like, yeah, that's because it's a 1910 burn scar. I was like, no uh, way. Okay. And one of the guys, I can't remember why. Oh, he's chasing a food box or something. So a couple guys <laughs> yeah. like went way down the in the valley there, yep. and they're saying like they they ran across some like monster old burn scarred like um, snags. Snags, or yeah. Really? That were like not a whole lot left of them, but giant oh, in the bottom it. of the valley. And I was like, whoa. 
That's cool. Nothing's man. flat there. No, nothing is flat. I lost in Idaho at all. I lost my hard hat on the way out of that fire. <laughs> Never <laughs> found it. Dude. Hiking? Yeah, hiking, hiking out. out. Like when we were hiking out, like it was just. Uh, it was strapped to the back of my uh, pack. Mm-hmm. I think I just might have fiber taped it to one of the straps yeah, or something. Yeah. And then I I hear it get like ripped off as I'm like belly crawling through like oh. some thick stuff. And we had a bear on that fire too. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to come face to face with a bear. That's yeah. all I'm thinking about. And then I hear my heart I get ripped off. And I turn around. It is gone, dude. Oh, like gone. Like, I mean, I didn't take another step. Sure. And I like shimmy back out and I'm looking around like where, like there's no way, it, there's nowhere for it to go. I could not find it. Dude. I spent oh, like 15 minutes looking for it and I was like, it's gone. <laughs> you know, it. Like, I'm moving on. Yep. Like, because I didn't also want to miss our pickup, you know. And sure. I was the last guy off the fire, so I was like, I don't want to be well, the guy they're waiting on. As the IC, you could probably get away with that a little bit, you know. Like I could, probably yeah. not. Maybe you weren't a rookie then, so you could probably get away with that. No, I was a snooky, though. Okay. And new guy in West, so I was like, transfer yeah. oh, trash. Okay. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to be that guy. Transfer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Transfer trash. Uh, so, that is funny. Where was your, uh, where did you jump your first fire? Was it? In, uh, out NCSB? NCSB, yeah. Cool. Super high jump, too. It was really cool, man. Really? Yeah, like, there was, it was gnarly. Well, you hear about the stories, right? And you probably know, like, the NCSB country's gnarly. And, like, it was, like... Rock piles? Yeah, rocks. Oh, yeah. man, like, rocks creep, rocks creep. And this little, like, island, like, made for, like, a hell spot, like, look yep. like. But, um, yeah, I don't think you could probably got a helicopter in there. But it's just, like, an island, right? Sure. And we're, like, circling above these peaks. And I'm, like, I think it was, like, 8,000 feet or more. And I was, like... I was like, "Ooh, we're jumping that, huh?" <laughs> yeah, and uh, That's like, us, huh? yeah, and like, they're like, "Yeah, man, let's do it." And I was like, "Oh, jeez, yeah, we'll do it." You yeah. know, I was like, "And but like, you're so motivated because you want to be a smoke jumper because you're not a smoke jumper until you get your jump." Right? That's right. So I'm like, they got thrown me into the rock pile. I'm like, "I'm going." Yeah, I'm just gonna peel off my way out of this. Yep. Thing, you know, that's it. Keep rolling. Yeah, exactly. Type PLF. You know, your points of contact or whatever. Yep. Five points. Oh, yeah. that is funny. Especially, yeah, that first, that first one. I guess I'd been a little lucky because I, I'd gotten my. You know my shirt. I, I, I got in that smoke jumper shirt. Yeah, uh, yeah in Alaska, yeah. right? But I hadn't gotten my uh, my NCSB one. Yeah. So for a while, I was like, oh man, am I gonna finish this season somehow without a North Cascades jump and Dude. not get to wear you know my own gear? You know, that was my um, fear, man. Yeah, it was. It's a real fear, mm-hmm. um, especially like you know if you, your RBs go get a jump and then they're, they're like wearing stuff. You're like, oh man. Yeah. I where I gotta wear this AK shirt, which is awesome, but I'm yeah. like, I want to be able to rep my own stuff. Like that's all I've wanted to do for all this time. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, then you inevitably get one, and the, the then the doors are open. You yeah, you, yeah, it's, it's like a relief, man. Yeah, yeah. It is. And, the, and like it's you said, so when the cupboard's funny. open, and you're like, I can get whatever I want. I belong in it. Well, the funniest part was, was being able to give tours to people. And being like, you can buy this shirt, but actually, I can't. Yeah. I can. I could buy it for my siblings if I wanted to, but I can't wear that. Yeah. Right I, I heard like, that too, man. That's a funny concept, but I love that. That's a that's a sweet uh, yeah. tradition. Well, and the cool thing about Alaska, too, you got some Alaska swag? Yeah. Yeah, yep. like, they won't even let the public buy that. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, like, probably. I bought some from, from my family, and, like... He was kind of like, mm. I'm like, ah, oh, it's just for my dad. And he's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, all right, you know, and like, I, I don't even know if that's like really like supposed to happen because it's supposed to be just like strictly jumper sure. stuff. So, but man, my first, and I was going to tell you this story. So, my, so the plane leaves, right? Yeah. And um, we're done with rookie training and yep. this John Spencer, do you ever meet him? I don't know if he's around. I think I've heard that name, but I haven't, yeah, I, think I he, haven't met him yet. I think he left a little while after. He's, he was a little little up there in age, okay. you know, and, and he had some injuries and he was a teacher, so he's part-time jumper. Oh, cool. And, okay. Yeah. Really good guy, but he was like scaring the shit out of us. He showed up and he's like, and you know the the chill area between like in the middle of the Kwanzaa hut there at the dorms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, know, like on the grass. No, no, there? like inside. You know, maybe they changed it. So like when you walked in, you walk in the middle of the Kwanzaa hut. Oh. And there was like the super like chill room, and then there's really? rooms to your right and rooms to your left. In the loft. 
No, or in, the, in the like dorm, the concert. Oh dorm. yeah, 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 yeah. The day room. Yeah, the, the day, day room, room area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. So like, uh, he was just chilling like in some internet, and he had brought you brought his camper. Sure. And so we're like, what's it like out there? Yeah. Me and my rookie bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, there was only, there was only two of us who made it through rookie training. So really? Yeah, okay. Like, what's what's the world like out yeah, there? And yeah. all the other jumpers in the plane, everybody's gone. So sure. He's like, ah, well, yeah, I broke my ankles twice, broke my back <laughs> twice, and like, oh my gosh. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, and then, but he gave us some good advice. He was talking about, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, one thing I'm going to tell you, boys, especially because we're about to go into boost. He's like, you know, in California, one of these places is real hot. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of up air. He's like, well, yep. there's up air, there's down air. So, yeah, yeah. Don't, a lot of times people try to get, and he said this would happen to him. You try to get out of the up air, and then yeah. you hit the down air, and when you hit that down air, it just shoots you down. Like you're in such a break setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then or like I it guess just the rounds, and just the way it's the air cycles. Mm-hmm. So you know, you hit that up air, and it'll go up, and then it shoots back down because uh, it cools. Okay. Sure, uh, yeah, sure. so it heats up from the earth and shoots up, and it'll shoot you up. And on the round, like you said, it's way more effective. Yeah, and and then but then it shoots back down the earth to get heated again because it gets cold. And when it shoots back down, you're kind of stuck in like an elevator. Like it's sure. it was around, you can't fly out of it. No, maybe, but like not really. You yeah. know, so you're just kind of on the ride, and he just got just pancaked, dude. Oh. And like I think he broke his tailbone and his ankles at the same time, or something yeah. crazy. So and I'm like, as a Ricky, I'm like, like I haven't even had a fire jump that's yet. That's what I'm. That's it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, here we man. go. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I know I'm coming with some broken bones, maybe yeah. after this one. And, so we got in this van. We got in this old, like oh, yeah. jelly bean van. Yeah. And we ended up going to Redmond. And then they're like, our rookies they, are they here. They drove you. Uh, we drove yeah, to Redmond okay. and, uh, with all our jump gear. Yep. And they're like, our rookies are here. We're like, what? You're rookies. But they didn't have a rookie class that year. We're the only two rookies in Region 6. Oh, really? So we're like, oh, no. So like, Hannah's a broom as soon as we get in. We're like, okay. And then and then actually, like, Tim Lum wanted us to pack our parachutes, cause, sure. which was cool because he was, like, on, like, this thing where it's like, you're a smoke jumper. You should be able to be self-sufficient. So yep. you go somewhere, you can pack your own parachute. Totally. But, all right. You know, but that wasn't practice really back then. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't like having rookies in their loft because it was, you know, their tradition. Yeah, totally. And so me and Rookie Bro are not super happy about having to pack parachutes just because we know the heat. Like, you could feel it. Yeah. And uh, But it was a cool experience because then, like, Tim was really good at packing parachutes. Sure. So he gave us, like, some good one-on-one help. And, good tips. And, yeah, and we had downtime. There was nothing really going on. Like, we were just behind the bust. So sure. like, the whole base pretty much like not their whole base, but a big, big chunk of their base had jumped out, and so we were just backfilling. And uh, J Nine was there. Do you remember J Nine? I haven't met her officially, but yeah. The, yeah, legend. The legend precedes her for sure. Yeah, uh, no, I think in passing, oh. uh, I've seen her. But I bet. Yeah, I never actually. Yeah, met her. yeah, she's awesome, dude. I don't. She's kind of shy, but mm-hmm. I would love to have her on here because I bet she's got. Actually, I know she's got some awesome she stories, could, man. Uh, yeah, she could tell you all kinds of stories. Of yeah, her. grew up in Alaska. Her mom yep. wrote a book about her. Well, yep. Not really about her, but she's in the book a lot. Totally. Yeah. So. Her, uh, yeah. Even the story of like her, it might have been her interview. Uh, in Alaska, yeah, when she flew onto the base and landed, and yeah, I mean it's a military base, you know, so it was, yeah, yeah, she didn't yeah. have a radio, so like they're trying yeah, to hail her, right. and she just like pretty much breaks the, yeah. yeah, I love that, yeah, it sounds, uh, yeah, breaks some laws to land on the the runway there, yeah, you know. yeah, I I hope to maybe you know get on a fire with her one of these days and learn some of the, you know get yeah. some more of those stories, but yeah, yeah, she's oh she's so great, like man, that are larger than life, yeah, you know, and uh, they cycle through right, but it sure. o- it always feels like because being a new guy, it always feels like they're on their way out, right? Like yeah, when you yeah, first yeah. show up, you're like, oh no, but then you know the next level comes up, and mm. and for the rookies, like you know if I was still jumping, you know I'd probably be one of the old like like, yeah. like that guy jumps around salt. Yeah, salt. look at the salt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, look at this guy. That's a good way to. That is a good way to say. It. You always feel like you missed. 
Yeah, like you missed. Like you're just behind it. Is our era over? Like, is that? Yeah. Is this lame now? You know, are we like the? What are we gonna do? But it's also cool in that to be like. Yeah. Well, because you're building your glory days. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're building your glory days, and then when you get older, then you have the stories because you you built it. Yeah. You know, because I I thought I just think of the same way. It's like, man, like I hear stories and like, well, like Stearman's dad, you know, like you know, he's a jumper, and hearing his stories, like, whoa. But it's like we got the same kind of thing. It's just different era. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Except yeah, same for me. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hot, steep. Oh yeah, it was way steeper back then. People are like... never gonna be as mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. too, man. That's, I love that. Yeah, yeah I kind of you... believe it a little bit, but yeah, it seems pretty steep to me. Especially but... yeah, like when you were at NCSB, did they run through the history bunch with you? A little bit. Um, there was a a bit of that. Uh, my class when we went through, so it was the first Ram Air class that NCSB had ever done in house, which was super cool, man. Really it was cool, so man. cool to be a part of. Uh, so yeah, twenty two class of twenty two was their first in-house Ram Air class. Um, the year before, they had sent them to Reading, and then the year before, they were doing rounds. Um, yeah. So in the process of that, they were even though they had their rookie training schedule kind of hammered out from doing it with rounds, um, obviously there were changes and things that had to be done differently, and more time had to be spent on this versus that. You know. Yeah. Um, so we didn't get, sadly, as much of that history portion uh, during rookie training. Uh, we got some of it after, and then – um up on the request of some of the jumpers um bellsby towards the end of the year started doing like a history piece during the mornings oh, cool. sometimes like during morning briefing which was super cool so we started to get it dude and you'd catch him talking sometimes like in the loft um and you could pick his brand and he would he would pour stories on which was awesome especially once we knew that he was you know retiring kind of on his way out of that position that we would see him more often uh so if you know it was nice to get the chance to pick his brand a little bit and yeah. some of that story yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot. Man. There's a lot there. Yeah, and I, I part of the reason why I have him on because he's he's like a historian of the whole forcers, but especially the jumping thing. Like, yeah, my last NCSB jump was a two manner. I think it was my only two manner ever. It was me really? and him. Yeah, With, and you and Belsby. Me and Belsby. Cool. Yeah, and like it, he wasn't. Uh, as far as I remember, he wasn't like on the load the night before, mm-hmm. but then. You know how it is with like base managers, <laughs> yeah, like totally. uh, you know, like he just was like, "Well, I'm gonna go in the load this morning," yep, and yep. then all of a sudden we got a little, yeah, just got a little small one single tree start. Oh, that's great! And uh, man, and I just got back from being like gone for a little while because mm-hmm. I had to go back home. I had braces. I had to get my braces adjusted. Okay, right I had to get on, my yeah. my uh, humor for my Crohn's. Yep, because I ran out, you know, and so I like had to buzz back to Whitehall. Got a bunch of flack, you know, get together to tease sure, me yeah. like, "Oh, it was Brookie just taking off during fire season." Yeah, yeah. Like I did. Like, There's it, good reasons. Yeah, exactly. Like I got stuff to do and. Um, so yeah, I come back and and I uh, man, I was so like out of whack. I, I hit my uh, main mm-hmm. off the roof of the casa on my way out, really? and it kind of threw me off a little bit. But like, cause I kind of like was just like super excited. Oh, and also, yeah. like maybe the nerves have kind of got back in me. Sure. Yeah, I just like went more up than out yep, <laughs> and yep. caught wow. a little bit. And like the guy's like, man, you're, uh, yeah, you're a little a little excited for that one, huh? Did you follow him or did he follow you? I followed him, yeah. Okay. So he went out first. And that's part of the reason why I think I was like kind of scrambling to like get out sure. real quick and, you know, prove myself as the base manager. Yep, yep, absolutely. Oh, and that's another thing, right? Like the younger guy, she's responsible for stuff, especially – I can't remember exactly what the, the kind of rule was for it, but I remember like you didn't want the, the older jumper to carry anything really because I remember like – just humping out a ton of gear because I was like trying to prove myself. Oh yeah, that's like yeah. yeah I can't kind remember of what the, it was. like the spoken slash unspoken rule a little yeah. bit. It's like if there's stuff to carry, like you better be carrying. Yeah, you better you step know, or, up. Yeah, or like getting the chainsaw first. Like chainsaw. God, God forbid an older guy is cutting you know stuff like that. Yeah, Which I date that. Like I, it, it makes sense, you know. So you're you're racing for the saw box or whatever. You know? Yeah, and you still kind of earn it a little gotta bit. Work, you know, totally. Yeah. Like you you made it through one portion, but like you got to prove yourself a lot. Um, yeah. And one thing that kind of stuck with me is after we made it through, one of our trainers was like, "Cool, 
you've learned in this six weeks, you've learned this, which is a small percentage. Now you guys have to learn how to be smoke jumpers. Yeah. You know how to fly a parachute? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. And you can do this and this. You, you, you got enough knowledge to get yourself in trouble now. But now you have the task of learning this mountain of information about how to be a good smoke jumper. Yeah. The stuff that we can't teach you, you know, the stuff that happens on fires, the situations that we can't replicate in training, um, which is so super cool. And like yeah. there was stuff every day that I was basically learning and experiencing. And, and a lot of it's human factor stuff too. Yeah. Working with people you've never met before, you know, being yeah. like, hey, how's it going? We just jumped out of that plane together. I've never met you. Like, what are we, yeah. Yeah. we do let's go let's go work on this fire together you so know cool, so cool so cool and so rare yeah um that's a th I, that's the yeah. thing like you don't get on other crews you know like the mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot of things i don't want and i actually wanted to cover this on this podcast a little yeah. bit too it's just like the the intermixing of resources as a jumper yep. you know like you can jump a fire and you know depending on whatever scenario man you can like have a million of these where it's like there's only four people at ncsb you yep. get it, the fire is bigger than what you can get and redmond's not that far redmond yeah. you know and then you end up having like or you're reinforcing them whatever it might sure. be and then you got to order in like a hotshot crew and yep man like you know people think about the rivalry but like as a jumper and you get on a fire that's bigger than what a small jump load can handle and you see a shot crew come in you're like yes yep. you're like so is pumped to see him 20 people all yeah. together. oh i know uh, how much work they yeah, yeah they're gonna kick some ass it's here it's totally yeah. true uh yeah and it's nice to we had uh what fire we were on up up in Alaska? So that one, there's actually there's 20 of us on it. Yeah. But it was a pretty big fire, and they actually brought in uh, the North Stars um, oh, yeah. to it later on, um, which we were all stoked for because it's like, man, they're getting out. They could be paid now. Like they're yeah. they're, they're stoked on this. Uh, it was cool to have them on a on a fire with us too, and like kind of talk to them a little bit. Um, they asked some of us if we wanted to like help them do some saw practice stuff, um, and that was a super cool experience because I love teaching and stuff like that. Me too. Um, and I was still in that point as a rookie that I was like, I don't know if I deserve to, you know. But it was like, I do know actually how to do this stuff. Like, I've been cutting a long time. I can, I can show this guy some stuff. Like, yeah. it's fun to instill that kind of thing into a, into someone that might want to be in your position one day or something like that, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, like man. I did, had felt like I knew it all at all because I definitely don't. But it's fun to be able to think I can teach you some things. Uh, maybe someone's bad habits, but it's like, yeah, it's fun to talk. Yeah, um, totally. Is, man. So yeah, that was cool. That was a super cool experience. That's really, especially like you said, like you, you make a smoke jumper, and and to me, you know, smoke jumper is like the you know top of the chain, really. You know, because uh, just how hard it is to become a smoke jumper and specialized, really. Sure. You know, like and not taking away from any other type of ones. You know, like hot shots and repelling are you know really awesome sure. too, and they they have their own really difficult things, but just smoke jumping just seems a little different a little more specialized mm -hmm. you get typically like six weeks or so of training and yeah and you can wash you know and like you're, and you're not gonna be a jumper anymore pass like, fail yeah it's pass like, fail like no crazy no one else really has that i guess repelling kind of has that too because yeah their um, academy kinda yeah academy that. and then they have like proficiencies when mm -hmm. like when it comes to repelling if you don't if you can't do the repelling operations then you can't be a repeller either totally. you know so um so i think that makes it a little bit more uh, high standard i guess kind of definitely um but yeah, that was a, a change too. Like the you know yeah. the pace of everything, and also being like, man, I don't know if I'm ever gonna like day in day out, day in day out, work as hard as I did like my last season on Hot Trucker. You know, we had a ripping year. It was a great year. It was like the dream year for that. And then you know just operationally on uh, your jumping, you don't quite get that. You know, yeah. you work really hard for a little bit, and then you're you're leaving or you're monitoring, you're doing this and this. You know, it's like man. Yeah, not going big fire as much. Sounds super hard right now, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, there's you know, there's hard work to be done. I remember, yeah. In general, you know, but sometimes, yeah, operationally, it's like, oh, 
I'm leaving and that crew's coming in now. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like just and then, yeah, my friend uh Bronson jumps on him well he used to jump on him call jumps out of West and I've he, heard a lot of stories about Bronson. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. awesome, yeah, another Whitehall boy. And, yeah. And he like brought up a good point when I was talking this morning, so I was talking about having you on and he's oh, like cool. um sometimes when the jumpers get a bad rap, it's because like that twenty person crew's coming in and the jumpers are flat back and because like they just got done babysitting it for all night, you know, yeah, twenty four yeah, yeah. hours. And people forget like we're waiting to leave as a as smoke yeah, jumper yeah. crew and when they're coming to get to work and it looks like we're just being lazy but yep. it's like man our shift is over you it's know like we're we're, we're leaving yeah. yeah and it's yeah easy to be mistaken maybe yeah i think so too so i think that's like and and you know there might be a little bit you know some people not working as hard as they could be sometimes but you know it's like one you see one thing that makes it look like a bad apple and it yeah. spoils the whole bond the old thing you know yep absolutely um, so. But yeah, Charlie. Charlie, I was gonna bring up Charlie McCarthy during my rookie training was was uh, the the head trainer. Inyaki was the okay. training foreman. Yeah, and he was like he was uh, I, I think he was in charge of the whole thing, but like mm-hmm. the main like cadre like every day with us every day was Charlie. Okay, cool. And uh, and he was I mean he was pretty much running the show, and then um, Inyaki was there too, you know, sure. inter- intermittently. He's funny as hell, but uh, Charlie was great. All those guys were really great because they would. Like towards the when we're getting close to the end, they're like, "Yeah, you know, you guys think you're kind of cool now, you know, jumpers, you yeah. know, going to be jumpers," and I'm like, oh, you know, like, and I didn't say anything because I'm, you know, I, I knew to shut my mouth yep. at this point, yeah, and uh, learn that the hard way. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, he's like, "You guys got to remember, you're still doing the same job. You're getting paid just the same as you were. You know, like nothing's different now. So don't yeah. get a big head. Don't be treating people different. You see sure. people on fire, and you got to make sure you volunteer for the harder work. Yep, because totally. that's what we're, that's what we're here for, man. We're supposed to be that higher." you know like higher trained yep. uh, resource so act like it you know like sure. put in the work and like he did man he had such a great speech like humbling you're like oh right. like, and it's like it's like you could feel it. like you're starting to feel like oh man this is cool man like a little bit of yeah pride kind of little, yeah, little my, my bit, brain yeah. or my head probably swung up a little bit yeah, and he's yeah. just like nah man like you're not you're nothing special you know nope. like nope. you you like the titles make you a better firefighter Absolutely and i was not. like oh not yeah i mean if not sometimes almost a, not a worse one but i mean there's skills that you lose because you're not doing it all the time mm-hmm. you know? i talked to guys that came from crews that were like sea sawyers or something like that they cut all the time and they're like i i still have that qual but i might let it lapse because i don't trust myself to do that anymore you know i don't get the exposure yeah i'm doing something different which is natural you know it's kind of how it goes but yeah same thing uh, happened to me man like i was going for my c and ncsb was like really big at the time of getting your c faller mm-hmm. and i went out one day and they're like ah we'll we'll search you because i can't remember like why they didn't serve me? They wanted to have me a couple more trees or something. Sure. But they were like, "Yeah, I mean, you look, you look like you're ready. We'll we'll get you out one of these days to get yeah. you called up." And we just never found time. But yeah. um, after that season, though, I did not run a saw much, so that was kind of the same deal. I was like, "I don't want to even try to go for my seat because I don't think I could do it." Yeah, you know, you just yeah. lose that trigger time and skills, and they yeah they diminish yeah. for sure. Operational stuff, but yeah, nice. That's cool, man. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. So my so my first uh, boost, I guess, going back yeah. to that. So uh, I guess I should explain. Remind me if I started saying stuff that, like, isn't common knowledge, because that's what, like, my first uh, podcast was, like, a bunch of acronyms. And, okay. Like, IA, you know, like, initial attack. And yeah, I, yeah, But yeah. I wasn't explaining. I was like, you hey, well, on this IA or whatever. So, like, a boost for people who don't know is, is like, basically like a fire assignment for folks. Like, so, um, like, on a crew, you go on a, get called up for a fire assignment, and you can go to the southwest or wherever. So, boost is kind of similar to stuff for your backfilling, typically for another base, like, um, like what I was saying earlier about Redmond jumping out because a storm had come through. Yep. So the base got jumped out, and they always want to have, have at least eight jumpers available yep. per base. And we were full in NCSB, so we came down in the van. Nice. So I'm like, my first boost is in a stupid in van. A van. I'm, I'm uh, yeah, pound. They call it pound, pounders. Yeah, yeah going yeah. to a pounder for going a boost. To, going to a pounder. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, so like we we show up and 
And uh, that's where I met J9. And, and cool, uh, okay. Yeah, super cool. And God, there's this guy there, and I wish I could remember his name, but uh, he would ride a motorcycle. He's murdered out motorcycle to school, or to school, to the jump phase <laughs> every day. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, Hannah Camp or Hannah Camp or something like that, Hannah Camp. Okay. But, like, really nice guy, but yeah. just shredded, like, an awesome shape. Yep. And uh, I remember, like, I was looking. We were coming to the grocery store in the morning. We seen him kind of, like, buzz by, just looking beautiful and yeah, ripped. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, man, I wonder where he's coming from. And Charlie's like, I don't know, fighting crime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it probably is, man. It looks like Batman, oh you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, like, that is the coolest guy in the world. Yeah, exactly. yeah. he was, too, man. And, uh, like, especially me at the time, you know? And oh, yeah. So we go there, and there's, like, a, a no-rookies chair at Redmond. I'm like, man, I'm coming back for you next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's Yeah. But that was cool because I always kind of heard about the the, the cooking part of jump, jumping. Yeah. A big deal, you know, like a lot of a lot of cookouts, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, people, like, coming together and sharing, like, yep. that. And uh, so that was the first taste of it, man. Like, the small contingency of jumpers over there. Yeah. They're like... Uh, we had like one just like random kind of barbecue just for like boosters coming in cool. and then 4th of July hit while we were there. So oh, we had a like, 4th nice. of July okay. barbecue and then we had like a freedom jump and like some guys even came in nice. just to get, get a jump mm-hmm. and then went out to go enjoy their day cause it was their day off, you know? I heard about the, I've heard some stories about like the freedom jump thing that I don't know if, I think they'd maybe done it a couple years or something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't, we, I don't know if they did it this year, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Like yeah, it was, cool. yeah, it was really cool, man. And that ended up being like my only jump on that whole boost. So then we ended up going to uh, Redding, so California. Okay. We ended up Redding, Redmond to Redding. And, and uh, so it was like this weird like tour. You know, yeah, it, ta- yeah. it takes a little while. So we get there and then driving. Driving. Of course. Yeah. And oh, man, it's hot as hell. In Redding. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just like waiting. And then that one's, that one's kind of a stressful base for new folks because they have like these um, horns. Like uh, I heard about those yeah. this year. So I think it's like, it's two for the tankers, one for jumpers. So you'd hear like this like okay. loud horn like uh, siren almost, and then it would be a little delay, and then they hit another one. Okay. So you'd be like, you'd be like kind of like going, and then you're like, eh. oh, that's not. That's us. A, yeah. I heard even the shot crew has a. Oh. I don't know if they're. From my understanding, they were they were housed in the same area. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of like Redmond. And they had a, a tone too. So yeah. it was like, which one are we listening for? So everyone's kind of like on edge. Oh, I bet. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think they were gone, so like they probably didn't have that going sure. on when I was there. But I could see it, dude. Okay. And uh, so I was like, oh. And at the time too, they had an outdoor facility. So yeah. You yeah. call it the yard, like in prison. Okay. Yeah. So you go to the yard to work out in the morning, <laughs> and all the the weights were kind of like rusted and stuff. And yep. So that was kind of cool, man. And uh, and then nothing there. And then we get a boost McCall, and man, nice. they're. There's some like sour older jumpers about me and my rookie bro. Yeah, like, yeah. Making it to McCall on a rookie year, like you guys don't know what you're getting. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay, buddy. Like, obviously we don't know, man. We're new. Like, yeah, yeah. But they were just I like over the top about it, man. Like, and we're like, okay, man. Like, we get it. We're new. We don't know anything. Yeah. And, like, chill out, you know. And uh, we get to McCall, and we're like, you're right, man. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and uh, like the the first night, me and like a couple of us go out and um just grab some dinner and mm. and me and charlie were like went to like the yacht club or i think it's like on the lake and okay we're like sitting back and and like having like a, a beer or whiskey or something just kind of sipping on and talking shop a little bit and i'm actually like able to talk to him like like jump to jumper at this point you know yeah and just like you know normal humans and we're talking shop a little bit about the future of jumping and just like a beautiful evening the sun's going nice. down on the lake man and i'm like trying not to like just like superstar i'm like like, fan, <laughs> yeah, like fan fanboy yeah, yeah. yeah i'm like this is so awesome this is so cool yeah you're a real jumper and yeah I, I still wasn't I at was the time so scared of you for so long yeah, yeah. still a little nervous you know yeah yep. and uh he was so cool to be on that first jump and then um so you jumped your first one with him 
Yeah, I end up doing it, but not right away. So then okay. uh, NC Speed's getting some fires, at least mm-hmm. Washington is. So And McCall's full, so we get sent back to uh, okay. the Casa. This is a really wow. cool part. So the Casa comes to get us. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting, Bronson just gets back from a fire. Yeah. So we're at another, we're at the marina where his, his sailboat is. Okay. So, uh, so I got to stay with him on a sailboat a few nights oh, uh, on the water. Awesome. It was so cool. And so we're having uh, we're having lunch. Like, we just left for lunch. Like, they were back to full, and we were uh-huh. leaving, so we were able to leave the base for lunch. And yeah. he was on days off. So I go, him and another jumper are sitting there, and they're like, and over the lake. And the the pattern to, to land there is typically, I think, depending on the wind, is over the lake. Okay. So this guy's like, there's a casa. Oh, man, look at that. It's really cool. There's a casa coming. I'm like, that's my ride, boys. Yeah, gotta go. Yeah, I got to roll. So that was kind of cool, man. That is cool. Yeah, so grab, like, a, there's a little coffee shop, grab a dirty chai, and yep. head back to the base, and, like, nice. kind of get that superstar-like treatment. Oh, yeah. All right, see you boys. Yeah. Fun yeah. Yeah. That is a cool thing. Yeah, it was awesome, man. And uh so when we left and I was like still kinda of bummed out, but then like, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna roll I think we rolled out like IA ready. Yeah. So okay. Um all our gear on. Nice. And because uh, there was a chance we could jump mm-hmm. and that was cool. And then uh was there was the pilot who was the pilot for you? Was it Captain, older fellow? It was uh, a guy named Bill Mank. Oh no, it's a different guy than Um I think I heard some stories about the captain, Maybe. yeah, because he did like Iraq, uh, like contracting through Bighorn. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Okay. In the off season, sure. I, I think it's through the same cool. uh, contract company. Mm-hmm. But like, um, so we were flying back, and I'm kind of nodding off, and I'm sitting on the on the back door, you know, of the nice. casa. You yep, know, the, yep, yep. Yeah, the ramp. The ramp yep. Yeah. So like. And Charlie has me come back. He's like, man, come come on back, dude. Like, nice. kick back. Because at first I'm, like, in a chair, just, like, not oh, really yeah. comfortable against the gear. And he's to, like, yeah. yeah, he's like, dude, come on back, man. I got a spot for you. Oh, that's awesome. So, like, I kind of, like, but I'm still uneasy. So I'm, like, kind of got, like, one eye open, and I'm trying to nod off a little bit. And he's, yeah. he's out. And then, like, I feel the plane climbing. Oh, and I'm actually close to the door. So he's, okay. he's on the other side of me. I'm close to the door, and the door's open. So we start to climb, and I can see these mountain range out of the corner, uh, out of the, like, side of my eye, like, yeah. a little slit of the door. Yep. I'm like. Oh, so we're just climbing because we're about to go over the spot yeah. range. Like, oh, no yeah. big deal. And it's, like, a really steady and slow. And then I see Inyaki. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a spotter, but he's, he's okay. riding, like, co-pilot, or at least he's got his head in the cockpit. And I see him, like, whip around real quick and, like, look at me. Yep. And then we, he knows they're down, man. And, like, we got a little, like, uh, oh, zero-gravity cool. feeling for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was super cool, man. I have heard the but, stories about that. But I was kind of getting close to the door. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, there was, there was no chance of me going out. It just kind of, like, sure. gave me a little thrill. But it was cool, man. And then, so it gave us, like, a little zero-G yep. action, which was, oh, so awesome, man. Like, that, you just don't get that everywhere, man. No. Like, so thankful for that experience. And then, so that wasn't the end of the cool ride. So, like, we come in, and then uh, um, someone's like, oh, yeah, the, the captain likes to keep his, um, his, like, Iraqi or, like, um what is it called? Like kind of when you're like under fire, like you're hot landing, like almost like hot LZ landing or okay, something. Okay, like, okay. I'm not using the right terms, but yeah. uh, like his Baghdad landing or something. So sure. he comes in and uh, and you fly low and fast. You okay. Know? So he like, comes in banks in the Met How. And like cool. I'm looking at this old lookout, like out the door, I'm like, yep. whoa, that's cool, you know. And and uh, actually, I'm sitting on the bench at this point. You're yeah. you're strapped because you're yep. coming in. And he like comes banking around the med how, and it was super cool. And uh, comes like and slams her down, like, yep. and not like slammed her down. He just came in fast, and sure. it was like way more gentle than I expected. I thought we were just gonna be like, bam. Totally. But, but he he's a pro, you know. He puts yep. it down nice and like, but quick. Yeah. And then I was like. Dang, dude, that was so cool. Those pilots are amazing. Those pilots are, and like, unless you're in the military, man, like, you're never really gonna get that experience. So like, no. that's part of the cool, no, you know, the what's the like aspect of jumping? What's a better word for it? like? Um, aspects probably a good word. Yeah, um, you got a better word. What's that? Perks. perks. Yeah, perks. Yeah, yeah, yeah come on. It's more of the perks of jumping. Yeah, and, and like every, you know, every, I feel like every 
you know, ranger station, every, mm-hmm. every module in the forest service or in the wildland scene or in fire in general, like, you know, structure, whatever has their, their thing, you know? Oh, yeah. And that was like kind of NCSB, like having him and, yep. and being the Methow and stuff, man. And oh, it's such a beautiful spot, too. It is gorgeous, man. I didn't really want to leave, but like, they were like, I don't know when you're going to go perm if you stay here. So I was like, okay. And part of, like you were saying, like being from Montana, I'm like, ah, you know, like Missoula was always the base yeah, yeah. for me because uh, as a kid, I went to Van Gulch. With my dad, like okay. it was one of like my first memories of going hiking in the in the mountains was sure. going to check out Mangold, and cool. then yeah, so like, but at the time it was kind of like you though, like in in high school it was the same way, man. Like I had no like set path, mm-hmm. and then um, one day I was like, you know, I finally got enough quals and time where I was like, man, I think I, you know, I could be a jumper now, I guess, nice. you know, because it didn't really cross my brain, and then all of a sudden like, uh, I think beyond the Great Northern and with Carrie yep. and Margarita. Yep. I was like, oh, it's a possibility. Yeah, be yeah. A jumper, you know, like, and talking to them, and they, you know, they kind of gave me some good words and stuff. Hyped you up, too. Hyped me up, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, oh, this could happen. I could. Yeah. yeah. And they had cool, really cool stories, you know, yep. like, Carrie and Marguerite were, like, sharing some stories with us. I was like, oh, dude. Yeah. It sounds like the dream. That is how it starts. That's how, like, the seed kind of gets planted. Mm-hmm. It's kind of scary. I don't know if you had felt that, you know, when I'd committed to the idea, I'd be like, I'm, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to do it, you know, because yeah. I I never like to, I never like to, you know, talk about something like, you know, like, ah, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, I'm going to do this, you know. Yeah. You know, I would try to be real guarded about saying stuff like that unless I really, like, was going to do it, you know, because uh, there's people I talk to be like, yeah, I think, I, I think I'm going to, you know, I think I'm going to apply to jump. Like, it's kind of my plan. I want to graduate, you know, so I can focus all my energy on training and, and, and making it happen, you know. And then I kind of woke up one day after I graduated. I was like, okay. That was like the last thing that I was waiting for. I got, I got to do it. Yeah, I got to do it now. So I applied that year, and yeah, that's kind of happened. But that's yeah, awesome. hearing those people, getting those stories, and then like for a while feeling like it's out of reach, and being like, oh, I'm gonna do that someday. But like, mm-hmm. there's these things I got to do first, you know. Or there's a season I got to get away with first, and yeah. do this and do this, and all of a sudden having nothing and being like, that's it. That's like that's the next step to do that. You know, it's yeah. at least you know, kind of call yourself in your own bluff a little bit. Yeah. Like, I'm punching an application, and I remember when I hit send on that one, I was like, "All right." And when I made that first phone call, which was to NCSB, it was. I was gonna I was ask. Like, this is uh, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. This is a big. Uh, and it, yeah, I was like, I'm talking to this guy seriously for the first time, and then being like, "Okay, it's time to like push all the chips in and like, uh, yeah." Yeah, go all in on it. it. Yeah. So, did you like NCSB? Was your was your first choice or like how to how to go yeah um i got a really good buddy um who rookie in ncsb two years ago uh he was he was one of the guys that got sent to reading actually um oh. i worked with him on the great northern um him and i were really good buddies uh connor hogan oh i talked is, to him did you uh oh, nice. liz i want to say liz straley or not liz straley um shyla stevenson stevenson yeah i yeah, think uh yep. put me in contact with him she's like hey i got a buddy who's gonna get jump at ncsb you're the only person i know who has yep i think it was shyla who sent cool. me who like sent sent my info yeah yeah and he called me and we talked about it no I, way okay yeah. he would be a fascinating guy uh for you to talk to and get on a podcast like this yeah uh, he's done some incredible things um, oh, really? with like off-season work he he's a kind of an English teacher in Mexico for quite a while. Oh, wow. um, he's got a super cool kind of background, too. Oh, the volume. Um, is he, where's he winner? He is actually wintering in Missoula. Oh. Uh, he just moved back. Um, he was just in Colombia for a little bit. Uh, yeah, he'd be a cool guy. If you can get a hold of him, yeah. you know, um, yeah, he's a good guy to talk to. Yeah, um, I, I think I still got his contact info, so I'll to hit him up. Yeah, I can give it to you, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he went there uh, and reached out to me. I was on a fire, um, and he'd kind of been like putting it, putting it in my ear. He'd sent me some videos of them flying, 
um, over the Cascades, and it was his rookie year, and he was like, "Man, you should do this. Look at look at this look at this country we're flying over." Yeah. And still, even at that point, I was like, "Okay, this would be the year I would fly," but this seems crazy. You know, am I am I gonna do it? All right. So I was thinking about it, and then it was one of those deals where they flew uh, they flew the job announcements super early. Oh, so yeah. I remember he called me on a fire. And was like, hey man, these announcements are out right now. No one really knows about them. They like shotgun them out. Some of our overhead doesn't even know they're out. But you should apply to it. It's just like they might do another list, but you should apply to this one. So that's the one I ended up applying for. Oh nice. Um, to NCSB, got hired. Was hired by them uh, November first of last year. So I'd been laid off at the time. I'd been unemployed for I think nine days, and then NCSB called me and offered. And I couldn't believe it, yeah. you know, because, you know, from talking to other people, they were like, oh, yeah, they probably call you in January or something like that. But it was also Region 6, not Region 1, who hires a little bit later, generally. Yeah, generally, um, yeah. But it was November 1st. That's and awesome. And they had called me. And I'd been on the phone with some other bases, too. I, was, I wasn't I wasn't calling every base. Um, and, I, you know, there's a school of thought with that, too, of being like, get get in the door, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. apply everywhere until everybody that until they every, yeah that they're your first choice yeah like, you're my first choice man That's and i was be. like man i was having a hard time kind of doing that a little bit and i also i wanted to get in the door and i wanted to jump really bad you know yeah. so i was willing to kind of do whatever it took but i was still like i, I still kind of want to apply to bases that like i'm really interested in you know um yeah absolutely so man. i yeah i was talking to west a little bit and i was talking to missoula a little bit i was talking to grangeville some of those bases um and as it worked out, you know, I got picked up by um, NCSB before I even had time to put my apps in um, for the Region 1 bases. Um, That's awesome, And man. there was a couple guys that I had been chatting to at West um, and at Missoula and at Gradesville, too. And I actually call, I called them all back. I was like, hey, it's been really great talking to you guys. I appreciate all of that. I actually, I actually ended up getting picked up. Um, and they were all awesome and said congrats and all that. So, yeah. uh, you know, I was kind of a very lucky, you know, I consider myself super lucky and I had a super smooth kind of, you know, maybe not super common way of getting in is just like the first base I applied to and called it like lucked out that I was able to get hired there. And that doesn't happen yeah. all the time. Um, and it was no, I just kind of look at the draw a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was super stoked on it. Um, so I had never any, even punch my app into any other you know bases other than north cascades um yeah and, you know with with my buddy connor being there uh i wanted to go there you know I yeah, was see like, buddy. this is a cool experience like it's, it's, it'd be good for me to you know i'd only ever worked in montana on cruise and everything um and even though you work somewhere in fire but it's not like you're there all the time because you're traveling around but it was a cool thing i wanted to do is experience um more time like living and working outside of montana like always yeah. come back here eventually get, uh get it was cool food. to get that experience you know and i've had some siblings live over there my sister lives like an hour or two away from me over there um during the summertime um so yeah and that's yeah that's how it worked out and uh, then uh i was like okay so november 1st i knew early, that man. i'd gotten picked up and that's I was awesome. like, okay so i have this, this much time to stress, now, to stress but also to train so it was like yeah i yeah. had to flirt that line of like not like breaking myself off right away and trying to enjoy a little bit of you know because i've been laid off for nine days you know and i still mm-hmm. had like most of my hunting season and whatnot I oh like, yeah okay, i can't go nuts yet and like it's gonna happen and i talked to a lot of people who were super great at telling me you know some advice and be like well, maybe don't start breaking yourself off until yeah. a little bit later don't really start taking it super serious until as far as training wise you know so yeah. you're not hurting yourself until like january time frames so. yeah i was talking to a guy about that this just this morning about yeah, that because yeah. it's so hard to kind of gauge because 
Um, region one, at least I think, cause I know for sure Missoula does it. They give you like a buddy system where you get a mentor, you yeah. know, you get assigned some of the, the base who's already jumper and they yeah. kind of help regulate your training. And because, you know, sometimes a rookie class could be 20 plus, yeah. you know, cause it's all Grangeville, Missoula and West. Yep. So you get assigned this, uh, mentor and then they kind of help regulate like, what are your times? What are you doing? All right. You know, yep, like, exactly. you, you know, you're going to have to get those times down and get, do a little more or, sure. or less. And I think a lot of times too, with like, just like wildland folks, you know, like guys and girls, like you automatically like kill yourself. So that's like yeah. more like random folks in like, yeah, man, yeah. take it back, take it down a little bit. Hurt yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're going to burn yourself out before rookie training yeah. even starts. So my, my experience was exact opposite of yours though. So, really? okay. Yeah. So I had, uh, you know, I was, I was going around throwing a few layers out, but there's a hiring freeze, I think after 2010. So, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, like NCSB hadn't had a rookie class since mm-hmm. 2010. I think West was the same way. Probably, Missoula, probably all the Forest Service, I'm yeah. guessing. Budget? The yeah, budget I think so. That's Sox why the hiring numbers? freeze. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously. Okay. Yeah, so I'm guessing. Like, and So I was really interested in West, and I worked with those guys a little bit yeah. more because it's clo- the closest base to Whitehall. Sure. And then, um, but they, they were full, but I was kind of like on their reserve yep. in case one of the folks, like, who, I mean, these people, you know, people were dedicated to it, man. Like, these guys were like, They've been on the list, you know, waiting for a position yeah. possibly since 2010. So they were, which is cool. And then, and uh, I think most of those guys made it. And then, uh, so I was just like, well, I don't know if I'm gonna get hired this year. And then yeah. out of the blue, I didn't, I didn't really know about NCSB because all I read was focused on was Region One. Sure. And then like McCall, I think was like the all okay. I had. So yeah, like yeah. that, like my my circle wasn't very big. Yeah. And I didn't really know how the BLM works, so I didn't even apply to those guys because it was like a different, whole different system. Mm-hmm. And um, so then. I think just on the off chance I put in for everything, but I just didn't know what NCSB, anything okay. about it. So uh, I put in for Redmond and Redding, and then um, NCSB was the only one who actually called me. I was calling everybody cool. else. And uh, so, like, that piqued my interest. And then doing the research and seeing, depending on who you talk to and the history, you know, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the first jump base, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh, that's cool, man. And then being small jump base in the middle of nowhere, like you said, out of the region. I'd never worked for, uh, like, actually, like, been stationed out of the region sure you know like i'd worked in region three and everywhere else you know at the time but i hadn't been actually you know like living living yeah yeah, so like and being that far away from home and stuff so i was kind of the same boat yeah and uh yeah and i'm getting a call and i was skiing i missed it the first time really yeah i was on discovery and um i got to my truck and uh that's awesome yes it was actually samson i think had like called me and left me voicemail as like hey man you get your phone on you because i just uh talked to ncsb and Whoa. um did a reference check on him man he's like and uh sounds like a really interested man and uh Dang. go get him and i was like oh awesome and then i like washington number i didn't recognize miss call and yep. in a voicemail and i was like oh no oh, i was worried that like that- they're just gonna keep cruising on the list yeah 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 and uh so i called him back and i can't remember when that was that was like in january or something it was like okay up, i'm pretty sure that at that year, it was 2013. Bronson mm-hmm. was the first person hired. He was, like, the very really? first hire. Like, because McCall called him, like, 4 in the morning. Cool. And I'm pretty sure I was the very last smoke to <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, wow. the cool thing is we both made it, you know. Yeah. 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 Even, uh, even playing field then. That is cool. So in January. So in January, okay. yeah. Well, and then I was going to tell a story about, like, Eric Thorpe earlier. So Yeah, yeah. Did he rookie originally in NCSB and then washed? He did. It was medical, yep. right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, I know the story pretty well yeah. because totally know the full story not enough to want to yeah yeah i know the story pretty well okay. mostly because i almost lived it too um okay so he rookied originally in 2010 i believe in that class sure so the class just before me mm. and um so we're 13 we're the next class through three years later 
And um, because of the budget and everything, NCSB ended up having a, a really late start to rookie training. I think June first oh, okay. or something like was our really? first day, and it was oh. super hot, man. It was like that's brutal. yeah, ninety to mid nineties. It was yeah. like the temperature, and uh, it was like, like the average. And yeah. uh, and I didn't, and it was on me. I didn't, I didn't regulate my water mm-hmm. intake enough that first day because I was so focused on everything. Totally. So by the end of the day. I'm already cramping up real bad, yep. and I I take my boots off and I go to get my running shoes on, and my feet are literally like curled up, oh, and like I can't dude. barely get my shoes tied. My fingers are starting to curl <laughs> like, up, and I'm like by then you're to- you're too far gone. Oh yeah. And then we're going through our last uh um um our last PT cycle of the day, and I and I'm trying to give anything away, you know, because yeah. it's like yeah yeah, yeah. A secret, yeah. you know, and uh basically I'm on the side of a hill, and I got yeah. like the shits from being de- dehydrated. <laughs> oh no. So I. <laughs> I maybe uh, I maybe know the hill. I'm not sure. Yeah, you probably know this hill. <laughs> and uh, I am unaware, and partly probably because yeah, I'm yeah. just so dehydrated and just so focused that there's sometimes a bit of a <laughs> bit of a group following, like watching you. you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so everyone's <laughs> at the base, and uh, I'm thinking I'm like hiding myself. I'm behind yeah, a bush, so yeah. I'm hiding myself from like <laughs> yeah. the rest of the class. But the whole like uh, audience yeah. down at the base can see my bare ass, and uh, <laughs> so like lose my socks, and I'm ripping my tank top in pieces at this point. Cause, like I keep just like yeah. you know, it's got like it's dehydrated happening. shits. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man. So they waved me off at the very end of the day. Like, I just don't quite finish up that cycle. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, you can keep pushing yeah. and end up in the end up in the hospital, and then yep. you're done. Yep. Like, you're not yep. – there's no way you're coming it's back. Uh, Rig train's over. But yep. if you stop now, you walk back, and, you know, you get some care, and we'll talk about, you know, your future. Mm-hmm. And, like, dude, I was so stubborn. I was like, I don't want to wash on yeah. day one. Yeah. And uh, so basically I, I finished the day with everybody else. Just, sure. Um, didn't quite get all the – the whole cycle in that day yeah and uh walk back to the base and they get me in a cool cold mm-hmm. area and they give me just start pumping fluids in me yep, and they give yep. me this like serolite stuff which is gnarly oh whoa, okay yeah it's just like oh gary but way more yeah. intense and no sugar and yep, just yep. all the good stuff it tastes horrible oh yeah and uh and then i went and got a ton of pd light yep. and um oh, the next day man like i was just like on a mission to stay hydrated yeah and, yeah and uh so I, I ended up like making it through but i just about done the first day man right, uh yeah i can relate yeah, yeah i didn't get i didn't yeah. get any sleep that first yeah. night really because i just got no. you know just had to get up and just pee all night long because yep. i was just Ooh. hydrating so much you know but that was a piece of advice some... the rookie trainers gave us oh really it was like bring a bring a piss jug mm-hmm. to bed and they were like yeah. you should be peeing a lot and you don't want to waste sleep time going outside to pee all the time so yep. keep a piss jug by your bed so we all did yeah. basically and it was yeah it was it was full yeah yeah. Was, and, yeah and that's what you want like you said and i remember when i first got in a fire someone told me like if you don't have to get up and piss in the middle of the night mm-hmm. you're probably dehydrated yeah yeah and i was like i never had to get up and piss and, me, yeah, yeah i never i never really have to still uh or like once rookie training was over but oh really yeah. oh i got that man i got instilled with it now you yeah know, like ever since then i was like now i pee all every night sure you know? yeah probably for the best but probably I think, yeah i feel like i drank enough water and fluids during those few weeks and i was like man yeah hydrated forever but yeah yeah so, that is awesome yeah so that happened to me and then, and then i found the story about eric thorpe i didn't okay. know about it until afterwards and then um they were telling me about it you know and they're like yeah man like a guy got in bad shape and like eric's one of the nicest guys on the planet and yeah, he was like okay. trying to fight the trainers and like just out of his mind because he was like beyond you know like heat exhaustion you yeah. know and, and dehydration like, i don't know if he was rhabdo stage but it was like it, i don't know how he wasn't i don't think he, there, right? yeah i don't think he quite had rhabdo because his like muscles weren't breaking down yeah that's right but 
um man he was he was in a deep well of bad you know and like no recovery like he there's no way like iv or anything i don't think he could have came back the next day and so felt bad for the dude but i was so glad that they made it back to ncsb because i was like i knew that's where he wanted to be and he lives in washington so i was like man stoked and i don't think he really understood how much like when i first saw him was in alaska and i was like dude I appreciate you more than I could ever even say. Sure. And he's just like, yeah, man, you know, it's, it's tough. Yeah, he's, like he's super just quiet. so chill and yeah. quiet. Yeah, he's a nice guy to have yeah. on the around. Yeah, he's a good face to have. Yeah, absolutely, um, man. Yeah, so Eric, he does a lot of things for the base for sure. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, just all around good dude. And it, it kind of worked out good because then you got did he work out of West. You said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yep. think. Yeah. So I got trained up in the round that, or in the Ram Air then, and then yep. was able to kind of go back to NCSB. And I think he was kind of the first wave of the Ram Air there. So I think so. Um, I I don't remember what year that was for sure, but uh, I don't either. Yeah. Man. It all starts to kind of blend together. Yeah. And it really doesn't matter in the end, anyways. But yeah, hearing the hearing the old stories too, it's like you rookie win. Oh, okay. I guess yeah. So. yeah. Oh, but, dude. Now, what I was gonna ask you too is, um, you know, morning briefing is yep. is it still in the loft? Yep. Yep. Man, is right there, there a better spot? Like I don't, I've been in some good morning briefings, but I don't think I've had a better one than like a nice warm morning with the sun coming in and through the with the doors open, yeah, yep. and sitting on the parachute packing yep. tables. Yep, it is awesome. That's uh, that's still where we do it right there. That's uh, you, so yeah, you cool. walk in the ops boxes on the left. Yep. Uh, the wings are the wings are right there. Yeah, on your back. The like, name boards are right there, yeah. and there's like a couple benches there, but people just kind of shotgun out and that's sit, cool. on, sit on the table. Yeah, drink it, a little coffee and are those yeah. big parachute packing tables still there? Or they change those out. Uh, the Ram Air ones are all in the loft, and then if you have to, if there's a round that needs packed, it's in the uh, warehouse. Oh, um, gotcha. now which is like warehouse will do cargo shoots and the rounds and then like upstairs uh is that where you would do streamers mm-hmm. still yeah streamers table still there yeah um Did we you... got really familiar with those i was gonna uh, ask yeah i guess i don't want to give too much away uh so i'll just say that we got pretty familiar with with, with doing this yeah i'm glad you uh, i'm glad you said that because i was really gonna uh, tell a story but i'm not i'm gonna leave it yeah I'll yeah leave it, i'll leave it be for the surprise of yeah whoever might be going I'm trying in. to be like pretty cognizant of that and yeah. it's hard to be like oh that one slipped out but uh yeah that's what i'm glad i'm talking to you about it because like i don't one I like I think I forgot a lot of it so like sure. I'm not trying to give away any of that away but um yeah like that's a good way to put it though yeah yeah you get familiar with some, the area some tra- yeah. yeah familiar with the area uh yeah and there's some 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 trade secrets that you just gotta you gotta learn them yeah and experience it and I think that's when I was really like starting to just enjoy the moment mm-hmm. of even like fire in general like I started like realizing like I think I was enjoying fires and stuff and you know you'd be sitting down like it's like me and you and steering around a fire we'd just be sitting down like during the mop-up stage and kind of winding down or even just like at the end of an ia shift mm-hmm. where things are winding down you're just like yeah man it's pretty cool you know like yeah. beat like super tired but like just kind of enjoy it for a minute but i don't think i really started taking it in until after making it through rookie training and then I, I don't know i think i just stopped taking stuff for granted more i was like yeah it's like man like i just sit there like and enjoy morning briefing more like because be a little more present yeah a little more that's a good way to put it more present and at the time there's two i'm pretty sure there's only two maybe there's three but they're you know the the round packing tables long yeah yeah so like that was like you walk in the loft and there's that okay and then there's three i can't remember i wish you remember better but um so like everyone just like plop down one of those or on the bench and then uh go through the morning briefing stuff and sure uh, just beautiful morning that that ops box is super cool it's a sweet yeah there is some there's some fun mornings there. Yeah. And that's kind of how it's set up for us now. There's four. Um, you walk in, and there's uh, one, two stacked up pretty much right next to you. Maybe there's more than that, actually. Um, 
But yeah, in in that same room, there's cool. a couple that are like back to back, you know. Yeah, yeah. So if it's full, like um, we had small base, you know, not a lot of guys and a lot of guys were sent out, so we had to get some. We got some help. Came in during rookie training from other bases to like cool. help us for packing support, basically. Yeah. So as rookies, we were like looking around, seeing new faces and new, you know, new scary real smoke jumpers that were in the building that we were like oh, there's more people we got to be intimidated by you yeah, know exactly. who were like doing us a favor and yeah. packing all these shoots you know because there were some days that we had a couple three jump days which were pretty exhausting yeah um and hard, after they? learning how to pack was like man those guys were doing a lot of work yeah um obviously they're much better and faster than we were um and are yeah. but and i was like yeah, those are long days doing yeah, that man. um so yeah tough they, work they were, they were doing us a solid for sure it's wild how three jumps in a day will wear you out like i don't know if the sport world has that i think because of the stress you're under as sure. a rookie like when you do a three jump day you were just like whooped it was weird uh yeah. i would go to bed you know in various states of you know disrepair and mm-hmm. exhaustion and whatnot but like that mental kind of exhaustion and uh i didn't get sick in the plane luckily i never really got sick in the plane um you know i got a little bit of it here and there but never bad uh but there were a couple of nights that i remember like going to bed and laying there and almost feeling like i was like shaking a little bit like yeah. i was i was swaying you know and it was kind of after those three jump days that were like not as physically you know because they didn't have the time you know you weren't pt and as much because you were you were you were jumping and then putting a new parachute in your back and and doing this and watching your exits and whatnot uh but mentally it was like it was crazy it was yeah. like a yeah, the mental exhaustion that I hadn't really experienced even like in school, you know, because you mm-hmm. don't, it's not, it's not compounded on physical, you know, physical stress or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a crazy feeling of being like, oh, man, what is like, there's yeah, so much input in, gonna, in one jump, you know, like, yeah, like all the, the visual and tactile things that you go through in, in just one jump and then, you know, multiply by three, you know, you're like, it's fast, it's fast, right? It's fast, but then it's like, you know, you have all this time to think about it, get it back base and then they tell you things and you're like okay that's what i gotta work on so yeah. now i gotta focus on everything else plus doing this thing that they told me i need to work on and digest but, it and but then, it's awesome. then put it back into practice put it back into practice yeah like right then, away typically you know yeah. like if you're doing a three jump day which is good because yeah. it's fresh still yeah but then if like the parameters change you're like oh wait we're doing something different on this jump that thing i gotta work on yeah yeah it's cool yeah uh, and uh it's a cool process yeah and bronson she put this bug in my ear this morning too and, and that kind of segues nicely into it the the mental did you feel any kind of like a mental change because i felt throughout it yeah and like yeah i mean throughout your whole rookie year and especially like after rookie training because because like like you were um saying earlier and just kind of hinting at like it was you know like this pedestal right and and i think like all type ones kind of have that like repelling and hot shotting and smoke jumping sure. it's like oh man you know because like, you look at these people as like a, a higher specimen of humans sure. you know like that are these hot shots and smoke jumpers and repellers and then, like, you get into it, and then you are grinding, and, and it's, like, it's something that, like, even other people tell you that you can't mm-hmm. do. Like, I had a few people that were, like, yeah, he's going to wash, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I didn't, they didn't, weren't saying that to me, but they are telling it to other people. Sure. And then, you know, just, you know, you have the negativity with anything you do. Oh, you yeah. Know? And uh, so I think that, that, like, accomplishment and then, like, the mental uh, victory I had with it, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't, like, for me to go out and brag. It was, for me, like, more of, like, a confidence booster, totally. I guess. You know, like, I felt like I could handle like a big stressor you know like that's a six-week program or whatever it is you know like depending on your rookie class yeah and um we'll just say six weeks because that's what it's supposed to be yeah so like a six-week program that like it seems giant right totally. especially day one you're like oh man 
Like, it's a lot getting thrown at you day one, and you're like, I got to do six weeks of this. Yeah. And be able to go in and have a, a positive attitude and just get after it every day and just know that's not going to be done. Like, no. you're going to finish that day, and you still have, especially day one, you still have six more weeks of this. Yeah. And to be able to, like, compartmentalize that and just keep cruising. You know, did you have that that's at all? That's another big, that got compartmentalized word. Yeah. Uh, it was a big one that was used a lot. And yeah. I think, you know, I'd, in other aspects of life, maybe I'd ran into situations where that was a, a term that was used you know, and I obviously understood it, but like, I didn't fully understand it until that, yeah. um, that process. Cause you have to, you know, and I had just, you know, gone through school and I'd graduated college and I'd learned this a little bit, you know? Uh, so I, I felt like I knew how to study a little bit, you know, I was never like the best student by any means, but like I, I knew how to study, yeah. but that was like, at least at first too, like we didn't, we didn't get, uh, we didn't get books right away. There was kind of some handouts and whatnot we got and a lot of stuff. We were taking notes and whatnot. And I was like, okay. And it was like this fire hose kind of information. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, the, the pressure of it, like, I got to know this by tomorrow, you know, or something's going to happen, you know. Like, yeah. I, I got I to gotta learn this. That pressure, I think, helped a little bit. Um, and having that, like, kind of backed into a corner sort of feeling um, of being like it's, it's pass or fail. Like it's, it's, it's win or go home sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I guess in, in, in my situation, and I think a lot of people do it this way is like, I tried to make it that I had no other option than to, than to make it. Or Succeed, I was like, yeah. all right, I'm jumping or blessed this year. Basically I'd given up. Um, I just gotten a perm job on the crew before um, that I had given up to jump, which kind of felt right. I was like, all right, I don't want, you know, an alternative really. Like I want, if I, if I drop out, you know, if I wash, I want to, you know, experience that too. Like I don't yeah. want to wash, but I don't want to have a fallback plan to, that's, that's, that's safe. You know, I want to yeah. have to, in the back of my head, I was like, man, maybe we'll have her summer off for the first time. That's, and yeah. it wasn't something that I wanted, you know, but I was like, okay, I'm not going to have a solid backup plan. I'm going to put all my energy into this. And if, and if I make it then that's, then that's the goal. Yeah. And if I don't, I'm going to kind of figure it out from there, but I didn't want to have like a, you know, a plan B, like a safe, like a fallout plan, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, totally being done. It was this crazy, like confidence boost of feeling like, all right, that was, that was tough. That was, yeah. that was a lot to learn. And I felt when I first, you know, was studying some of the, the sequences and some of the process or some of the checks that you have to do all these big processes that were, you know, at first presented maybe in, in a forum that wasn't super hands-on yeah. and I was like, this is, this is impossible. I don't know how I'm going to learn this. And yeah. then, you know, I'm pretty hands-on guy. Uh, so then once that starts happening, it's a little more tactile. It makes sense. But at first it seemed, you know, way above my head and without like, obviously trying to give too much stuff away. It was like, yeah, it's possible, you know, yeah. but it didn't seem like it at first. And, uh, I'm kind of one of those guys that would tell anyone that's like, man, if I can make it through that, like, you definitely can. Same. The shape that I was like, I got super sick right away oh. going into it. Like the weekend, actually before going into rookie training, I got like super sick that obviously didn't get better. And it ended up being like pretty gnarly sickness. Um, same kind of situation, that kind of sickness that like if I would have gone in to an official doctor visit, I would have been done kind of thing. So it was one of those things that I had to be like, all right, let's just figure this out kind of on our own a little bit because yeah. I know I know what's on the other side of that door if I go in there um so I like added to it a little bit um that's I, that's huge yeah. too because you can't get that any, anywhere because I remember thinking even no. going in like this is the hardest training that I know of that for a civilian can go through mm -hmm. so there's that and then like you said like sometimes you only get one crack at this yeah. so it's like 
I had the same mentality and like, I don't, you know, like, I don't know how it'd feel if I wouldn't have made it, if I wanted to, you, sure. you know, gone back and man, like being a detailer, like you said, because like as a detailer, yeah. you always have that backup plan. So I think that would be a little bit of that, you know, creep in your brain. Like, like oh, I could, yeah, wait, I got a soft landing spot. Yeah, right exactly. There if I like, want it, you know, or yeah. if, uh, if you have that little voice, like, what are you, what are you doing this yeah, for? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Like you could be making the same money or more money because you wouldn't even have to do, be in training right now. Right. You'd be on fire you right could now. be making, yeah, I didn't make it. Uh, I don't think I made hazard pay until you know July. Yeah, and I was like, that's crazy. That's oh, such a slow. Too. Like, yeah, maybe it was late, late. I think it. I snuck some in in June. I think I got that. I got that first jump like the twenty seventh. Oh, um, but yeah, it's crazy to to experience that and like know that. Oh man, the guys are you know spinning up uh, critical right now for for other crews or yeah. people are like people are having a lot of fun right now yeah, you, you can, know yeah you can text like, messages from all your yeah. old buddies from other crews and you know they're on fire doing other stuff yeah like, man there was like that early early kind of fire blast in new mexico that i was seeing but i also just like totally lost touch with kind of the fire world for a while i was like i don't know anything about big fires going on i don't yeah. know anything i haven't thought about fire itself in weeks you know i'm thinking about what i'm wearing you know, i'm yeah. wearing the thing the suit that i'm wearing or, or anything else yeah you know, exactly like what, yeah whatever procedure from, yeah, yeah. Which is cool, which is how it has to be, you know? Absolutely, um, yeah. The, yeah. Um, you know, like, to tack on to that, too, like, that's almost a, a cool little thing in itself is, like, that you're um, cut away from the fire world for a little while because mm-hmm. you're just zoned into your own little world. And I don't think even in life anywhere you have a chance to spend, you know, six weeks zoning in one thing, one thing. and totally shutting out the whole outside world. Cause I had the same thing. The only person on the outside I was really talking to was Bronson, who was going through rookie training at the same time. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, we'd compare notes on, like, our day and just yep. kind of share, like, you know, uh, what bad bumps. things happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like, kind of laugh about some of the funny stuff. The yeah. trainer said that like hurt your feelings, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, how did like, they break you down? Yeah, yeah, that was a little too close to home, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But in a funny way, though, you know. Totally, and it's nice to have those kind of people. One of my um, one of my roommates was uh, rookie in Boise this year. Oh, really? Um, and he was started a few weeks before me, but we kind of did a little bit of that, comparing notes too. Dude. It's not rough though, like when someone starts because Bronson was a week ahead of me. McCall was. We were the last class in the country to start. Oh, so yeah, so that's tradition. Like yep. I think NCSB is like my, my year was the same. Yep. You and know, we had heard some horror stories, and we were like, "What? Do you, what's that?" But we were all together by then too. Yeah. You know, all these guys had never met each other really in their life. I was lucky enough to actually know already, and even work um, had worked with at least one of the guys, uh, two of the guys um, that I had uh, that I rookied with. Oh, huge! So we knew each other. Yeah. Um, but coming together, meeting everyone else not knowing anything else that would be going on and then hearing some of these stories. And people are like, it's a great way to get close with people. Yeah. Like agony is a great way to get close with people. But yeah. like fear before we had started and bonding together was like, man, we're, we're all we're going to have for a while. So we better get super tight. Quick. Yeah. Um, which is cool to see yeah. that happen. Totally, man. Um, and that happens in other settings too. But yeah. What's that like? Steam? Do you see, have you seen it? Was I, like I condensation just, dripping or I something? Just saw yeah. kind of a, I hope it's condensation. I don't know. Kind of a, like yeah, on the screen there. Yeah, yeah. That's wild, got man. Some liquid, some yeah. liquid coming down. What was this condensation? Yeah. yeah, we'll find out, I guess. Because yeah. I, I think if there's a big leak, I would, I would have like came in here on a puddle before. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing it's just that, yeah. Which is good because that means I got this thing sealed up a little bit better. Because yeah. before, like when I was in here, you'd be we'd be freezing. It's cozy in here. Yeah, you guys uh, warm enough? Did you uh, did you ever bring this thing down and, and stay in it on the base? No, dude. Up okay. until oh man, I don't know, Stimmer, you might know. Like this summer, I think I started messing with this thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, beginning of the summer, and it was, dude, it was, like, brutal, man. Yeah. My, 
Because it, it came to my my folks got it, and they used it a little bit. Can I get a beer? You mind if I crack, oh, yeah, grab one, man. crack a beer on Yeah, the, go ahead, man. On the podcast Enjoy. here? Yeah. I'm still going to keep this. That was some good coffee. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. promote some, some past blue ribbon here. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, yeah. okay. Hydrating firefighters yep. for however long. That's you know? right, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you didn't have this. Uh, did you stay on the in the dorms uh, yeah I had the, all, ho- the whole time you were there yeah and okay. i had the hot room i don't know if they talked about it but like that room that is closest to the bathroom side and closest to the runway so if that makes any sense i don't know oh why. in the dorms in the dorms so like walking down the dorms towards the loft i guess like the yeah. furthest left for this yeah. Le- yeah if you're facing like the the loft or the at like bellsby's mm-hmm. you know the base manager's little, little room there yeah uh what do you call it that building um the admin building or whatever it is yeah the head shed head shed the yeah overhead check yeah exactly the place that you should not go in that you don't want to go unless into unless you have a good reason yeah unless you're cleaning it yeah 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 oh god yeah. even that bull cooking stress that bull cooking yeah, yeah. yeah. i meant to bring it up yeah. i'm glad you brought it up yep see like like that like it's it's a little bit of a pain in the ass because you're like you it's more of a stressor not really a pain in the ass it's more of a stressor yeah like, i want to do a good job and if i don't i'm gonna hear about it and of course i did mm-hmm. you know like because there was like other jumpers who were just almost like bored. They were just like mm. deciding they're gonna throw us under the bus once in a while. Yeah, like, yeah. Why? We didn't get a ton of that. Um, and a lot of the rook, like the rookie duties, came afterwards a little oh, bit without yeah. you know once again trying to give too much away. But we mm-hmm. had stuff we were doing. You know, yeah. we had our day to day stuff that we were going on, and we were busy, and we were doing this and this. Um, so after kind of graduating um, is when some some other. You know, daily going on things happened with us on the base that they were like, All right, here's like, here's how you kind of be a rookie. Um, yeah. You know, because until then, we were, you know, candidates. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were, we were rookie candidates yeah. uh, kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, because we kind of the same thing. thing kind of like, earn the right to even be called a rookie. Yeah. Then you relish it even more. You're like, oh, now I can be called a rookie. Yeah. Can't wear anything, but I, I'm, I'm a rookie now at least. I'm yeah. not a candidate anymore. Yeah, not a candidate anymore. Um, yeah. And then. I don't know if anyone told you, but like we were like reminded that we weren't smoke jumpers yet. Like, felt daily. It probably mm-hmm. maybe wasn't that, but maybe it was. I don't know. But, like, yeah, yeah. It's creative. They get it creative was. about how they can slip it in. Yeah. Like, if you know, in conversation, it's like, yeah, we're doing this training thing, and we're gonna do this jump or something, something. Or like, yeah, if you guys make it. Yeah. If you guys are still here next week or something yeah, like yeah. that, you know. Uh, yeah. Which like, is always a nice little like, okay, all right. Yeah. Not like anyone was getting a big head, but like, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. And like I, they they call like a base meeting or something. They'd be like, smoke jumper. Like almost like smoke jumpers to the box and rookies. Cause like okay. We well, like we'd made it out of rookie training at that point, but we're still in smoke jumpers. We didn't get our first fire jump yet. So oh. it was like so smoke jumpers to the box okay. and rookies. And you're like oh. <laughs> I think I remember the first time after after we made it. Well, cause that was the other thing is I didn't spend any time on the base. Not being as a, a jumper. Yeah for a long time because i graduated rookie training left that night drove back to montana um oh you did yeah i was uh i was the best man in one of my best friend's weddings that's the awesome next day dude talk so about I timing graduated rookie training yeah he was he told me way early on uh about it and then was like hey man can you know there's the dates like i'd like you to be my best man and i was like yeah for sure uh there's just like one little thing uh, i might be doing um uh, so as a as a candidate, it was a what scary thing to do to go to the overhead and be like, "Hey, I, I realize you know I'm totally committed to this, but like I have a I, I'm the best man at my friend's wedding. Like, should I?" And I approached it in a way I was like, "Should I tell him I can't do it?" Instead of being like, "I'm going to request this time off," kind of thing. Yeah. He kind of like dark art stuff, like weasel it in to be like, "Hey, 
I'll tell my best friend from high school that I can't be his best man if you tell me to. Um, but here's the dates. And they were like, oh, no, you should be able to make that. Oh, cool. Uh, so I, I graduated on a, on a Friday, um, June 24th. Graduated, drove to Montana that night. Uh, my sister, like, came because there was, like, a little celebration we had afterwards, you know, um, that I had to cut out early of, which was, like, it was a bummer. Yeah. But, like, I had obligations, you know. So we drove back to Montana, got back late, woke up the next morning from my folks' place, kept driving to the Flathead was the best man of my buddy's wedding so cool wedding you know shenanigans uh drove back to washington the next day on sunday then and then was on a plane to alaska and it wasn't back for a while so i like didn't get to experience the base as a not like looking over your shoulder candidate for a long time yeah until i don't know almost august and then i finally got back and I had a while at the base and then i was like oh, this is awesome yeah this is such a fun place because until then it was like Run around being rookie. You never got to really enjoy at, it. Like, oh, there's the there's where the, you can barbecue, or there's where you can you know shoot hoops or something like that. Yeah, the, the whole weight room was just yeah. super cool. Yeah, which we were like, yeah, not really even allowed to look at that much. Uh, yeah. And then it's like, oh, cool, I can experience this base now. Like, I can live it. I can I have some pride now. Yeah. And like, I'll, I'll mow the lawn. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll do all this stuff because like, this is like my place. I'm trying to improve. Yeah. But it was so delayed getting to experience that. It was like. I kind of built it up a little bit. I think that's, uh, man, if I could build it, like, I think that would be the way I would, if I could, like, somehow make it my career, that, like, that way, or, like, cater mm-hmm. someone else who was coming to the rookie mm-hmm. ranks to be, like, if you, the, I guess, the optimal trajectory. trajectory. Yeah, Jeez, yeah. Need more coffee. Yeah. Also, <laughs> trajectory yeah. would be, like, like you did, man. Like, you get to leave the base, which yep. I think is also Sorry, important. I'm no, no worries, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it keeps me going. That's right. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, getting that little bit of break right go to the best man's wedding mm-hmm. totally like shut off the, the smoke jumper thing for a minute that was crazy yeah that i think that's huge because like for me i didn't really have that like we went from like rookie training to boost yep to like and and immediate then, was that within days like, pretty much yeah pretty okay. much immediate yeah like we, we left and then um on the road yep and then still like trying to figure out how to be a smoke jumper and be a rookie oh, yeah. on the road you know and um and then uh coming back and we had a little bit of downtime, but then getting like right back on the road, right back to Redmond, yep. right back to Reading. Still never got a Redmond jump. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, man, it's a bum deal. Yeah. So, like, I, I've only, I got almost all the bases. That's the one other thing that, like, kind of sticks with me. Like, Whoa, I jumped out yeah. almost all the bases, except for Grangeville and Redmond. Okay. Or, yeah, Grangeville man. and Redmond. I got them all besides those. That is cool. Early on. Early too. on. Like, my first, yeah. Like, well, yeah, my first three seasons, I pretty much had them all. You That's know? cool. Yeah, besides Redmond. And I've been to Redmond twice. Okay. And I've been through Grangeville a ton. I just never quite got it. And I jumped jumped the panhandle eight on, but really? it was okay. always out of Missoula. Like, yep. it wasn't out of Grangeville, even though it was Grangeville's territory. Totally. So I was like, man. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff to see. I'm yeah. excited to see more of these bases. I mean, yeah. as a, you did, know, I've, did, I've never even, like, toured the Missoula base, I don't oh, think. Really? Uh, yeah, did you make it to Redmond ever? No. Oh, really? Not this yeah. year. I, um, yeah, I only was at ncsb and, and ak that's cool um man. we landed in a couple other like not even jump bases but airports here and there to pick people up or do this or that or refuel yeah. Uh, but yeah so it's cool i'm like man i got a lot to look forward to still yeah. which is cool to i mean there's always something to look forward to yeah. you know uh, there's always some new experience but it's cool to be like man i have so many more bases and people and experiences that i you know as a new jumper still like yeah, to, to, to see uh which is which is gonna be fun yeah, absolutely, man. Especially, which is crazy that like you didn't get a Redmond jump, I didn't get a Redmond jump, Mm-mm. 
And when I was there, most people had more Redmond jumps than they had NCSB jumps. And NC, as NCSB jumpers, yep. and quite a bit more. It wasn't even, like, close. We had some of our folks go down there definitely on boost this year. And I think one of my uh, I think one of my RBs, um, his first shirt was a, was maybe a Redmond. Was a Redmond? Oh, no, excuse me. It would have obviously been an Alaska shirt. But oh. I think he got a Redmond shirt before he got an NCSB shirt. Maybe. Oh, really? So then we were like, oh, man, I hope he gets one this year, you know? Yeah. I hope all of us can actually wear our own, man, wear the, our own stuff. The fear, like we were talking earlier, like, you know, we covered, um, the fear thing is crazy because um, the rookie from the rookie class from 2010, I think mm-hmm. a couple people didn't get a jump, at least one for sure. And okay. he got injured, but I thought, like, maybe another one didn't man. get a jump that year because it was a really slow year. Yeah. Yeah, you always, we had a pretty slow year too. Like, yeah. do you guys have the in the ops box when you go in the the, the jump board? They'd like pull the letters like a, you know like a score sheet almost, and it was like number of fires jumped at the base and number of fires jumped like in total for the year. Uh, I don't remember seeing that. Maybe they did. Okay, I don't remember it though. Well, it was at all zeros at the oh. base for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. Time no, I do remember us. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They had that for it, sure. And it stayed pretty low. And then right above it, it shows like the record year and also the average yeah. year. And even the average year was like blowing our numbers out of the water, you know. And we were yeah. still like way below average uh, for the base, but it felt good to finally like that first jump, you know, first time we got the numbers on the board was like a you know a cool yeah. experience. Well, especially yours because you said you jumped the PCT. Yeah. So, man, that's, yep. that's unreal, yeah. dude. Uh, jumped the you know right near it where there were people. We 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 did this jump and the two rounds obviously went first, and then I was the last, second to last stick coming in. So we landed, and by then the round guys were on the ground. Yeah. So there was all these tourists at the lake. We couldn't find a jump spot close to the fire. Um, classic uh, yeah. Cascades, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we had to jump quite a ways away. So we landed, and uh, there's all these tourists that were, like, just up there for, like, a day hike. Because the PCT was a couple miles away that we ended up hiking to. Yeah, yeah. And there were these all these tourists, and they were like, what? They were so confused what was going on. Yeah. This plane comes out of nowhere. They're, like, in the serene wilderness place like hanging out and then this plane starts circling and then people start falling out of it so they were super confused yeah, and yes. um noe lands yeah. and he goes over to these people and he's like hey grab those streamers and hold them in the air oh, really? you know because we kind of had a wind shift yeah. during jump ops and these people were like oh yeah and they didn't quite understand what he was saying so they just went and they made a big x on the ground instead of holding them in the oh. air so like there was some uh there was some funny wind things on that yeah. jump but we land and all these people are just like wide-eyed like what was going on yeah. and then we just like land pack up our stuff start hiking rock um, star but yeah <laughs> and then we like get up hiking on the pct see all these people who were like been hiking for months you know super rad yeah. tough people and they're like you guys are so awesome and i was like you're awesome. Yeah, you guys are awesome. What you were doing yeah. is way hard, man. It'd be so hard um, for me not to like stop and talk to him because I'd be like, "What's your guys' story?" You mm-hmm. know, but, like I got a job to do. But I'd be like, "Man, yeah. I'd love to hear what you're doing." You know, it was, uh, yeah, it was cool. And in those kind of situations, it was cool to like be with some older guys, like watching how you know their interactions with other people, watching their interactions with you know hikers like that, seeing how they what they do when they get to fires and stuff like that. You know, so yeah. I had ample opportunities to observe and kind of be like. Okay, try to you know important figure out you know how I want to be and what you know what the right way to do things is you know instead of like I I didn't have the opportunity to like hash stuff out with other rookies and be like man what do you think we should do yeah. so I just, just had to watch people and be like okay and kind of like stay back a little bit you know try to you know take not take charge but like jump in and you know do what I could do but yeah. without yeah. being like you know, yeah yeah and to not the authority away. obviously but yeah uh, yeah it was cool yeah good way to learn it.
Absolutely, man. That's a, that's a good, uh, you know, thing to put out there to you for folks who might be going into rookie training is like, definitely want to be helpful. You know, you don't want to be in the way and you don't yeah. want, like, you definitely don't want to be taking charge unless someone wants you to take charge, yeah. you know, be a sponge, be a sponge, exactly. yeah, especially that your first year. You yeah. Know? And there might be an opportunity where like we end up, you know, being the first guy out the door and, and, uh, totally. you, you know, you're seeing the fire and that's, you got to take charge. Yeah. But that, it, yeah. If you're not, then, uh, yeah, it's good. Like you said, to be a, be a sponge, be a good follower, you yep. know, and that, that creates big, good leaders, right? Good followers become good leaders. Oh yeah. And people see that too. And the old guys do. And they're like, Oh, this guy. Okay. He do it. Um, yeah. One of my, uh, yeah, one of my RBs, um, who was the youngest guy in our class, um, was one of his first fires in Alaska. Was like jumper in charge. Yeah. You know. Um, so we like, I got a picture sent to me in our group chat of him like in front of the plane with the headset on. Yeah. That's awesome, Luke. That's so um, cool. But yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It's yeah, it's something special deal. when you get to be jumper in charge the first time too. Have you had that yet? No. Yeah. Dude, I got cool. lucky every time. I was uh, like second man. Yeah. You know, uh, or in the back of the plane, or um, yeah, I never had to be. I was second man quite a few times on on on, on stuff, but yeah, I never never got. What I was like kind of okay with, you know, because okay. it's like inevitably you know that eventually it's gonna happen, and it's kind of like everything with rookie training is you're like, all right, I just got this is a new challenge, I just got to jump in, I'm gonna do it. But I was like, no, I'm okay not being in charge right away. Like yep. it's fun to observe how stuff's done. Uh, but yeah, 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 it's gonna happen. My brain was the same way as you, and it's you know it's like one of those things where like you'd probably figure it out, I'd figure it out. Like yeah, like I've seen fires before, but. I wanted the same thing my first year to be a rookie and just like sponge things in and yeah. not be jumper in charge and not be IC of fire. Yep. I want to just be like, you know, just a tool, just a tool, gotta, yeah. yeah, and be trained, you know. Yep. And uh, and so I almost did. I was jumper in charge. You know, I was the first man nice. on uh, the two man, but then With Darren, yeah, but nice. then Darren, you know, came on the load uh, that early morning, mm-hmm. and then we got the call. Okay. It was before I even like was in you yeah, know like yeah, yeah. PT and then I came in and I was like oh shoot we got a fire that's cool you know yeah and so like jumped in with him and uh do you guys have the speed rack still yeah, yeah those are handy awesome man yeah man. um yeah we had the had the rookie zone kind of in the back of yeah, course yeah. um yeah that's funny you, you say that about Darren because I believe that last jump I had with him it was like the same situation I think he came on the load that morning yeah you know I was like ah, I think it was his first fire maybe it was the only fire he jumped all year he was like on the load That's and then cool. that happens and we kick everyone um and we yeah. didn't know at first how many guys we were gonna kick yeah. you know because you never do it's mm-hmm. like oh, is this two man or four man or like what's going on um but yeah and it, what you guys end up throwing on it ended up full stick full load seven. I, mean? I think we threw seven. seven two yeah i think there were seven because there was one single man single man um ram stick that oh. came down which is pretty cool um that'd be nice have a whole airspace i followed i followed on that one um that yeah, was a fun jump off the i'll tell you the story about that one after the after the camera's off but, yeah, uh, yeah yeah there's some man. fun some fun things that yeah that's can't co- say too much but yeah that's so cool man yeah that's, that's the only tough thing about kind of like this uh podcast is like you know you don't want to give away like stuff but like trying to tell people like how how fun you know like fire is and especially like all aspects you know like smoke jumper hot shining oh. all that you know we had one of our trainers uh sorry i'm kind of just going now no we had one of our trainers super super awesome guy he was one of our lead trainers but he was just like a stud at the base freak athlete uh huge runner so he would he'd be one of the guys that run with us a lot and talk to us while we were and i remember uh one run he was like man and this is not giving anything away uh but he was like you guys have no idea how good how good it is like you've no you can't even conceptualize how awesome it is to be on the other side of this so like 
just do it. Like finish it, you know? And it was like, you know, it was motivational in that warped kind of way of being like, yeah, don't quit it, you know? But like, you have no idea how, how awesome it is to be on the side of things. And you're like, you're approaching it, but like, you're still a long ways off, but just like, it's worth it. The juice is worth the squeeze, basically. Yeah, dude. All right, dude. All right, cool. And then getting done with it. Yeah, that was so right. Yeah. It was so right. It's so hard to see sometimes, but like, there's rare moments, as you know, obviously during during rookie training, that like you have just maybe a second. Maybe you're if there's part of the run you're running downhill, and you're like, oh, I can kind of breathe for a second. Yeah. You might lift your head up and look around a little bit. Take it in. And it would, would be would be pretty cool to be here. Yeah, I do want to be here. Yeah, I want to be here pretty bad. That's a good point, but, man. And yeah, you have it. And, and like, if you don't have it, it might be a long day. Because I did the same thing, like all the training. Like, for me, push-ups and sit-ups was mm-hmm. a little bit more. What I was built for like yeah, the running yeah. like you said like I was not much of a runner kind of similar to that. yeah, yeah. so uh <laughs> one of the guys who he ended up not making it and um but he was not as strong with the push-ups pulls mm-hmm. and sit-ups so like when he was struggling we all had to slow down a little yep. bit yep and that's when I like take my little time and yeah, and, yeah. Like, I was in my happy place and I look look around like man yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah. you know and or you're seeing other jumpers yeah. doing whatever Do- they're doing for PT you know doing, yeah, yeah. Having freedom. Yeah, the first day, yeah, like uh, it was. I think they like kind of did it on purpose. Like the whole mob came, like, came yep. out of the loft and and we're doing whatever their PT is. And sure. Like all of them just look like superheroes to yeah. me, you know, like these gods. Oh. And I was like, oh. yeah, yeah, you know, that's what I want to be. Like. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh man, they're so awesome, you yeah. know. Yeah, and that's the cool thing too about like having that almost fear and respect, you know, for these guys, and then having it switch. Like once it's done, and you know, if you make it through, and and then you're talking to these guys hours maybe after making it through and they're like real people and uh yeah and then they're telling you stories about like your rookie training be like man i remember like week two when this funny thing happened to you and you're like man that was not funny at all (laughs) but i'm glad you got a kick out of that or like you know they've got stories about you from training and then like they're just guys you know they're or or gals you know they're just they're your overhead that uh yeah have been through the same stuff and like watched you and they're like man it was not fun watching you guys either like yeah that sucks yeah but everyone went through it yeah uh, but or then like i think it was a guy who was like man you guys really stink and we did man cause yeah it was, yeah yeah it's so hot so we we're starting to, like sweat like you know you, they say like when you burn muscle you start to like stink mm-hmm. more like and i think that's what was kind of happening it's rotting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And i think they do like you should you guys should wash definitely wash your uh your yellows um yeah i got to a yeah. point where i would uh if we were on base they give us a little bit of a lunch break, you know, mm-hmm. and I would like switch my during units week. Definitely, I would switch my yellow halfway through the day. Oh, so my other one would just be so drenched. So be like, I'm, it was like my little happy. I was like, oh, I get a yellow for a minute. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Or a uh, yeah, but you find little things. Yeah, little to, victories. Like, key in on. That yeah. Like uh, yeah, they um. Yeah, I read a book. Um, is no easy day, so it's about like SEAL Team Six mm-hmm. and stuff. But he, he, uh, in that book, the is that a Goggins book. No, it's a. Uh, I can't remember who wrote it, but uh, I think Jack Carr, the Navy SEAL, um, yeah, uh, author. He talks yep, about yep. like Jack Carr's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome, and he he knows. I think he knows that guy's an author, and there was something. Okay. He didn't go through the right channels or something. So like that was a. I, I thought it was a well written book, and it was a big book. I mean, I ended up getting it at Walmart, and when I was really from, okay. Yeah, wor- working with um. Uh, the god man my brain's about done for the yeah, night yeah, but, yeah. um when i was on uh, the the northern and yeah. um there's so many ends like i was like at ncsb northern i know so when i was on uh, ncsb i was just like i know i'm gonna a lot of driving you know mm-hmm. and out on cruise so like i know i need a book and i just happened to pick that one up it was like the best thing out of walmart cool. that like 
I wasn't much of a reader, mm-hmm. but in that book, like, there's a lot of good nuggets for like getting through something tough, like yeah, yeah. training. And one of them was for him, for buds, and all you know, Navy SEAL training was uh, the elephant theory. Have you ever seen heard that? Like, how do you how do you eat an elephant? Oh yeah, okay, yeah, one yeah. bite at a time. One bite at a time. Yeah. Focus, yep. focus yep. on that bite. You don't yep. focus on the full elephant. Yep. You focus on full elephants. Like, looks impossible. But just focus totally. on, on that bite, you know. And and like when he was talking about his, he was like small bites, you know, like. I'd, Focus on getting through that uh, cycle or mm-hmm. whatever the training was, and then also like make it to lunch. That was my totally. victory. Make yeah, it to lunch. Make and that's it to the lunch. same yep. way. Yeah, and I'd like re up on my caffeine typically. Like, I'd, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I get like a bunch of electrolytes in me and like yep. some little shot blocks that have the caffeine in them. Oh, yeah. And I like to give myself another little boost. And, yep. And uh, yeah, I swirl away a few snacks in my pocket too. Right. So, like, oh, yeah. You ha- yeah, you'd have to. Yeah. Uh, and that's like the compartmentalized thing, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kind of, a, kind of a goofy story. Uh, but same thing. I, I, I that's kind of how I operate a little bit. I kind of have you know some little thing to focus on or something. So one of my ones during rookie training, I never expected it to be, but one of the nicer things they did for us, uh, which isn't giving anything away, but they allowed us. They gave us Gatorade. They had Gatorade like supplied kind of for us, you know. Oh, cool. Um, like a cash of it when we first got there. They were like, yeah, you can have a Gatorade. Um, so at the end of the day, we would usually finish in the warehouse, depending on you know how the day went. But there was this fridge in the corner, and that had this this fully stocked with with with, with Gatorade, you know. And uh, a lot of times when I'm doing you know a hard workout or something like that, I mean, I just want to chug some water, or chug like a Gatorade right now. So it became this thing for me, this like symbol for me that I was like, man, dude, if I finish this run, if I get done with this day, I can go over there and I can chug a blue Gatorade. Yeah. Uh, or excuse me, it was power. I think it was Powerade. Yeah. But that was like the tiniest symbol. But for me, it was huge. Yeah. And like instead of focusing on this or that or you know like your head would start to get you know squirreled away but i'd be like okay i cannot wait for that i could like yeah. taste it you know and it was like one of these little things like silly it sounds super silly but it's one of those little things that for me i was like that was like one of my you know there was other things there's a lot of ways that you can like put things in your head for, for motivation yep that's but important. like pushing through a tough thing for me i was like all right finish this there's a blue Powerade sitting over there. Yep. Oh, it's going to taste so damn good. Maybe I'll drink two of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it would help me. It would weirdly, I would just like imagine it like the kind of like the Oasis thing, you mm-hmm. know, you're, and it's all you want. And I would like think about that. And be like, right. It would just turn my brain off for a little bit. Yep. You know? Yeah, totally, man. Like yeah, you go to your happy place. Yeah. Thinking yeah. about that, how good that's going to be. Oh, it was so, it's so funny too. That it was that thing. By the yeah. end of it, I was like, dude, if I get through this, I'm printing off. I'm getting a big ass poster that's a blue powerade i'm gonna put in it and no one's gonna know what it means but i'm going to yeah. it's gonna be, i haven't done that yet but i think i still might because it was like just one of those silly things that's all you need like everyone's different everyone's wired different yeah. it works differently and it's yeah. like some people just put their energy into different things and have different symbols that work for them and i had different ones too but for them i was like all right it was kind of the funniest one yeah it clicks but dude that's a that's a great one though man like yeah. i think that's good food for thought because mine was similar it was a uh, coconut water though nice okay yeah, yeah my, cool so i'm not crazy no no <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah my rookie bro was, was in the coconut water and mm-hmm. so he kind of recommended it and then okay our tradition was um we get on a we grab our a towel i'm gonna say like we grab a towel we'd be in our flip-flops yep and then um grab our trunk we'd have our trunks on and yep. a sweatshirt and uh, grab our coconut water we mm-hmm. go to the, the river and then we go sit in the river, we'd our spot, yeah, yep. and we'd roll up our our sweatshirts, yep. our hoodie on, and then we'd be in the river with our with our coconut, coconut water. water. Yeah, dude, we did the same thing. Oh, really? Yep, we yeah, did the same, so good, man. Same thing. And yep. th- that's all I'd be thinking about, especially when you know it's hot and you're mm-hmm. tired. And I think it really helped me, man, because like it kind of gets your legs back. It's a lot of inflammation out of your legs, yep. and and then the coconut water helps revive a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's funny. We did the same. We uh, we were spot. Awesome. 
we'd finish and we'd all limp together to one of our cars yeah. after after the day was over and we'd yeah if you know depending on what time we got done we'd cruise down to the river stand or sit in it and uh yeah so cool yeah. man sometimes there'd be people around and they'd be like what are these guys doing Same, but yeah you yeah, go to the park yeah yep, and yep. Winthrop there and yeah yeah awesome man. but it oh, helped so good it helped. Yeah. and it was kind of like it felt good to get off base a little bit and that's the yep. one thing maybe about doing that kind of that that program on a on a base where you're living on base is like you never really get a reprieve from the people weren't around you all the time but you're like in that area yeah you know where everything's happening that area equals stress for a while yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like oh, i just want to drive and it felt like freeing to be like i'm off campus a little bit yeah. you know uh no one can hurt me here yeah. i don't think yeah you know? exactly. yeah i got but, yeah my safe zone that's mm-hmm. good that's a good call man get your little vacation in yeah yeah, tiny, like, tiny little tiny. things go like so far. Yeah, uh, and and to kind of paint the picture more, it's like at that time of summer, those evenings are cold. So you get off, and it's like, oh yeah, the temperature, the sun's going down a little bit. Temperature starting to drop mm-hmm. a little bit, so it's like not real warm. So people in the park are like looking at you, like, who are these guys? Why are they getting in the water? Why are all these like twenty year old dudes looking like they're broken and ha- like yeah. limping so horribly? Oh. Good, or you know, yeah, yeah. just uh, ribs at that point, you know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, that's, that's important, cool, man. man. Having those little those little victory dances at the end, like mm-hmm. kind of. And I remember, um, I don't know if he's still jumping. He was a PJ. Uh, Simon, do you know Simon? Mm, no. Yeah, he, he might. Yeah, he might have moved on to something. I think I can't. I, I thought I heard of what he was doing was he now, but an NCSP guy. NCSP oh, guy. Right. He's kind of had the medical program, and okay. Um, he was like, "You guys look bad. Like, yeah, you guys yeah, look, yeah. look real bad. Like, yeah. I need you guys to go out and like get some pizza tonight. Get some like calories because nice, cool. you guys are." It was, and I think it's mostly because the heat. It, you sure. know, I don't think we we're doing anything worse than any other rookie class, but sure. it was just hotter. You yeah. know, so we burned a lot Dude, of calories and we dodged that bullet. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So he's funny, and and uh, so yeah, we ended up, like we once once a week or something. And you're kind of broke because you're waiting for your mm-hmm. first paycheck then. So like, definitely. Yeah, like we're on fumes. So like once a week we go get some kind of greasy mm-hmm. meal, you know, to try to up the calories, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you're hoping to not see anyone out there. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I know, yeah, I just want to be in my own world. Yeah. And then, but your output, like you know, the caloric output versus input. You know, you're gonna lose weight if you don't have mm-hmm. if you can't match the output, right? Yep. yep. So like, it's almost impossible to match the output of rookie training. It would be well, yeah. And for the first few days, you maybe couldn't even eat. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how I was, man. Yeah, like I had no appetite like for the first. Pretty much kind of the first week. I lost a ton of weight that first week. And did you? It was so hot. Yeah. Like they weigh, did they weigh you guys at the beginning at the end? They weighed it. No, they didn't weigh us at the end. We kind of did. Or oh, like yeah. personally ourselves. But that first day, yeah, they, they checked us in and weighed us and everything. Um, I don't think we did one at the end. I thought I was going to lose a ton of weight and I didn't. Um, some of my buddies did. <laughs> one of our guys, there's always outliers. One yeah. of my buddies gained weight yeah. during rookie training. Just a freak, you know? Like, yep. Like 165 pounds, little like muscle hamster dude, yeah. fast as shit. Like he, yeah, he he gained a little weight, and like everyone took their lumps, but no one, you know, I've heard the horror stories of people losing 15 or 20 pounds, and I think it lost a little bit, but yeah, I think yeah. it was somewhere I in the 15, 20 pound range. I, I think my body did me a favor because I had other issues, like that sickness going on. Yeah, so I think my body was like, ah, oh, okay, we won't kill you in this way, but <laughs> you're struggling in another way, mm-hmm. but. But yeah, no one, no one goes through unscathed. Yeah, that's true, man. And I think that's why they weighed us at the end, because like, yeah, the, I think there was three of us at the end of the first week, and all three of us think we're looking a little sickly. Cause yeah, 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 it was so hot. So they, they, I think they kind of have the safety thing, like see how much weight these yeah. guys did lose. And yeah, oh, man. I, I lost it quite a bit that first. Well, and you guys, yeah, we got lucky, man, with the with the heat thing. It could have been so much worse. Um, yeah. And they liked to remind us of that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I believe it. Yeah. You know, and I was counting, you know counting my lucky stars too that it wasn't that hot because i was expecting it to be you know yeah and days 
when it was kind of warm there and you were on oh, your pouring sweat anyway you know but i was like wow i could imagine this 20 degrees warmer yes yeah, but reading like it's just different boys yeah, down reading oh yeah, yeah different man. beast yeah and it's but yeah because that, that jumpsuit does not breathe at all you know we were like kind of no. being in the top of the tower and kind of facing like away from the yeah, instructors yeah. a little bit like not enough to get myself in trouble but enough to get like some wind in my face yeah yeah like, <laughs> trying to breathe asking yeah. can, I, can i get a drink yeah. of water yeah, man. One of the guys who didn't who didn't make it through. I remember I came up to the top of the tower and on one of the really hot days, and I could see his face was like red. And this is the only oh, time I saw no. like the cadre kind of um, weaken a little bit, like not sure. like not weaken, but show a little weakness. Like I saw them like look to me, look for me to him, look at each other, and kind of be like, "Hmm, what are you? What is the temperature right now?" Yeah, and yeah. Like because I mean he was beat red, and I could see like through oh. his mask from across the tower. Yeah. Like, Ooh, you know, like I know I'm in bad shape, but then. Then they just kind of like made a joke, made fun of us, and then we kept cruising. You know, all right, we'll keep, yeah, we'll yeah. keep going. Yeah, that's, they're fine. You know, Man. it's amazing what you can take, go through too, and like you, you when your mindset to it. You know, totally. Like I don't know to do it again. You know, like after I've already been a smoke jumper, I don't know. I mean, I probably would just because I'm stubborn, but it it would be a little bit of a taller order. I think. Like I think so. No one. Yeah. Totally. Know no, what you're gonna do? No one's coming and being older. Yeah. You know, like and and uh. You know the excitement and the like the the unknown is part of the excitement. You know Absolutely. every day when you when you wake up to I'm, start working. Work I'm glad there's no rubric for it. You know, yeah. I'm glad there's no syllabus day where they're like, "Yeah, this is what we're gonna do." You know, because yeah. they could, you could do that, and they could tell you everything you're gonna do, and it would still, you know, I'd make it worse. For it you wouldn't for help sure. you. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't help you at all. So it is best. To, yeah, the unknown is. Uh, yeah. I heard that. Yeah, it saves your brain. I've talked to a few folks about how that like can wreck people though. Like, um, I think one of my rookie cousins, rookie class in a different base was talking mm-hmm. about one of the most phenomenal athletes that was coming through could not handle not knowing what was next yeah. and they ended up washing preach themselves. Cause it's like, yeah. Because they could not handle the, uh, like the randomness it felt like. Sure. I mean, it's, I think it's like a uh, planned randomness. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. The different, you know, type A, type B personality kind of thing. Uh, you got to turn a little bit of that off. Like I'm a fairly OCD person in certain aspects you know but there were some situations where i was like i gotta turn some of this stuff off like i'm not in control yeah you can't be yeah you exactly don't be, you, know? you don't it's yeah like, yeah let it go and just handle it and don't tell me what i'm doing tomorrow what's worse a couple times that did happen it was like then you just think about it oh, all the time yeah. you know and that wasn't often but there was a couple things that they had to kind of tell us that maybe we were doing something tomorrow yeah uh, i'm with you go to bed and you're like okay okay yeah, I wasn't gonna sleep anyway, but awesome, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, we we ended up finishing a few days early, but it wasn't really like early because we ended mm-hmm. up just jumping through the weekend because uh, oh, you did. We only had green, we had Greenfield's plane on rent, you know, yeah. on loan for a little bit, and it was June, so fire season's like right there, you yeah, know, yeah. it could any day, so Greenfield need their plane back. Totally. So I, th- I think I want to say it was like two weekends in a row. So it was like we finished really? a, week, a week early, but it okay. wasn't really, you know, because we just went through the weekend. Sure. And like you said, you know it because they tell you like. Man, you guys gotta step your game up because we only have the plane this long. And if you guys, we gotta be done. Yeah, if you guys aren't, you know, pulling your weight and mm-hmm. this gets extended, then we don't know when you're gonna graduate because totally. we got another plane We're not to finish have a plan. it. Yep. Or we'll just wash out. Yeah, exactly. Heck, don't, that exactly? Don't do that. Yeah. Oh man. And That's then, yeah. So you know, you know, yeah, you know, you're just gonna hammer through the weekend. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh no. Man, we yeah. Luckily, didn't. I was worried about that a little bit because, like, I mean, that's how close things came. Like for me, for you know, actually, one of my other uh, RBs had a wedding that same that same weekend. Oh, but like, 
to know that something is going to happen seven months out and cut it down to one day yeah. is crazy, you know? Oh. But I was like, man, I hope we don't jump to the weekend. You never know. You know, you know how yeah. things are going to end, what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, like we said, you don't want to, but I was like, boy, I hope I can go. It's going to be a long night. Yeah. I hope I can make it. Like, yeah. no matter what time we finish here, if we do, I'm going to make it if I can. But yeah, like, especially you being never the best know. man. That's a yeah. big it's, deal, you know? I think I'm going to make it, dude. They said I would, but also, like, yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. It worked out. And, yeah. like, yeah, I wouldn't have that any other way now, you know? Like, oh, absolutely, man. That's, a, situation, so, that's such a great way to, like, break up the, you know, like, it's almost like a mild little vacation celebration and then get back into jump mode and, and let your brain digest a little bit, you know, like take that time and go. It was, it was bizarre. Yeah. That's cool though, man. I, uh, yeah. I can't remember. I was going to just about to say something about, Oh, the weekend jumping. Um, Oh the, yeah. The one nice thing about it though, was like I knew because they, they told us that we were going to be done with jumping. They didn't tell us we we're going to be done with rookie training mm-hmm. and they kind of drug rookie training out with a little bit sure. and honest, but, um, they're like, you know, you get these done, then then that pressure part's off. If, yeah. you, if you survive, so totally. it was like, so I was kind of you know the you know good and the bad. Like, I know I got to perform, and we're gonna have some long jump days, mm-hmm. and then I gotta, and then you know if I get through that, then one step closer to being done. Yep. You know, and and becoming a smoke jumper in the end goal. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's that. It's the elephant. Yeah, it's the elephant. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, exactly, man. I even kind of treat it too with jumping, like. You know, going through the the different cycles of rookie training and then getting my first jump is like, all right, man. You know, like that was kind of like my first big goal. It was like, yeah, yeah. At least get one jump out of the plane, and then after that, then I was like, oh, that's awesome. Totally. Plus, you, you don't know how you're gonna react, you know. So it's like, I jumped out of a plane once as a skydiver. Did you ever jump out of a plane before? Same thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually on the Great Northern. Oh, really? Luckily, we crazy crazy thing. Carrie was able to pull it off. We were uh, come back from a fire and we were in Moab. We overnighted there. Dude. And then we were like down drinking beers at a brewery, like oh, the whole crew was. Maybe this is a, yeah, it's a fine story. Uh, yeah, it's totally But fine. they saw it. It was like, oh, there's a group deal. If you get more than X amount of people, like there's a, you got a discounted rate. So we're all out this evening, and everyone goes around. It's like, hey, would you would you do it? Would you do it? Would you do it? And I think we got 19 out of 21 people. And we drove there the next morning. Like 19 of us went skydiving, and then loaded up in the buggies and kept driving home. That's so, so yeah, cool. so, so one time, similar to you. Yeah. But it's different, right? Like, where, yeah. did, where did you do that? I did buying uh, in Ronan, like, just outside oh, of Ronan. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So it was, That's sweet. Yeah, it was cool. It was like, I want to say it was like partway between Ronan and Flathead. So mm-hmm. we were in this little, like, kind of garbage looking plane. Always. Is what it felt like, yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, it looked like duct tape was kind of flapping <laughs> off <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And we go, we, we got to use the missions to get up in altitude. Sure. You know, use the, the thermals off yep, the missions. Yep. And then we ended up doing, I think, a 12,000 foot jump. Okay, so cool. So we got, I think my flight was like oh, 58 or 59 seconds. Yeah. So, like, awesome. you're over the missions and then you turn the corner and then you're over, like, flathead kind of. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and then they dump us out. Okay. And, uh, oh, man. yeah, it was such a cool ride. But I'm, also strapped to a an older gentleman, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and he's he's a little shorter than I am. Okay. And I'm like, I didn't I didn't get a chance, and I didn't want to be rude. But I want to I want to be like, how old are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how healthy are, are you, you right a, now, man? Are you awake? Yeah. Also? What do I need to pull if you can't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. the one thing that I can really. Yeah, do you have any health issues at yeah, this point? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Check for braces. Yeah. Um, so, so 
And then we, so we land and I'm on the front of him, right? Yeah. And uh, he's like, tuck your legs. And I do. Mm-hmm. And his legs are not long enough to touch <laughs> oh the ground God. still. So yeah, toes to my face. Yep. And, and he's like riding me like a, like oh. I'm a horse. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I said, my, my buddy don't want to think had a picture of it. And he's like, he's got like, he's got his legs tucked up like a jockey and he's on my back. Just got my like sweatshirt or whatever I'm wearing, like the suit maybe. And he's yeah, just like yeah. holding it and he's like kind of smiling for the camera. Like, <laughs> I'm just like. I had a good, I had a good jump. That yeah. was funny. That was great, man. Oh man, how uh, did you do that in like preparation for going to rookie training? Yeah, because that's at that point I knew I was like, man, I'm gonna be like, this is my goal. And my buddy sure. Dolan, um, Brian Dolan, he's a great guy, man. I got, I got to reconnect with that dude, but he, uh, he was like dead set on it too, man. Okay, and then so that was our thing. Like we had a day off, and uh, you know, pretty hungover, and uh. I yep, was like, good. I'm glad you were too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah man. Yeah. And I was like, man, might as well, you know, like, yeah, yeah. no better time than now. And, and I was actually at work. He had a day off and mm-hmm. I was like, have we got anything going on today? Talking to my supervisor. And like, yeah. no, why? And I was like, I might go jump. And then we worked together out of Whitehall and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm taking him with me. And they're like, nice. yeah, whatever. Yeah. You guys go enjoy. And yeah. Yeah, so we went and had a jump and that's cool. Super cool. And it, like no other feeling in the world, you know, no, not at all. Yeah. And you were, yeah. It, I think I was glad that I was kind of hungry for it because I felt like I wasn't quite as amped up. Yeah. Like, the senses were a little deadened, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to recommend that to everyone. But for me, it kind of worked out because I was like, man, I'm almost like, yeah. you know, I want to be away. I didn't throw up or anything like that. But I was like, ah, just enough out of it. And I was like, some of that maybe fear you would have gotten. That's what I was going to say. Like, then, yeah. Like, I was going to do it, but I probably, like I say, I didn't have like that stupid yeah. like spike and like nervousness. I was just like, a little bit deadened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm just going, I'm just here, man. Yep. You know, like, and not, trust in this guy because yep. if, if something bad happens like at that point i just i don't feel very good so i'm like <laughs> yeah if we're gonna if we're gonna die we're gonna die yeah this is like, a great day because i kind of feel bad anyway yeah exactly yeah. i don't feel like living anyway so like <laughs> what's that it actually helped me if we died yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah actually yeah yeah i'd kind of wouldn't mind it if we, if we died right now so <laughs> Take me out of misery. yeah that's yeah exactly where i was man that is funny. Have you done it uh, again since you jumped? Since you like started? Sport no, jumping? and I really want to sport jump, especially after I got in the Ram Air training, and like mm-hmm. a lot of those AK guys were sport jumping. Yep. Like um, their rookie training concluded, when we were going through Ram Air, and they had their rookie party, which is just awesome, man. Yeah, Such a cool party. Awesome. The food was amazing. They're at this like cabin, and uh, I can't remember. There was like some history behind it, I think. And okay. A couple of the rookie or a couple of the jumper bros like sky uh, were skydiving into it, sport jumped into it. <sighs> Awesome. Yeah, and like it was kind of cool because one guy he wasn't as like seasoned and he kind of ate it pretty hard. So yeah, like yeah. everyone kind of laughed. And the other guy he just like he's s- human. Sk- yeah, exactly. And this other guy skidded in on one knee, just like pro. I was like, whoa! Nice. And he like kept zooming past me. I was like, dang, dude. That is cool. Yeah, and I remember wanting to do it. And and, uh, and it was cool too because one of the other jumpers was a pilot and had his own plane. So oh, it was like an cool. all jumper operation. Bro plane. Yeah, so it's yep. super cool. Yeah, no, go go ahead, man. No, no. Kind of yeah, we talked about that at the base too. Getting, yeah. like trying to get a bro plane or like you know playing for the base and a bunch of the guys are me and some of my buddies are talking about like trying to get our a licenses maybe yeah um uh, i'd like to do it yeah be cool charlie um, actually put the bug in my ear because he had a plane when i was there he had two planes at one point when i was there mccarthy yeah mccarthy like, has pilot's license yeah yeah he should I yeah i'm pretty sure know that. yeah because like at the time he so he had like his kind of like um lower budget like mm-hmm. kind of like almost like a, a training plane that he had oh, okay. and then he wanted to upgrade and I think he wanted something more for the family maybe or something. So he like Whoa. had just got a plane and then was like on, um, 
trying to sell the other plane because I think he was like trying to tease me into buying it. He was always trying to sell me something. He tried to sell me his truck. Nice. Okay. Yeah. He's funny, man. Sounds right. And he, that I want to say the season before he was a Klamath Hotshots. Okay. Right. That's a crew, isn't it? Klamath. I don't remember for sure. I'm gonna. Just I, enough one-on-one time with him to get a lot of his yeah. life story. At, hopefully, yeah. But, yeah. I think Clam, yeah, because Clamus okay. the crew, right? There's Clamus hot shots, right? Yeah, Indiana's the closest one to NCSB. Yeah, um, but he Clamus in the in the ballpark. Yeah, he ended up doing Clamus because uh, the kid that or the, the kid, the fellow that rookie with us that didn't make it, he was off Clamus and. Oh really? Um, okay. but he uh, so he ended up being super the, uh, the Clamus the year before, so he had a really good year, and I think sure. that's how he ended up getting the 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 plane, oh, the upgrade of the plane that he always wanted. Charlie was a soup. Oh man. Yeah, I think he just like and I think really? that okay. I think it was kind of a funny story cool. and I shouldn't probably be telling his story. But I think he uh I don't think he had hot shot before that, so he like his that's first awesome. hot shot experience as a soup was like that's boss. A, that's <laughs> hilarious. Know? That is a boss. Man. Uh, yeah, I'm like, going to have to pick his brain about. Yeah, you have to ask him, man. Yeah, it's great. we had a lot of good downtime together like for some reason. I don't know why, but like I'd just be like me and him were like the only jumpers at the base a few yeah, times yeah, yeah. for some reason. So it was just like It so, is it is funny how that works out like you kind of get after you make it through rookie training, you kind of get become buddies with you know some of the older guys, like guys that you maybe wouldn't expect to. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Maybe some of the guys you were most afraid of during rookie training or something like yeah. that, you know. But it's kind of funny how like they almost they like pick their rookies a little bit, yeah. or like you, yeah, just and also just how things shake out. And there's also guys you might never really get to know because they're gone all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, but that is funny. Dude, I know that runs a funny story I was gonna tell earlier about like rookie training. Yeah. And yeah. This isn't getting away secrets either. It's just like towards the end, there's only two of us left. Mm-hmm. I think it was like, I think it was kind of over at this point. Okay. But we're still doing like a PT and Classic, yeah. yeah, and uh, I was like, Inyaki came up and he was like, him and Charlie were kind of yeah. giving me a hard time and but like funny, like it was super funny. And so I was like, yeah, man. I mean, uh, man, I'm kind of surprised I'm here. But you guys are surprised I'm here, like, uh, or that I didn't wash it. Like I'm like. That's what I said. I was like, I'm surprised, I didn't, you know, I was kind of surprised I didn't wash. I had a rough day there for a bit, and uh, I was like, I bet you guys are kind of surprised that I that I didn't wash. Like, yeah. Barrett, there's still time. You didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I can hear. Oh, I can hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh man. That was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, so don't don't get ahead of yourself yet. You yep. know, like I, I wish I could do Niaki's voice a little better, but it's funny, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna refrain from attempting it now, but it's uh, yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, it's good, yeah, man. Yeah. He like handled all my like rookie phone calls and stuff. And cool. Okay. He didn't give same actually. Did he really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was awesome. He didn't give much away, and I was like, man. No, he didn't. Yeah. Pretty quiet. Pretty like, quiet. I was like, is there anything I should be working on? Kind of business. Uh, he's like, how's your hill running going? And I was like, well, I mean, it's there. I'm surprised he's, you even said that. Yeah. yeah he's that's like, funny. and that's all he gave away. And I was like, nice. Oh well, maybe. Wow, I wish you would have told me that. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Ah, oh, maybe I should look into that." That is funny. Did yeah. you uh, did you go do a base visit after you got hired, or before I got? Before I got hired, yeah. So okay. that was kind of my hail mary. Like I, all the bases have pretty much had their roster done, yep. and and I was going around, pretty, and I and I expected not to get picked up my first year. Sure. So like I, so I'd already kind of accepted, and I was kind of late to the the party already. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize how early the hiring happens and how early yeah, you gotta get hold. Like pretty much at the end of fire season, you gotta start nuts, calling, it. yeah, and yeah. like get your name out there even before you throw your app in. So, like, I was doing it, like, more of a traditional, like, sure. get your app in yep. and then go say, like, hey, did you get my app? Because I had kind of excuse to talk to him. Like, totally. have you ever seen if I made your shirt list? Yeah, yeah. Now you got a common, like, yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. And, like, they can show I'm interested because they can see my name on it. Sure. But other people had already been, like, shaking hands and getting their face out there. Yeah. So, um, so I was kind of, like, just going around, I think, making the alternate list maybe, you yeah. know. And um, so... Yeah, where's it going with this? What did you ask me again? No, my brain's fading. I know mine too now. Uh, something about Nyaki. Oh, I think. 
Do you remember? Wow, yeah. that's bad. What did? Yeah, just I just like blank. So I just started thinking about like, a... like going on my bass tour. Oh, I asked if you went on a base tour. Oh, base tour. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. base tour. How was it? Yeah, yeah. I just started like going down like a, a bad memory from rookie training. I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. oh man, yeah, I'm, I am surprised I'm here. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I made it. Uh, I yeah, got lost and um, yeah, I worked all day too, so my brain's just like squirrely. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, hopefully this That's is making. Any, yeah, hopefully this is making sense. <laughs> oh no, it definitely is. I'm, yeah. I'm lucky. I'm in the. You know, unemployed. Yeah. Off lifestyle right now. Oh, it's, it's important, especially, especially this season. Especially after a good fire season, man. I think mm-hmm. that's, you know, a different story about you know being uh, like a full time hotshot. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be kind of tough for folks. Yeah. Because I mean, you go heavy, man. Hotshots are like hitting hard. Yeah. Totally. So it's a good break to take time. And but I understand both sides because like you, you know, like being able to work year round and get more towards your retirement yeah. and more towards your time and grade and maybe jump the the ranks a little faster. Mm-hmm. So I kind of understand the other side of it, but man, especially after my rookie year, like you, like I was, I was, I was like, yeah, like when we got furloughed, I wasn't that sad, no. <laughs> you know, I was like, you need it, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, a little bit. Yeah, right? exactly. I needed like digest what's just happened mm-hmm. over the last like six months or whatever it was, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to, I need to hang out and take it all in. And totally. then, and that's where I like, I think I started kind of seeing the, the growth, I want to yeah, say yeah. like from going through something that hard and putting my body through something that I, I wasn't even sure if I was going to make it through. Like I wasn't, I yeah. wasn't going to quit, but like there's some stuff that like part of rookie training and, and every hard training that, you know, like you don't know how you're going to react. You don't know what you're going to do. And there totally. could be something that like just hangs you up Yep. and like you could be just a beast. I know one person in particular that I think they tried to rookie three times and they were physically just a specimen and mm-hmm. they just could not get the rest of it down, Yep. you know? Yep. You know, I don't want to get too specific in that because I don't plant any seeds in anyone's head. Sure, but sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was some aspect of rookie training that was just like couldn't con- couldn't conquer it, yeah. man. And it's like it wasn't for lack of trying, you know? No. This person was an animal. Yeah. And it was like, man, it was hard to see because it, it happened the whole time I was jumping. Yeah, Th- This yeah, person yeah. had three three tries the, oh, like during my hard, career. Man. Yeah, it was like, oh. But, yeah, so like the base tour thing, so back to that. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of late to it. So, like, I ended up going and I was like, kind of broke because I was still finishing up school. Okay, yeah. So, and that's so whenever I had time, I'd go. So, I I was able to go to Missoula right away because yep. I was living close mm-hmm. and shake hands. And then I went to West. Okay, And yeah. that's when I found out, like, kind of everyone's roster was already kind of full. And okay, sure. It was kind of funny. Like, I was talking to a guy from uh, Missoula, and he's, he's, like, shooting some numbers out there. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think he, like, thought much of me at this time. Yeah. And, and, like, I was in cowboy boots and a flannel. Oh, and uh Nice. He's like telling me these times. He's like, we got folks that are running like a, a nine minute mile and a half and mm-hmm. doing twenty pull ups and you know hundred push ups and it's like I'll do that right now, dude. If, if like you, know, like you don't think I can do that, I'm like I'll do dude, that right nice. now. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm just letting you know where the numbers are. Wow. And yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if he was like really calling me out or not. Yeah. But that's what it felt like. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. you know, I had a chip on my shoulder already because yep. I'm like, I'd heard somebody else tell me that they didn't think I was like gonna make it. Man. So I was like. That's all you need. Yeah. Bit, uh, Such good fuel, man. Some, some goading. Yeah. 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 yeah so I don't even like, yeah, that, I got nothing against that person, man. They gave me so much fuel. Totally. And, uh, no, you never do. Yeah. When, when it's over. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like, I kind of yeah. needed that a little bit. Yeah. It was kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I went there and, and I had some good re- interactions with sure. Missoula. There was just like that little, like, see, I think it was kind of, uh, see where I'm at on yeah, things yeah. and see how committed I was. Definitely. Cause I heard stories in the past of like people come to Missoula and they're like, you know, saying like putting these numbers out there, and during the base tour, there's a a convenient pull-up bar. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're like, I, oh, how many can you do? 
Why don't you, why don't you hop there? You hop up? Yeah, hop there and crank a few off for me, would you? Two days ago? Okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, and the reality hits in, like, and was the minimum 11 pull-ups? Se- seven. Seven pull-ups. Now oh, yeah, seven, yeah. For, yeah. The, for the feds. Yeah. But, like, if you struggle on number seven, like, that's not a good look. You know what yeah. I mean? It's that kind of thing. And, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I got my numbers dys- dyslexic a little bit. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, because 11 is, like, the mile and a half cutoff, right? Uh, yeah, I think it is 11 now. Yeah. Camera. And then West is different because elevation. Did you know I that? heard about that. Yeah. I did hear about that. So that they do it like I almost corrected. Yeah, they corrected. Like, yeah, because mm. you run a little slower time yep. because of the high elevation. Yep. And uh, so that really messed my brain up too. Because totally. like when I went to Missoula the next year, I was like, how much time do I have? Yeah, what, you, can I, you know, like, what do I need to be shooting for? Yeah. Yeah, man. And um, But yeah, so like, you know, all of a sudden like this person's like, oh, yeah, I can do 25 pull-ups. Mm-hmm. And they, they're like, crank out five maybe. Yep. And they're like, all right, man. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's kind of a cool thing to have that like little pull-up bar right there. Like, yeah, let's, why don't you show me, man? It's I'm, a good, uh, yeah, yeah. See, see where you're at. Mm-hmm. Little check. Um, a little truth filter there. Yeah, and it, I was a little bit nervous. Well, I wasn't nervous about that, but when I went to to do my visit to NCSB, I was like, man, I wonder. I don't have my running shoes in the truck. I kind of like purposely left them, yeah, and there was a bunch smart. of snow and whatnot. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I'll do whatever they ask, but I kind of doubt it's gonna happen. Yeah. So I ended up like, yeah, I drove. Like an hour, like two hours to see him, and I was there for like twenty minutes, and then I left, and I was like, okay, whew, that was good. I'm ready to be gone. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. I'm ready to be done with these guys until I see him again, because it's like you know, yeah. just terrified, you know. Especially thanks you're locked in right at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you didn't well, visit any other bases then, huh? No, and actually, how it shook out, I was planning. I was planning. I was like in the process of planning base visits. I had been on the phone with NCSB, like being like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'd like to come do a base visit, all this stuff, and then they ended up hiring me. Oh. before i'd done a visit even so then i did a visit post getting hired which i was like ah, i wonder if that's a weird move but still like the way i kind of click i was like i still want to come as a good faith thing be like hey man like i want yeah thanks but also like here is here's, here's a face to the name a little bit yeah, you know? totally, yeah. so i did i went and saw them smart like move, a I month think. after i got hired uh which felt a little different because I was planning some trips. I was like going to plan to go see West and whatnot, and I actually had a meeting virtual with Missoula like the Friday oh, really? after I'd gotten hired. Just for, you know, prelim kind of little tour, kind of chat. Not really an interview because apps weren't out yet. But yeah, yeah. I was trying to do all that stuff, and then NCSB hired me, and then I went and saw him, which kind of felt backwards. But I was still yeah. glad I did, you know. Absolutely. Um, but it was a you know it was a ways well, from. Montana, obviously, but yeah, I was, well, like lumped it in with a visit with my sister. Well, but you, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, yeah it's kind. Yeah, uh, part of the drive is not as cool as I was hoping, and no. then the, another part. Of, yeah, <laughs> another part of the drive is really cool. Yeah, yeah, like uh, kind of yeah. from Spokane to like uh, Coolie. Was it Coolie? Yeah, Dam or something yeah, like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. When you turn and you kind of start winding up towards. I remember. I don't know if you had this experience. I bet. I kind of bet you probably did. Uh, there's like this one corner in particular that you kind of like round the corner. Uh, heading towards Twisp, and then mm-hmm. you can see like the Cascades for the first time. That happened to me, and it kind of yeah. hit me, and I was like, Whew. "Yeah, all right, well, yeah, we're, we're there." Yeah, yeah totally, crazy. man. And you know, like you said, with the, with the way you things, and that's the cool thing too about like the Forest Service in general. But like mm-hmm. smoke jumping is like, it's never no no two stories the same. Like we were we were, we were yeah, at yeah. the same base. We're both from Region One. Totally. That similar small school small town growing up, yep. you know, and but totally different experiences. Totally. And then you just the way you're shook out, you know, getting hired early, super early, yeah. like way earlier than uh, anyone I ever they've really heard of, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was super cool. So you didn't, you didn't really have to do the hustle, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. I, did, I was going around just showing my face and I was mm-hmm. more expecting, like I was trying to get on with, with Lolo and Flathead yeah. and Helena and pretty sure all the region one crews. And I was sure. talking to, um, I think Flagstaff was one of the region three okay, crews yeah. I, was, I was looking at maybe. And, 
uh, Globe maybe I talked to, but, you know, I was starting to put out the feelers for Hot Shotting because I was like, sure. that was the next, in the progression, you know, mm-hmm. like that was my next stop and um, ended up getting picked up jumping first, but yeah. so I was doing my, my tour of the jump bases just to get my face out there and then oh, yeah. NCSB was the only one who called me and then um, Bronson was actually like, and he was already, I think he already had a job. And okay. so I was like, dude, I'm pumped for you. He's like, hey, man, like, it's still not over. Like, why don't you just go take a drive? Like, you got the time. Yeah, you yeah. laid off. Just, you know, you're going to have to eat a little money on this one, but just go yeah. take a drive. And if nice. nothing else, it'll it'll get your face out there. Sure. So that I think that drive got me the job. Yeah. Because I drove, took the long drive in my Gascos or Chevy. And yeah, yeah. Shook some hands and yep. like got to got to kind of, like, sell myself a little bit. And, totally. Um, and I was in pretty good shape. You know, I was, like, pretty fresh on a college track. So, like, a Australia. Yeah, so I was in. I looked. I kind of looked the part a little bit, and yep. then I, I purposely wore this like same form-fitting T-shirt, which <laughs> nice, is nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe not like an awesome move, but I was like still like. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to show off like. I mean, my physique. That's like, yeah, it's an interview. Yeah, exactly. And, like a non-standard interview. Like you need to. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, things are looking for you. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a little bit. You know? Yeah. Totally. I mean, not, like. And it, and it definitely kind of works. I remember like when I was in West. Um, one of the guys was like, "Geez, man, you look like ready for rookie training right now." And nice. I was like. I was like, well, you know, I'm getting there. I'm like, I'm not quite there. I'm looking sure. to run a little bit, you know, and like my push and pulls and sit ups are like are there and mm-hmm. you know pack tests and all that. But I was like, yeah, I'll still, still get my run numbers cool. down a little bit, you know, yeah. and you know, trying to trying to like sell myself and toe that line of being like not um, being humble exactly. and like being ready, you know, yeah. and because you want to be like, man, it looks like I'm in shape, man. I'm in, you know, I'm not in shape. Or else being yeah. on the other other end, we're like, yeah, man, I'd smoke Ricky train I think right I now. Can do it right yeah. now. Yeah, like I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm it. still still training for still it. Still trucking. Yeah, man. I had kind of, yeah, sort of experienced like that a little bit was like, um, I'd talked to someone who was jumping early on. It was like January and they're like, nice man. You're like, you ready to go? You, you, you good for rookie training? Like right now? I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> not right now. I, can, I don't want it to start tomorrow. You know, yeah. but like I'm getting there and it gave me some motivation. I was like, oh man, maybe I should like, should I be ready now? Oh man, I should get, like, get out, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's process it is man i kind of same mode like i you know i didn't know if like i should be ready any day like you know for yeah, some yeah, reason yeah. you feel like it's gonna be like a pop quiz like all totally. like uh when'd you hear tomorrow like wait yep. i thought you told me june yeah, you know well, or yeah. may or whatever yeah, your yeah. start date's supposed to be and, and that's what it is you know totally. like I, I don't think there's any scenario where they just like pop up rookie training all of a sudden you know no. but thank, thank goodness but yeah man what, yeah dude we did about how do we do man well, that's three hours and six minutes i think this is the longest Holy podcast smokes. i've done nice yet bro i didn't even know how long that was yeah that's chatting that was, yeah, chat. That was good, man. That was a lot of info. I think I still even. It's funny because like every time I could get done, and usually I have this conversation right after, but um, I always feel like I leave something on the table, you know? Like, I know. Like, I, like and probably because I first met you, like this first time we ever met each other. I know. I've heard a lot about you. I've been yeah, kind of open to meet you, especially the NCSB connection. And yeah, the, vice versa too, man. Garrett connection and all yeah, the, the small connection. world stuff, you know. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. Wanting to meet for a long time. Yeah, yeah. man. Great stoked to finally to, meet you, man. To be on the show. Yeah, thanks for coming um, on, dude. I'm stoked to hopefully give you some garb you hadn't had before. Yeah, and, yeah, that's uh, a new one for me, man. Yeah. So if stoked to have it. If I see this thing parked in my base, uh, I'll be stoked. Yeah, yeah. dude. I'm hoping, hoping soon. I'll let you know too. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, maybe the spring or something. Yeah. I want to, you know, you got to catch it before like mm-hmm. the, the base empties totally on either end, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The beginning of the summer base can empty, and then the end of the year when people are kind of bailing for whatever else they're doing. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, thanks again, man. I appreciate yeah, you. Thank you, Luke. I appreciate uh, being on. Yeah, man. Looks tough. We'll, we'll do it again for sure, man. Especially Definitely. if I come out or maybe maybe I'll think of some stuff tonight and I'll be like, ah, I got to have him back on. Round two. Yeah. yeah. Thanks again, awesome, Pat. Awesome, man. Thank you, Stearman.